Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this free agent tampering period, March 13th, Monday, 2023. We start now. Tamper! That's right. Teams are tampering with free agents. The free agency period that officially launches on March 15th as the new league year starts is actually starting Right now, three minutes ago, it was, uh, you know, the legal time for teams and agents and players to kind of piece deals together. So for over the next hour or two, we will be learning a lot about the future of free agents and a lot about future of teams. Now, will that involve Aaron Rodgers? Ooh, we're not 100% sure. We do not know. Do not look at us. I know a lot of people are at this exact moment. I have no answers for you. I got no idea what the hell is going on. AJ Hawk will be joining us in about 56. Six minutes, though. What does he know? Everything. There's a lot of things popping off. Jimmy G is allegedly going to be a Raider or a Texan, Ooh. although the Raiders have been in on him pretty strong. The New England Patriots already made some moves this morning. Many teams are gearing up for a lot of contractual shifts because they have to be under the official salary cap by Wednesday. So free agents are going to get signed. People are going to get cut. There's about to be live action, boss, and we are very thankful to be here. The Toxic Tables here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. How you doing, boys? Ty, how's life? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Usually, free agency day or the oh, the opening of the window, the tampering period is excited for you know exciting for a lot of people, a lot of teams. Uh, Packers are never in that situation. Well, this year, kind this of. This year, yeah, well, maybe. but it, but it's also you know we're basically just playing the waiting game. We're waiting for Rodgers because there's a big chunk of the cap that's tied to him. So I don't I don't expect the Packers to be making too many moves today. Maybe we'll hear something about Rodgers today, and we'll have a much you know clearer picture of where things are going moving forward. Hmm. But nonetheless. Seeing new guys join new teams. It's oh, it's what a time. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Ramsey joined the Dolphins yeah. over the weekend. Congratulations to him. Who will be the next big star that lands in a new home? Uh, speaking of new stars with new homes. Blake Shelton has a new home in your brain and your heart. <laughs> My God, I now know what it's like when people talk about you know Elvis coming to town because that's what Blake Shelton is. I, I've never been a part of a concert where you can sit there, feel one, you know, chills when he's singing to Gwen Stefani while she's oh, up on the big. They're in love. Dude. They're in so much love. I, I I feel like I could see the love, and then I've never also been a part of someone who is so over. As you know, the guy who can then also be a massive heel and still have the people of Indianapolis love him. I mean, what are you he, talking about? He brought up all three of the Patriots Super Bowls during the Manning Colts era, and I mean, people still cheered for him at the end. Still wanted the encore. Blake Shelton is an absolute—he's the king. He should be the president <laughs> of the United States. I think. I'm going to say this, and I think it'll never. Greatest concert I've ever been to. Wow. Mm-hmm. Greatest concert I've ever so been to. So good. It was so good. I got a chance to meet him beforehand. Now, was that a part of it? Maybe. Because he sure. was so fucking cool beforehand. Obviously, the wife is a massive fan of both he and Gwen Stefani. My wife's a big NBC mark. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sure. Okay. Big NBC fan. So we've watched The Voice. I've gotten to see him operate on The Voice. He's been on there for like 20-some seasons, Long right? Time. And then he's, he's got Barmageddon oh. now. He's doing with Carson Daly. Yeah. And I just assume like he might be a little bit too corporate, a little bit too stiff. Sure. I get down there and meet him. That is not the case at all. Like, that guy's a fucking dog. dog. I am a massive fan of his. My wife, the conversation we had with him, he had a couple different whiskeys there. Right. Got, grabbed some ice there, put a little splash of diet in there. What? Had my big fucking cowboy hat, just some light ranching in there. Uh-huh. Hell right. Hell right. Hell right. Hell right. This guy, absolute bangers. And he'll play, he played for two hours. 
Didn't flub a single word. Nope, no fucking flub. No flub. Even okay. talked shit before the concert started <laughs> yes. about other people potentially not knowing the words. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, you sing it or whatever. Like, he's a stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah, funny. He had standing room only tickets in this arena, Gamebridge Arena, mm-hmm. probably 16,000, 17,000 people. Standing room only people all the way at the top. Place is packed. I mean, absolutely packed out got a chance to chat with him i think he does like 18 to 20 arena shows a year or whatever and i'm like are they always because i got the chance to stop in the suite got a suite wife and her friends got a suite or whatever so i got a chance to go along there was a couple open spots got a chance to invite some of the boys here so we go in there and it like concert starts at seven that's the opening acts or whatever so we go in there, uh, the wife and I were playing host, so we want to get in there before everybody else. We seven o'clock, that fucking place was packed. Mm-hmm. Fucking Packed. I go in because, you know, with WWE, I've been in a lot of arenas. I've seen the way a lot of things are kind of go and how they operate. I go in, I, I peek my head out of the suite, and I start looking around I'm like, holy fuck. Blake's making like $3 million a night, probably two and a half, three million dollars $3 million a night. This place is packed to the roof, and he's two, two hours out. Yeah. He's not even mm-hmm. close to coming on stage. People are having a great time. So now I get to go chat with him, meet him. I go, yo, you got this place to the fucking, hey. To the gills. I don't know if you know this, but I, there's not, I don't think there's another human that could come into this <laughs> no. fucking arena. And I almost felt like I was disrespectful, but I'm like, is it like that everywhere? And he goes, well, you know, like. Like, the voice yeah. is done pretty... Yeah. Boosted. I'm like, Blake, you're fucking filling arenas like that in every good... F- hey, Blake, there's a reason, too. Yes, man. You go, to, you go to one Blake Shelton concert, though, like, next time he comes back, I'm there. No doubt about Dude's it. Dude's a fucking showman. We're talking about his stand-up, which we just chatted about in mm-hmm. between his songs. Shoot funny. Legit yes. funny. And he's in front of 17,000, 16,000 people. Not like easy to get mm-hmm. a joke and timed off with that whole thing. Great visuals. I mean, he brought up the Patriots Sports oh, Illustrated. So awesome. Oh, again? What? <laughs> they won again? Come on. Because he has songs out during all those things. He, has, he put on a fucking show. I mean, it was... I've never seen somebody just command an entire arena yeah. the way he did. There was this one part, part where he walked out, you know, some of his old songs, you know, and he's sitting there just with a guitar... In just a light, and he's just playing, and he looks to his right, and there's like, I don't know, probably like 40 to 50 people with their cell phone lights out, like mm-hmm. kind of scattered through the whole room. He goes, Oh, look at that. And then, like, and then, like, everybody has. So it's like this dude is just controlling yeah, an entire maestro. arena and just like crush every song sounded better than it sounds like on fucking Spotify. He didn't flub a word, nope. and he was like a, a showman. That guy's got to figure it out. Hey, Blake, thank you for the hospitality. Thank you for the booze. And thank you for the fucking show. Yeah. It was awesome. So good. It was an incredible show. It was an incredible show. Yeah, and I'm a big, like, hey, come on. You know, sit up there, play your guitar, shut up, stop talking in between, and do the whole entire thing while we're here. Shoot funny. Like, act in the beginning, I was like, okay, we get it, we get it. And then as the night went on, the more, like, in between the songs of him, like, joking around, he it was actually hysterical couple pops planned that yes timing perfect got some visual mm-hmm. uh, additives to it tone you watched the voice obviously oh, yeah. one half of the hammer Dad, cowboys when we were talking about this earlier we we're like fucking dude is actually funny yeah. like, stand up funny hilarious human and i've watched the voice alongside my wife tone's like you ever watch the voice the guy's fucking hilarious yeah that's all that you were 100 <laughs> right he was unbelievable I, I always want i always root for for team 
Team Blake because mm-hmm, one, he is funny, and two, he's always drinking a cocktail. And they, I mean, they can't like openly say that he's drinking a cocktail, but they always insinuate that he's drinking a cocktail. He's just my type of guy. It was a good vibe. Yes. Good time. First time I was ever at a country concert inside. Exactly. So I've never been to a country oh. concert inside before. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have that massive fucking cap yeah, on, and I got a flannel on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it started getting a little hot though, but I didn't want to. I took the flannel off, kept the hat on. Smart. You know what I mean? I was still everybody in there standing though. Whole like, time. Whole place was standing the entire time, singing alongside of him. His, he did an entire opening bit about how, you know, I haven't toured in two years. I was talking about maybe being a little bit nervous with my manager and, like, forgetting words. And then we quickly remember you could just be like, yeah, fuck it. You guys sing. Yeah. You know, like, Come on. that whole thing, like, and everybody else just sings it. And he said, uh, then he did another joke. This is, like, early, setting the tone. He was like, and I, I told him, my, well, that might not be easy for me because – you know, people. I've learned that people don't always sing along with all my songs. You know, and obviously, people in the crowd are like, "Boo, we do, mm-hmm. yeah, we do sing, <laughs> yeah. we do sing." And he's like, "Well, that's because my lyrics are all so deep." You know, <laughs> I got real deep. We all got a heel belly bone down deep inside. That's deep, you know. <laughs> so he like took shots at himself, yeah. had a couple of drinks, and then after calling out people not being able to remember their words, goes for two hours, mm-hmm. doesn't fucking forget one word, doesn't flub anything since he. T- it was an, a remarkable, hey, hey, BS, great show, buddy. Unbelievable. Took a shot at uh, Luke Bryan, which obviously, you know, they're friends. But <laughs> I would assume they were still friends. hilarious. Yeah, took a shot. He's, yeah, I could just do what Luke Bryan does. You, you sing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. It was, it was a fantastic show. I mean, I would recommend that to any human on earth. Highly, whether you like country music or not. Nick didn't even know really any of his damn songs. Nope. Nick's in there, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. play Old Red. Yeah, which he did. It, it was crushed, a banger. Which yeah. he did, played Old Red. It was Fucking great. God's Country. Some beach, he played. God's Country, you know, I've heard it on like uh, Spotify or playlists and things like that. And obviously, you know, it's God's Country. So like it would be like a real... As you're listening to him play it live, you think about him writing the song. It's like, oh, after every single line, he had to be like, hell yeah. Mm, he's got it. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. When I die, bury me in God's country. Okay. Hell yeah. Like, so as it was playing, it was uh, it was a hell of a show. Made us feel good. Mm-hmm. Had a blast. That new arena, too, real nice. Very that nice. suite was unbelievable that they just built. First time in the Pacers arena since they've redone it completely. It's called Gainbridge now? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gainbridge Arena. Fucking real nice. Sweet. Great setup with the bathrooms. Ooh, toilets! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a, yeah. a pretty solid setup with that whole thing. In and out seemed easy, efficient. Congrats to the Pacers and that whole building yeah. figuring it out as well. Because I went to a concert not too long ago in there, like two years ago in there. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. Oof. When you're talking about lines and getting in, getting out, how you do, how you don't. They've seemingly figured that That place is gorgeous. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was a perfect Saturday night here in India. Yeah, it was awesome. And I don't know if this was strictly for GameBridge or if this is what Blake Shelton does at every single one of his concerts. But him having a bar around the stage like there were just people because it was kind of like shaped like a diamond and it was just a bar where people getting served while just sitting there numerous bartenders like yeah like definitely supplied good bartenders so that if you get the probably so much oh very good probably so much money how much you're sitting there but it was they were getting drinks like very quickly rapidly getting a couple drunk women obviously throwing their hat onto Uh the stage one woman was standing on the bar and they're like Lady, you're gonna have to get, get your ass down. Lady, you're gonna have to get down. But he, not a, he, 
He wasn't distracted by anything. No, locked in. It he was, didn't even see the cowboy hat that that lady threw on the stage. Yeah, it was. Um, it was fucking remarkable. I'm being serious. I, I enjoy watching people. I'll go to like a Broadway show, even sure. if I'm not into whatever it's going to be. I like watching humans have to perform in front of other humans. Like I want to see how. Let's see how this person does in front of a bunch of other people. Like those Broadway folks, they're running, sprinting, dancing, singing off changing back on like very quickly like even if you're not that fascinated or interested in the show which there's been a couple that i've been like this is garbage mm-hmm. just like the oscars last night mm-hmm. sure like this is not for me mm-hmm. i'm not supposed to be enjoying this at all but you can't help but just be incredibly impressed with the performance you know like who's doing it so any show i go to even if i'm not that intrigued by whatever's happening all right look, well let's just see how the fucking human does Blake's a fucking rock star. Entertainer, yeah. He is a rock star. Couple spins, wow, singing, mm-hmm. like just having a drinking, it seemed like the whole time. Yeah. Set the tone. Two years off, too. And that's how he is now. I, I can't imagine when he was just in his prime of touring. Hopefully. I think he's still in. Hopefully yeah, yeah. he continues to go. He's done with the voice, I do believe. This is the last year of the voice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Of him on last the voice. Season, yeah. Still got Barmageddon going, though. That's right, man. Great show. Hope we don't lose old Blake on, on TV. The world no. needs him, especially now. And we thank him for his hospitality. Joining us now, speaking of hospitality, how about us being uh, hosts again? Hell yeah. Yeah. There's an opportunity to get a chance to chat with this guy all season long. Mm-hmm. We missed him there for a few weeks. Yeah. He's Weird. back. Surprise appearance yesterday at a little gathering that uh that was held for me having a baby. Mm-hmm. Diaper party. Didn't know those existed until Tone had one. Had mine yesterday. This man showed up. Host of Everything DB and the Man to Man podcast, Darius J. Butler. Yeah. Sound like I showed up a day too late. Like I missed a hell of a show. Man. D-Butt, I'm telling you, this fucking guy, <laughs> I was so impressed. I was so impressed by it. He, he's out of Oklahoma. And I didn't know if he was just like, he's been on TV a long time. Long time. Long, long time on TV. I think his first time having sushi was on like Jimmy Fallon. Like I've watched, I feel like because my wife watches so much NBC, I've seen a lot of this man in the TV world. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, he's always on TV. Like it seems like he's just like become this TV guy. Then you meet him and watch him. It's like this guy somehow has maintained he's an Oklahoma fuck yeah, still. The guy. He and he's he just loves music, I think, and doing his thing. He was fantastic, D. But I think you would have had a great time. Mm-hmm. Sounds like I heard some of his music in here today. Sound, yeah. Sounded like some bangers. You mm-hmm. guys seem a lot more excited than you were out in uh, wherever we were when you went to that poster concert. Bingo. Whoa, Bingo. Whoa. That's Whoa. what I'm talking about. Completely, completely yes. different vibes and energy right now. Could you could you fathom if fucking Blake Shelton played at that ESPN oh, Super Bowl party? Blake would have blown up. Those two names shouldn't be in the same sentence. No, exactly. I, I agree. He did that. No, no, uh, I know. But Foxy, now we know Foxy it. Would put Posner, Posner would have been better at yeah. the, that concert Foxy. and ESPN concert. You fucking no mark. offense to Blake. <laughs> I knew you that was fucking Don't mark. you even, I don't even know what you're talking was, about. Can we drop the gimmick now? I mean, we were doing the Thank Posner. Not a gimmick. <laughs> because me and Connor both said, hey, this guy sucks. I, I didn't go. I was a little tuned up, but I didn't go. And when I heard, oh, I miss Posner. Great. Who cares? I don't Boom. give a shit. What is your problem? Hey, can we drop the gimmick? No. Okay. What's wrong with you? You weren't there, Ty. Blake Shelton is a showman. Yes, he okay. is. He's a maestro. He's a master of the crap. You're saying oh. Posner's not a showman? Thank you, Nick. Hold on. After watching Posner, he, what Posner did have control over some of the audience. 
All of it. But what he was trying to do to the audience was like the complete opposite of what we're trying to do. We're trying to have a good time. He's like, get down! Get down! Blake Shelton was the complete opposite. Blake Shelton was like, hey, let's have a good time tonight. Thing was called. And that's all that needed to be said. It was like the largest honky tonk in Indiana. That's pretty much how they viewed it. We're talking about, oh my God, we're getting after it in there. So much different vibe than Posner. Foxy, you need to watch your mouth. Yeah, 1A, 1B. Let's put it that way. No, 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 no. I like Posner. I have been positive on the Posner. With that being said, I've seen Posner live now. I've seen Blake Shelton live now. If if Blake's going to be 1A, Posner might be around 250, 230. Thank you. <laughs> when you're talking about two different fucking... Because remember, the goddamn Lee Corso on the... Uh, on the sax. Yeah. On the sax <laughs> was, was a massive part of the program. The yes. Sacks. Blake was just, there was one point, Blake was just him, his guitar, in a spotlight. Well, how's Blake's social media game? Because I know it's not up to Posner. Thousand times better than Blake. Yeah, he's actually, yeah. that's that's why he is in there. So, once again, if we want to do a ranking system, if Blake Shelton's social media is 1A, <laughs> yeah. don't do Posner's it. down about 150. No. Yeah, let's be honest. 160. Okay. Posner and Shelton, they ain't in the same fucking outfit. No, <laughs> no, no they 1A, are. 1B. You're okay. right. You're 100% right. We need a different language. Exactly. <laughs> Two vastly sorry, different. Sorry, Posner. Yeah, I mean, it. I didn't even have to bring this up, and I knew we would get here eventually. First of all, we should probably cut the mic from Fox. From Fox. That was so disrespectful. You cut- have no idea what we did with Blake Shelton, no. the night we had yeah. with Blake the entire state of Indiana had like one of the greatest nights of their life on Saturday because of fucking Blake Shelton. And here you are saying, Posner a little he's bit. Not, he's not one Posner. A, one B. You can't do that, Foxy. We can't have that right now. Did Blake Shelton change your life? Yes. Sounds 100%. Like it. Bro, it felt like he it. He said it was the best because concert. Because Posner changed my life that to. night. It was the best concert I've ever been to. It was the best concert Second I've ever been to. Second best concert you've ever been to. Nope. The best concert I've ever been to. Posner concert doesn't even register top 20. Well, there, there you have it. Was Nothing there, else was there confetti? Said. Did confetti fall from the sky in the stadium? No, he had neon lights. Boom. Yeah. See, oh, worst concert. There, there's not Boom. confetti because you know Blake Shelton doesn't have to pump up his crowd. The crowd comes pumped up. Foxy, I, I can't explain to you right now how aggravated I am at you. I wish I could go back there and just squish your brain because you sound like <laughs> such an idiot. Okay, Blake Shelton is one a showman, like we've said, and two he changes people's lives. Okay, a lot of people probably went to that concert maybe a little down. You know, maybe maybe they weren't having the oh, best win. Right now. Life's tough right Fuck, now. And we, we're, we're, we're staring down our third winter here in yep. Indiana. It's mm-hmm. snowing. Yeah. Bingo. It is snowing in Indiana and, right now. And it snowed on Sunday right after that concert. And you know how many people that Blake Shelton saved on Saturday night? I don't think you could put a number into it because, yeah, he saved all 17,000 in that arena. How many of those 17,000 reached out to people around them? Like we Blake? did. Exactly. As soon as we came out, we are like, you got to go to a Blake Shelton concert. This is incredible. He's fantastic. <laughs> Seemingly drank in between each song, too. Yeah, of course he did. And yeah. I also didn't know Is this that? for uh, yeah. boys around here. The guy actually who does the red, red, red here, did here. that live. So like even the dudes in the back, I mean, they were locked in. Yeah, had a drummer, had a guitarist. Scally cap on that guitarist. G- guitarist, pretty solid guitarist. Yeah. I believe there was a, a section, a little horn mm-hmm. there. No saxophone. No, yeah, I think there was a horn there. Yep. Uh-huh. But Full it was ensemble. Bro, it was him and like five people. Okay, so you start doing the math. Him like six people, maybe yeah. seventeen thousand people. Tickets very expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like Blake, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing just fine. Eating and nobody yeah. left. No, thinking to themselves like, hated that I spent money <laughs> no. on that. No, it, it's like Blake's got to figure it out. 
Blake would do another show here. He could have done. He could do Lucas Oil Stadium. I bet. Definitely. I don't know if he'll want to. I don't know if that's something that like some people do, and then the music is so terrible because I guess some stadiums the acoustics, sounds acoustics. are just so terrible. So some people do it just strictly as like good money. Like Kenny Chesney was doing a stadium tour there for a little bit because it was supposed to be like a festival feel. Yeah, almost. It, was, it, was, it yeah. was. But and people used to get fucking after. But the music was. God, we're not here for the music, pretty much. So I wonder if the arena is better for that. Blake Shelton could sell out this fucking stadium two times. Lucas are great because they pump in all that noise during the games, right? Bingo. Well, that's the echoes, though. You know, that's why they pump it in. Anyways, D, but you did miss that. We wish you would (laughs) have came to it. Do not listen to Foxy and make it, like, think that it's even close between those two. Because Posner, I think, he's still going. I can tell just by the vibes. I could. Okay. You can sense yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a little, little Jack and Diet. What? That's not a bad. I think he had Makers, actually. No, he seems like he might be a Makers guy. Dude, it was all there, though. Mm-hmm. It's all there, you know? Everyone. The whiskey and diet is a nice little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're going like carb free. Oh, yeah. It's like a good. It's legit. Welcome to the party, pal. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Can't have too many. Well, you, yeah, you, you, you kind of turn it on. A you can bit. have as many as you'd like, my friend. And I'm a big splash of whiskey guy, as right. opposed to splash of diet. Sure. You give me a splash of diet. Splash of diet. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you're yeah. getting like three shots yeah. with a splash of diet coke. Bingo. I'm asking for the opposite. Yeah, yeah like a a treat, more of a double treat. in a short glass. That's what you would like. Yeah, you guys are trying to just like, all right, as quickly as possible. I would like to get. At this stage of my life, I just want a little... Mm-hmm. Something to sip on. Just a little little bit of a well, kick. I don't want to fill up on acertain. Well, that's a whole other thing, because these things have really infiltrated mm-hmm. the office. Yeah, Good yeah, Lord. Yeah, hey, cheers, cheers to you guys. Cheers, boys. This is not a paid advertisement. Nuh-uh. Wait, <laughs> wait till we get the diet dude. We are invested in that company, so it yeah. wouldn't be considered as that. You can enjoy that. But cheers to you, D-Butt. Double them up here. Happy Monday, pal. Cheers, boys. Happy Monday. This is not a... We're not getting... Paid by this, but I guess this is going to kill me. So we can say this now. Mm-hmm. I guess this is going to kill me. Why is this going to kill me? It's got aspartame in it, just like Diet Coke does. So you know, if you're drinking diet, whatever. I mean, hey, zero sugar any, though. Any pop's going to kill you. Yeah, what's aspartame? It's got no carbs though. Exactly, so, and it's delicious, and it is delightful. Yeah, and then there's the um, the Sprite one it has Sprite Zero mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I'm a Sprite guy. Always have been a Sprite guy. Sprite Zero, pretty similar. Oh yeah. No, for, it, there's other stuff that's good too. Okay. This is a bad idea business-wise for what we're doing here. <laughs> a, this shit's delicious. Oh, it's so so good. If it's zero carbs, so that means it's basically water. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how So I don't works. need to drink water anymore. Correct. Zito, <laughs> Definitely listen. still need water. We need you to get hammer, hydrated. Hammer the water. Yeah, yeah. Remember, hey, up. Zito's on that. Uh, he's on a meal plan, too. That'd be Zito. Oh, yeah. That'd be Zito. Thank you, Factor Meals. That'd be Zito. I don't know how you can drink something that has this much flavor, though, and it's zero calories. So I don't think it's I crazy. fully understand how that works. Mm-hmm. Science, I guess, has it all figured out. Mm, I don't know. All right, let's talk about a little bit of the the NFL's tampering and free agency. Mm-hmm. Remember, the goal of today is to make your team as good as possible mm-hmm. or make your team as close to the salary cap as possible, mm-hmm. which has to be under 224 on Wednesday. Now, after Wednesday, they can make more moves and more changes, but every team needs to be under 224 by Wednesday at 4 p.m. Today, 
There are teams loading up and making plays. Obviously, the Atlanta Falcons trade for John U. Smith this morning yeah. out of the New England Patriots organization. The Patriots uh, saved $4 million this year, $18 million, uh, in 2024, 2025 the next year. And the Atlanta Falcons take that on and send a seventh rounder up to New England. Yes. Bill Belichick said, "I don't just get this guy the fuck out of my building mm-hmm. about John U. Smith, Debo. You played against Johnny whenever he was with the Titans, or uh, yeah, he was uh, he was the second fiddle to uh, Delaney Walker at oh, the yeah. time. But then he came on the senior heart, and then his old play card was out there in Atlanta, right? Artie, Artie Smith, Artie yep. Smith is down there; they're back Makes together. Sense. Yeah, he disappeared in New England. Why oh, yeah. is that? What happened? Is that because uh, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia were running the <laughs> yeah, offense? I think, or? Yeah, that's got a big, big thing to do with it. Um, and then obviously quarterback. Now, now who are they going? Who's going to play quarterback for Atlanta next year? That'll be a big thing. Um, Kyle Pitts, John New. Very interested to see how they play together in that 12 personnel. But uh, I think it's a good move for him, man. He should be excited. He, Connor's fucking excited that he Jacked put his <laughs> 17 mil they got off the yeah. books. But I think it's a good move for both parties. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, to D-Bus part about the quarterback, Mac Jones was not good last year. And, you know, for the first year with McDaniels, I'd love to say, like, hey, it was all Joe Judge and Patricia. I think that first year he might have had the adjustment that people struggle with with learning the offense and how complicated it was. Obviously, Judge and Patricia come in, stink. He'll be unbelievable again with Arthur Smith, assuming, you know, he just jumps right back into that offense. Then Patriots clear cap, I assume, today with all the moves the Dolphins have made with all the moves the Jets and the Bills are making. Bill isn't just going to sit there and let that happen and just, you know, oh, okay, we'll just do What do you think, think D-Hop? I'm hoping D-Hop. I think if we were going to do, like, the 2020, you know, when we backed up all that money, did the 150 in one day, if we're going to do something like that, it'd be Jesse Bates. Probably give him a lot of money to counteract how good these offenses are. What are you saying, Tom? Well, I, I just don't – the D-Hop thing – I feel like the offensive coordinator there and him, I don't know if they got along super well in Houston or not. I don't know if that's a thing that's going to happen there. Uh, Fourth rounder, right? Third rounder got traded away. Yeah, second and second and second of fourth and David Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson. Pat's brought back Jonathan Jones on a two-year deal. Maybe that's a big splash. What? Yeah, that's awesome. Let's go. When that happened? It's about three minutes ago. Oh hell yeah! (laughs) We had a full. (laughs) Didn't we have a full? You were just you couldn't take it. Like we, I got to break this news. What you said. Didn't didn't we didn't we have a full? <laughs> I didn't think Jonathan Jones was a big enough name. I mean, something happened. The top yeah. five corner in the free. Agency. I mean, something. Like, happened. Jones is a dog. He's a dog. Yeah. Ian Rapport, the Patriots expect to resign standout cornerback Jonathan Jones. He gets a two year deal. Appreciate all this. All the, that's why we can't do any pre show planning because <laughs> there's no reason to do it. I mean, that's a big deal. That's one of the. That's the yes. first. That's it's the first so big deal. Yeah. Stampering period. John Jones back to your deal. I wonder what that'll be worth to you, but if you had to guess, what would you give an estimation oh, for? It's hard to guess with Bill, but um, yeah, that's legit. Yeah. Maybe 10, 11 a year, yeah. like that. Congratulations to John though. Jones getting a deal, and the Patriots getting a little bit of defense. Huge. And you're talking about Jalen Ramsey goes down to Miami, so obviously they're making plays. They restructured his contract. He gets $25 million more in guarantees, but becomes mm. more salary cap friendly somehow. Mulligetta's fucking working again. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Mulligetta's doing his thing. He's down there. What's that? I need Lamar to get with Mugetta. So we, we were pushing that last mm-hmm. week as well. Pac-Man was pushing that very hard. I think I even got on board with that. And I said clearly, like, I'm somebody who likes to do my own deals, but if you're going to get into a negotiation with a group of humans who have been doing business in one particular way for a very long time, not a bad idea to at least get an advisor or a friend of court or something that knows that world to kind of help you out. Seems like Lamar and his mom are not going to do that. Mulligetta's the guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I potentially sent a message to Mulligetta saying, <laughs> hey, 
Why don't you call Lamar? Can Come we, uh, the good of the NFL, bro, for the mm-hmm. good of a lot of people, we need you. And I don't know if he chatted about that. We just moved on to a different conversation, yeah. but that's a real thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll help the situation. I, I love Lamar. He's done everything right. I think I think he's done some things maybe too right or too, uh, you know, too much of the nice guy. Uh, but I hope he does make that move. But, uh, you know, back to the Ramsey thing, coming to Miami, that's, you know, huge. Obviously, he's got some more money. Still young, still in the prime of his career, I think. And the thing that stood out with Jalen Ramsey, a lot of people say he had a down year last year. I would even say that according to his standards. But the way he finished the year, um, especially with how the Rams were as a team, from the finish the way he did, I think that says a lot about you know his his, his football character and how much of a pro he is. So I'm excited he's down there. Join Vic Fangio, Xavier Howard, Chubb, Bud, Von Holland. What? Dog. He got some dogs down yeah. there. He wanted to be in Miami allegedly. That is what was said. Mulligata obviously says, "All right, yeah, sound good. I'll get you more money too. I'll get you." We go from Cali to Florida. Like, yeah. No tax, no state income yeah. taxes. I mean, everything seems to work for Jalen. What does that mean for the Rams? Let's not talk about that. Let's stay in the AFC East. So whenever you talk about everybody getting better almost yeah. in that particular division, you're obviously assuming that the Jets are getting better too. What, what do you think the the Jets, what do you think is going on with the Jets, Boston Connor? Well, I think, you know, the rumors obviously, the Jets are the only team that has spoken to the Packers with Rodgers. So if he is playing, and I'm assuming he is, but I also don't know anything about that. If he is going to play, it's most likely going to be for. We got a bag alert around the NFL. That was what was supposed to happen whenever news was breaking. Um, Source, the Bears are on board signing former Eagles star linebacker TJ Edwards to a three-year deal. He's getting $19.5 million over three years, $12 million guaranteed. A big signing for Chicago and not the last. Obviously, the Bears are making plays. Congrats to TJ Edwards getting $12 million bucks over yeah. the next three years, $4 million a year, not too shabby for a linebacker. And I think, you know, the tampering period has kind of started. We're in the thing. John right. Jones signs. The Chicago Bears get a sign. This Chicago Bears movement that has taken place with the trade with the Carolina Panthers Man. to get a first round this year, first round next year, second round this year, and DJ Moore uh, as a wide receiver, you get out of that one move down to nine. They're still going to be able to get a fucking incredible pick, yeah. I believe, at nine with the way this whole thing has been laid out. Ryan Poles is making some plays here. Yeah. Ryan Poles is making some moves. This seems like a good deal here for both parties. Not too much money. Guarantees there. DJ's happy. I'd assume the Bears are going to be happy. Good for the fucking Bears making some plays. This is a brand new Bears yeah. organization. Good player. Good deal. Obviously, you know, with the money they have, they could have overpaid, but I think it was a fair uh, fair market deal. And, uh, you know, it's a uh, a back one of the best backers on that team that made a Super Bowl run. So he's a dog. That's, you know, winners winners always get paid. It's always something to eat for the winners. Shout when you win, there. there's enough to go around. It just yeah. might not be here. Here's mm-hmm. another case of that over from Philly to Chicago. Him being one of the best linebackers in this free agent class is that bad for the rest of these free agents because there are so many middle linebackers who are free agents right now that will probably get paid. But if he's setting the standard there, is that kind of the expectation now? Yeah, I think. I mean, there's certainly precedent. We're we're looking at it all, and the NFL will utilize precedent. And if it helps them, but if it hurts them, they'll say, we can't deal with Deshaun. Did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So that is always a game of negotiation. It's always also like who else was in this that needed him, mm. that thought they were going to get him, doesn't get him. How much more desperate are they on the other side? Or do they just kick this can down to a draft necessity, which is what is kind of happening here? We have some targets in free agency if we're a team. This is what we're looking to fill, the position of need. If we can't get it here, still have the draft. If we miss on the draft, then we'll have to make some plays. So right now, you're kind of seeing what teams think is kind of a, 
a pro on their team and a con on their team. Obviously, getting DJ Moore a wide receiver is a big fucking deal. Yeah. They also have Chase Claypool over mm-hmm. there. Chase Claypool leaves the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Chicago Bears send back a second-round pick yep. for Chase Claypool because the Dolphins lose their first-round pick this year because owner was asking Tom Brady to be a Dolphin owner That's right. when he was playing for the Patriots. They lose their first-round pick. So the Steelers actually get the 32nd overall pick, which is normally a uh-huh. first-round pick. So the Steelers got a one for Chase Claypool, <laughs> yeah. who yeah. went to Chicago and really didn't do much. But you add in a couple more weapons, maybe it opens the field up a little bit more for Chase. Maybe it helps Justin Fields out a little bit. I like what's going on right now in Chicago. If I was a Bears fan, I'd be pumped. But I must say... <laughs> You guys had number one pick in the draft for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay? That doesn't mean anything. Jacksonville Jaguars had number one pick yep. twice. They end up going to the fucking playoffs, getting a massive win in the playoffs, keeping moving. The Bengals had four wins the year before they made a run all the way to the Super Bowl. Now Joe Burrow got hurt that year. They didn't have Joe Burrow. So there is a way to go from fucking outhouse to penthouse quickly. Maybe the Bears are the team that's able to do it this season. I said some things about Chase Claypool, but when you bring in – when you bring in a, a, a number one wide receiver, so now Darnell Mooney could be number two, and Claypool, Claypool could be used as a three, like that's a lot better than their wide receiver situation has been the last few years in Chicago. And you guys got a one for it. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Unreal. All the tight end out there, too. Fun fact, they didn't, yeah. they didn't win a game since the trade happened. So, <laughs> so Chase Claypool's never won with the Bears? No, not one time. New Year's. And you guys got a one. Yeah, pretty awesome. How will you guys use it? You guys going to trade that out? I, who knows? I mean, with that front office, anything could happen. Probably a future Hall of Famer fight, I guess. Yeah, so you are so happy. I have to look forward to that because they're not going to do anything today or tomorrow. There's a couple teams that are never. You said the Packers are never really in. Yep. Steelers very rarely very ever rare. in. Does that mean a team stinks? Because the Patriots were all in a couple years ago. What do you think, Darius? I don't know. I think it's, you know, situations are always situational. But, you know, you do have the right. franchises that, you know, traditionally just don't do a bunch of uh, free agency. But when, when the guys are there that can really change your team, you got to go out there and get them. You got to pay yeah, for good players. Yeah, and you have to pay with the CBA. I'm excited for the Bears, though. I am excited for the Bears. And it's always that one team who has that big turnaround year. Uh, you talked about the Jaguars. You talked about the Bengals. Um, you know, new coach, new GM, obviously. Got to shore up the O-line. And the thing about bringing these pass catchers over – uh, every defense is going to focus on stopping Justin Fields in the run game first mm-hmm. and foremost. So that means more people in the box, more eyes on that quarterback, more one-on-one matchups on the outside. And that's what Claypool should be good at, taking shots down the field, Mooney. And then DJ Moore can do it all. So you got some of the wep- bright weapons over there. Zito, how do you feel about what Poles is doing? He's making a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. It all starts off with the brand-new president, Kevin Warren, coming in there, getting Ted <laughs> Phillips out of there, actually making good decisions and bringing some good guys in. Howdy, baby, Zito. Bear down, Zito. Bear down. Nice. A lot of people saying Carolina got fleeced in that whole thing, but if Carolina oh, yeah. finds their next franchise quarterback, yeah. they, they will feel matter. very okay with giving up a wide receiver and a couple ones and move forward. Everybody is seeking a number one quarterback, a franchise quarterback, and we can go back – Look what Joey Burrow did for Cincinnati. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's other great players on that team, and there's a lot of things that happen. But if you get a great quarterback, somehow those other great players that maybe weren't seen before show up all of a sudden. They're popping up out of nowhere. Because- oh, no. no. <laughs> Not this week. Wow. Calais Campbell has been released by the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are going to say, Calais defines what it is to be a Raven. He personifies professionalism and his contributions to our organization, both on and off the field, are immense. With his passion, leadership, and toughness, Calais has undoubtedly produced a Hall of Fame-worthy career. While this is the worst part of the business, we have not closed the door on the possibility of him returning to our team 
in the future at a much cheaper rate. Yeah. I think is what they said. Oh, that was not. <laughs> no, it's in a. That it's was in not. A, I thought that's yeah, oh, foot, they, footnote. Oh, they Fire edited purple. that one out. They yeah. didn't have enough characters mm-hmm. on the entire thing. I've gotten an opportunity to meet Clay's, party with Clay's, have a good time with Clay's. He's been on the show. He is obviously an incredible football player, incredible human, hilariously big. Yeah. Deepest mm-hmm. voice ever. Deepest voice of all time. <laughs> Ma- voice matches yeah. the size of the human. Good dude has been great for the NFL, both in like the NFL PA side of things and also as a player. We remember the unceremonious exit from Jacksonville to go to Baltimore. I like the fact that Baltimore said there, we think he's a Hall of Famer. We just are going the different ways because it's a tough part of the business. That means Calais is probably going to go ring hunting, if I had to guess. Yep. Good. If I'm I back home, Calais, right where you played your college ball. You want to go down to the Dolphins? Yeah, three, four, got Vic Fangio down there, put him on that edge, five technique, let him do his thing, finish your career down there. And they're all hunting a Super Bowl down there. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's literally what everybody's doing down there is looking for a Super Bowl ring. I assume that's the next step for that massive man. Yeah, Miami's definitely become one of those spots, right? Like we're talking about places where guys will chase and maybe they haven't, you know, reached the Kansas City level where you know you're going to be in the division or the AFC championship, but if it's Miami. So if they go there and two is healthy, then it feels like there's a chance Miami can make that run as long as you know, they either keep Tua healthy, keep him upright, or sign a backup quarterback. That's the thing. Is like Miami is very desirable. Guys obviously want to go and live there and play there because Miami is awesome and they have a lot of good players. But what says like Tua is like the tenth best quarterback in the AFC? Whoa, whoa! I wouldn't go. Tua, Tua, why would you put a lot of good quarterbacks? A lot of good quarterbacks in the AFC. Well, the biggest, obviously, the biggest issue there is health. He's you know? arguably the worst quarterback in his division. Relax. We got Mac Jones in the division. Well, there's Africa. Zach Wilson. Who was Tua before well, Tyreek? I'm, I'm assuming right? that that Rodgers that that is under the assumption that mm-hmm. Rodgers is going to the Jets. He might retire. We have he no might. idea. He might. We have no clue. We do not know. No. I think Tua's pretty dead. But that's AJ right. it's it's joining us about 21. It's minutes. kind of the same thing with like Baltimore. Fuck. Like how much you know? Like with all this uncertainty with Lamar, like. You know, if if Lamar's there and he's locked up, I feel like that is a free agent destination because guys would want to go and play for him. But like, are guys that excited about the prospect of going to Baltimore if you have no idea what's going on with Lamar? Like, isn't that going to hold up what they potentially do this week? Yeah, the Ravens are certainly in quite an interesting oh, yeah. situation, yeah. as is Lamar, and we hope it all gets settled. Calais Campbell probably going to be heading directly to a championship-caliber team to find a Super Bowl ring to go alongside of his Hall of Fame playing career. Big news out of the Philadelphia Eagles camp. Ooh. I believe he's currently a free agent, but Jason Kelsey has announced that he will be back. Oh, shit. He says, I have put much wow. thought into whether it makes sense to play another season. After talking it over with my wife and many other friends and family, I've decided to return for another year. Thank you to all my supporters and detractors for fueling me. I ain't fucking done yet. Mm. Hell yeah, Let's Jason. Go. Hey, all right. Jason Kelsey is back. I think he's a free agent now then. Mm -hmm. So let's assume that the Philadelphia Eagles bring him back because we had Sirianni on this particular program, and he said that however many kegs he needs to buy, whatever he needs to do to keep Jason Kelsey a Philadelphia Eagle, he will do that because Jason Kelly uh, Kelsey personifies what a dog dog is, and Sirianni said he only wants dogs as Philadelphia Eagles. So what will the Jason Kelsey courting process be? I'll tell you what, there's a team in the Midwest that potentially is about to trade their center and would love to have Jason Kelsey. I know there's teams all over the NFL that would love to have Jason Kelsey's services. I'm happy he's back because that New Heights pod, plus the success they had, I hope that he had the most fun that he's had in a long time playing football yeah. last year, and I hope that continues because that fucking guy, not only is he great, but he's an incredible personality for the NFL to have. Unbelievable player, too. I mean, like last year for him to play at that age, 
move like he did at his size. I mean, he, he was incredible. So I, I hope he continues to play. No chance, 0% chance he comes to Indy. Obviously, he's going to play for a, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> a contender. contender. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, we got to keep going. But the Philly, uh, didn't Philly draft like his replacement last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason Pretty Kelsey high. actually helped yeah. them find which particular guy could be his replacement. Mm-hmm. He said he was uh, he liked what this guy did versus what maybe somebody else did. Mm-hmm. And back to your point about the way he played last year at the age they're trying to ban a rule because of him. They're yeah. trying to ban a play mm. because of him. The old tush push, that only happens because Jason Kelsey has the ability to get lower than whoever is on the other side of him and to push. They use that as a weapon. We got Jason Kelsey. You don't pretty much. Ban it. Good for him coming back. I fucking love this guy. The entire internet's just reporting it as if he's coming back to the Eagles. There, I don't think there's going to be any... Uh... Courting? Well, Sirianni obviously loves him. Yeah, he'll give him 50 kegs of beer, probably a couple million bucks, and then also... Well, yeah. they better count that towards salary cap, because that's, that's right. cheating. That's a good that's point. Because we give him 60. We'll give him 60. 60 well, kegs of beer? Why? Yeah, that is true. Probably, you know, pay you know an older player for a year's work of service. That would fall under the Indianapolis Colts guys. <laughs> Jason Kelsey <laughs> would be great. Okay, we need Jason Kelsey around. Jason Kelsey is a Philadelphia Eagle, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he, he might have that, like, withstanding Larry Fitzgerald deal. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You want to like come back. Like he had Arizona, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to come back? We got $10 million for you guaranteed if you yep. want it. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, all right, we understand completely. Mm-hmm. It's sitting here, though, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I think that's kind of maybe that's what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing with Jason Kelsey, but congrats on both. Well, and then are those center contracts going up? Because that guard contract down in Atlanta was $100 million. Is that just kind of the new standard for offensive linemen? Yeah, Falcons guard Chris Lindstrom out of Dudley, Massachusetts Dog. and Boston College. He agreed to a five-year, $105 million extension Oosh. with the Atlanta Falcons. Congrats to him this morning getting that deal done. $105 million at guard is a massive ordeal. I believe he's playing center in this particular photo, so let's assume he does center and guard. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mitt piecing that thing together, letting us know that he does more than just play guard, although that is his title. I like that offensive linemen are going to start benefiting from the bigger salary. Cap. Yeah. Because life is a lot better when you have a good offensive line mm-hmm. versus when you have a bad offensive line. You can have every other piece put together. And if your offensive line sucks, it does not matter. Literally nothing matters. You can have a great quarterback, an incredible wide receiving core. Mm-hmm. If you have two weak links on the offensive line, whenever the games matter, the defenses that are sophisticated and talented are going to exploit that and you're fucked. Like you're just, you're not going to win. So the investment in the offensive line is smart. Atlanta's doing that also. Former Ravens guard Ben Powers is planning to sign a four-year deal with the Denver Broncos. Wow. So now you got Sean Payton, who I believe wasn't that impressed with the offensive line play of the Denver Broncos from last year. One of the first signings they make your four-year deal for Ravens left guard Ben Powers. He's from Wichita. He's a shocker. So uh, close to home, and Sean Payton values guards in his offensive schemes, and I think everybody values guards Mm -hmm. in their schemes these days because it's been so in the zone read offense that we've had, and even in the pocket passer shit, I guess, Huge. with the development of rush edge yeah. and DNs and D-linemen being able to be 6'4", six, two, six, 240, run four threes, mm-hmm. okay? Wild. With the development of that style of human and player coming into the NFL, 
the the offensive line is a little bit more of a, a fishbowl, a little bit more mm-hmm. of a spotlight, and you got to get it right. You got to get it good. Obviously, Atlanta and Denver are heavily investing in it. I think it's a smart play. Yeah, it starts in the middle of that pocket. You know, you can get that quarterback off that spot. Uh, it's, it's huge for a defense. So you protect that middle of the pocket, and you can always, you know, chip or leave a tight end or something on that edge. But you sure up that middle of that pocket, that's huge. Especially, and Sean Payton knows this, for a shorter quarterback like True. Russ because he had Drew. You can't have that pressure in their face. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's piecing two and yeah. two together. Yeah, right. We got to get the middle of this thing figured out first. Now, obviously, you're always going to need tackles, <laughs> blind side, front side, but, all the sides. But, but then the middle in the mm-hmm. pocket, that's your entire middle game mm-hmm. right there. If that person's getting driven back into your life with being undersized, now being 6'3", 6'4", still sucks human coming in your face, but you can kind of make do. Whenever you're a little bit smaller and somebody's, it's tough. That's a tough thing to do. Shore up the middle. Hopefully it shores up your offense. I assume that's what Sean Payton's hoping. And you've talked about how Houston tried to like counteract when they were just thinking, okay, how do we beat the Colts? This is probably what the Broncos thinking about the Chiefs. Like, How do we stop Chris Jones on the D-line? Because it kind of starts with them in Kansas City on the defense, and then just go from there? I think so. Yeah. Defensive player of the year finalist? I mean, the Mario Williams draft over Reggie Bush mm-hmm. got Charlie Casserly fired as a general manager, but he said, all I want to do is just tackle Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah. He said, I just, we're a brand new, we're a brand new team. We want to make the playoffs. This fucking five-head, big-brain <laughs> yep. assassin up here in Indiana. I'm just trying to tackle him. Okay, so can Reggie Bush do that? Maybe. Maybe we teach him how to rush the passer. He's, uh, he's incredibly athletic. But this Mario guy who, you remember Super Mario Williams? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Louisville? No, uh, NC State. NC State. NC State. Yeah, NC State. I forget. I, I didn't. Freak show. He was a freak yeah. show. Absolutely. What happened? He didn't. Did it not work out? I don't remember. I think he had a good he, career. He had a solid year. Solid. He was there for a they, while. They, they just sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Not the one overall career. Yeah, what well, any is anybody going to have that? But he signed. I want to say he signed another hundred million dollars with the deal. Bills, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he played Buffalo for a couple years. Yeah, and Buffalo during that Eels. time, that place was just a hole. What was he six? What <laughs> that was whenever you guys were doing your run. Six, yep. six, seven, six, six three hundred pounds. What did he run? He ran some Jeez. bananas too. Yeah, six six three hunch. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it was five years in tech in uh, Houston. Five years in in Buffalo. Four six six. <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Congrats on a 10-year career, pal. Hell yeah. Yeah, but Cashley probably got fired because of that play, but it's like we're trying to win the division. So I guess you could say that they're trying to do that, but I think Sean Payton had probably a vision for the team in which he wanted to piece together and what he thought some of the problems were. And I think he mentioned the offensive line when he was with us at Radio Row. Mm-hmm. I think because AQ asked, you know, yep. AQ's problem. What do you think of the? What do you think of the? It, did it feel like AQ was like, "Hey, you need an offensive line coach"? Did it feel like that? <laughs> Almost, didn't it? Yeah. Didn't it? He's yeah. kind of he's kind of throwing it out there, like, "Hey, I'm available." Yeah, kind of angling. Know? Yeah, there was Super that, Bowl resume. There was that report for a little bit that Stink was going to be the O line coach, which would be sweet, and I think AQ would be happy about that as well. But it did feel like. AQ, I don't know if he was angling for a job because I don't think he wants to get back into coaching just mm-hmm. yet, but he definitely wanted to have a, hey, let's have a high uh, level. Yeah. Let's have a conversation here pretty high level. Mm-hmm. And the offensive line was an issue, I think, for the Broncos. Yes. Oh, yeah. So they take care of that. Atlanta locks in their guy. We got some news happening around the NFL. Darren Payne has signed a four-year $90 million with $60 million in guarantees. Highest 
paid D tackle ever remains in Washington. He was franchise tagged because I guess they were close on a deal taking place, but they weren't there. The Washington Commanders did not want to give up Darren Payne, who's an absolute dog in the middle of that defense. So they end up negotiating a little bit further into the franchise tag, and he gets sixty million dollars guaranteed. Albert Hainsworth, another guy (laughs) who's the highest paid. Not that two different operations, Uh two different teams, two different players. Two different eras, three different names now at this point Mm -hmm. for that whole thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's the same, but Washington has a, to their core, we need the big guy in the middle of the defense, and they've taken swings in the past. Here's the latest. Darren Payne, what do you think of his They've had a lot of of first-rounders across that that front line. I've drafted Chase Young, too, but um, they got a lot of dogs over there. A lot of money, highest tackle, not not named Aaron Donalds, but... Up in New York, I think he'll probably reset that that market pretty soon. Quinn and uh, Williams up there, he'll put, but that's a good good number, good money. For His him. brother just got paid actually for yep. the New York Jets. Played for them two years. I think he got yeah eighteen million dollar deal that has twenty one million dollar. Pot- capabilities and incentives. That's Quinnen's brother, Quincy, who has played alongside Quinnen, who's going to get broken off whenever his deal is up. So congrats to Quincy getting a deal yeah, as well. We a lot of money getting tossed around the NFL right now. We like seeing this for the players. Yeah, and the other guy in New York, I mean, Dexter Lawrence, they're talking about him. Oh, resetting. sexy Dexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you call him, Bruce? You go, oh, sexy Dexy. You know what you say? Yeah, yeah, sexy Dexy. He's getting 105 mil at least now. So um, I got to talk to him at the Pro Bowl. Good guy. Great dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, cool dude, man. <laughs> He's fucking big. Yeah. You know, he is, <laughs> big son of a bitch. He is a big, big gentleman, but he felt like a good guy, good conversation. Those large gentlemen that can move in there, they know that they have – there's only a few of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's, yeah. Only, there's only a few of them. It's almost like how you watch the NBA and you think – if you've ever been to a live NBA game, you go, oh, you got to be born to be in this. Like, this seems like you got to be everybody's six five, yeah. six six. I mean, obviously Steph Curry's changed that a little bit, and Steph Curry looks tiny. He's what six two, six three, or something. Mm-hmm. Real life, he's looking down at me. He's looking mm-hmm. down at everybody, but uh-huh. he seems small in the NBA. They're all massive, and I think they know too as they're growing up. Like, hey, that guy's probably going to be in the NBA. That guy's probably going to be in the NBA. It's almost like a crew. I feel like these massive humans that are able to fucking move, I feel like they all know each other. Like, all right, you're probably going to make <laughs> yeah. it. You're mm-hmm. probably going to make it. I'm going to make it. We just got to have our joints and ligaments uh-huh. survive long enough. Because these D tackles and nose tackles, how athletic they are for how fucking massive they are is unbelievable. And I think you have to be born to do it. I don't think there's just – I don't think that's something you can just work for. It, I think you have to have it. It's crazy. Just to see – like, I remember playing with um, even Vince Wilfork, who was kind of known as like a space eater, you know, take a double team. But he was a unbelievable athlete, Richard Seymour, Big C. Uh, but Sexy Dexter, you know, he took over that, uh, that wild card. That, yeah. uh, that game yes. late, late against the Vikings. Talk about showing up the middle of the pocket, just uh, collapsing that pocket early and often, and then been a dog in the run game as well. So he definitely deserves it. We were talking about in the division, I mean, with him and with Payne, in the division, you got to stop the Eagles' run game first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not going to let good D tackles out of that division. Yeah, it'd be a lot better to have one person eat up the middle as opposed to having mm-hmm. to use two because you got to have another guy for the end mm-hmm. for Jalen so you don't just freeze up everybody. You get a good D tackle, nose tackle oh. down there. Come on. It's almost like football's coming back, huh? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. little right. bit of uh, we, the big money we've seen so far. Two guards and D tackles. Yeah. Right. 
You know what I mean? Now, yeah. granted, corners have gotten paid as well, and there's been a little bit of movement there. But it feels like the big boys starting to become a little bit more of a priority for people as the game starts to change a little bit. Especially, here. yeah. I mean, just you look at how the games were played last year, like early on when what it was the it was the lowest scoring the league has had in like ten years or whatever. And the teams who were dominating early on were the teams who were rushing it, you know, forty, forty five times a game. And so same deal. Like, I mean, we expected it. You know, as they continue to change the rules, like. Oh yeah, obviously you know quarterbacks and passing is still important. But you look in the in the playoffs, like even the even the Chiefs, you know, like we know what Mahomes can do, but like they get a guy like Pacheco who runs hard, and then obviously the Eagles, like feels like now more than ever, and they're talking about you know Bijan Robinson maybe going in the top fifteen in the draft. Like the running game is having mm-hmm. a massive resurgence, and last year was you know really kind of the start of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, we're getting money here for Ben Powers. He's getting four years, twenty eight million dollars guaranteed, mm-hmm. fifty two million dollar in total. I'd be excited to hear what. Gets him to 52. Yeah. That's a lot of incentives. 24 million incentives. $23.5 million in incentives. I assume that's health. Uh, That's offensive performance. Run game performance. Playoff performance, I'd assume. Probably a Pro Bowl bonus in there at some point. That's a lot of money in incentives, though. Yeah, probably... Probably just the most of the guarantees, obviously, first two years. And then, you know, once you make a roster, that new league year and the third year and beyond. But uh, good, great deal for him. $28.5 million. Yeah. Hey, yeah. congratulations, Ben. Take that. Remember, that. remember, those are the only numbers that matter. Let's remember oh, yeah. that. <laughs> What's the guarantee? That's the contract, actually. I mean, we can do that. $23.5 million in incentives is a hilarious amount of incentives. Now, is that just surviving to year three? Mm-hmm. Probably a large portion of 15 probably 15, 14 of that, and then whatever last year is, probably like seven, eight or whatever, however you you taper it out. The guarantees are the only thing we're looking at right now. It feels like in a lot of these contracts, it's two years. Like two years guaranteed in in a lot of these. And it started with like like Derrick Henry a few years ago when he got that four-year, fifth-year, whatever. It was basically two years, 28. Like the the two years is is the NFL thing. It's good for the players too. Now, there there are some players that probably would like long-term and – Teams will like do long terms because they can just kick the can down the road. Deshaun Watson has restructured his contract and opened up like thirty-five million dollars <laughs> in cap space. Mm-hmm. His cap hit this year is nineteen point one five two five million. Next year it's sixty-three million. Wow! But then again, you know what they're going to do next year? They're just going to the kick the can kick again. They're going to do kick the can. So at some positions, the long-term deal is better for both sides. Like you can renegotiate, I can renegotiate. We can get signing bonuses. We can do that whole thing. But at some positions, if you can hit the market again in two years, it's like, who knows what it's going to oh, be? Yeah. Get me there. And I think that's a very player-friendly style deal for depending upon what position it is. But it's also very team-friendly because they're not committing four years to something then they have dead cap hellhole, yeah. which some teams are going to have to deal with. That's some flexibility there. But another thing with that Ben Powers deal with Sean Payton, a lot of people always, because Drew Brees and his you know unbelievable passing numbers, it start. It still started with that run game in New Orleans. That run, that screen game with him. He always had big, huge guards. Really good. Evans, I think, was one of the guys who was always in there. So, big, big piece for old Sean Payton up in Denver. So, I think if I'm not mistaken, there's some coaches that like understand protection and run game and the passing offense, mm-hmm. and they play a call plays. And then there's some people in the NFL like mm-hmm. that don't. Mm-hmm. Like there's people in positions of power right now. 
that don't understand I didn't know that. protection. Me neither. It's nuts. We're trying to call AQ right now because I think AQ told me this piece of information. Yeah. I just want to legitimize it. Uh, joining us now is our offensive line expert, AQ Shipley. AQ. AQ, sorry for calling you out of nowhere. Beautiful backyard. I see Whoa. the shipyard back there. Hey, getting better in there. Hell yeah. All right. We don't He's have- in there training. There's my guy right there. Hainsey. There he is. Hey, let's go. Lift your legs. Hey, hey let's go. Hey, Jay, hey, get that oh. neck. Get that neck. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice to see him getting better in the shipyard. Sean Payton, his first move here as a Bronco, signs guard Ben Powers to a two-year, like, uh, $28 million deal pretty much. Four-year, $28 million in guarantees. Darius Butler just said a lot of people talk about Sean Payton in that passing because Drew Brees, his run game is pretty good, which made me believe, like, not every coach understands run game protection and the pass game, right, who are currently in a situation of power. And is Sean Payton sure. a guy that you have a lot of respect for? Ton of respect, and, and and the guards are the keys to their scheme. They they love a ton of pool stuff. Look at all the stuff they did with Taysom Hill. It was a lot of it was a lot of counters, a lot of powers, a lot of one back powers, a lot of quarterback powers, a lot of all these different things. And so, you know, I think the guards are the key. They've always had great guards there. They pay their guards. Andrews Pete was always paid. Um, you know, before that, they had uh, Jari. Uh, Jory Evans. I mean, they had some really good guards, and they paid their guys over the years. So I think that's a good move. Ben Powers is a stud. He loves to pull. Baltimore pulled him a ton, and, yeah, I think it's a good move. Do you think there – are there guys, though, that don't understand, like, protection and run game and the pass game who are in – in that you, didn't you say this, something like that? Or Because you complimented – I remember you complimenting Sean Payton, and then you said, like, some people don't even – and I was, like, very alarmed by that. Like I remember, is that what you said? I don't. I don't remember your exact words. I'm thinking back to the Super Bowl. I think after Sean Payton was on the show. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing when you look at a lot of coordinators is a lot of them understand how to get guys open. Like they're great in the pass. They understand the pass, but they put no effort into the run games. And then when when you have that, what you see is things don't marry up. And what I mean by that is then they give all the power to the run game coordinator, who's usually the O line coach. And he doesn't know the pass game. So now we got two different things, right? We're, we're sitting there putting together a heck of a run game, but maybe the formations don't match up, and that's when teams can start getting predictive, right? Like we can start understanding, okay, hey, when they're in this formation, they don't really fucking throw out of that formation. So we know awesome. run's coming. We know this is coming, right? And so, and same thing, vice versa. Hey, we're in whatever, three, four, wide. That's why everything that San Fran does is so good because it all looks the same. No matter what they're doing, their motions, their shifts, they're doing that and they're running passes out of it. They're doing that and they're running – Deuce counter tray. They're oh, doing all these favorite. different things. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate you breaking that down, and I assume Ben and the Broncos fans are pumped to hear what you had to say there. Now, let's go get Hainsey better, AQ. Hey, appreciate hey, you. Hey, hey, big, big shout out. I know the Falcons were on my stuff early in the season. Chris Lindstrom, $105 million Woo. deal. Hey, that's a big time deal for a guard, bro. Big time deal, and that's and that it fits into what they're doing down there. You got got to love seeing the big boys getting paid. I love it. You saying that about Ben there, real quickly? Like Sean's going to like the pool. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the guards are the poolers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Atlanta makes a lot of sense to want to keep a great guard down there with everything that Artie Smith runs, right? Exactly. It's exactly right. I mean, yeah, ah, he, he's a stud. I mean, I, they, they can keep that right side of the line together. They got a they got a good thing going down there. All right, we appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. You should. Yeah. Okay, so that's why guards are getting paid. Makes sense. It makes sense when he was like, yeah, with what Sean Payton likes to run with a lot of pours and everything. Yeah, it's like, game. oh, my God, yeah. 
Why didn't we think of that before? I legitimately didn't even think like guard. Oh, it must protect the inside of the pocket or whatever. It's like run game. Those are the That's fuckers mm-hmm. normally all over the place. Yeah. Look at the guards. Yeah, Here stock we go. is rising. Right? That's good. That's good news for guards. That's yeah. great news for guards that the zone read game is starting to yeah. take off a little bit more because there's a lot more homes that are going to need you to be nimble. Now, I'm not saying all guards are nimble and able to do what everybody else is, but if you're an athletic guard who is right now is a great time to be you, congrats to all these guys getting paid. Yeah, and we were talking about, you know, the draft these past couple of weeks. One of the guys who was the top tackle was, you know, Skronsky out of Northwestern. They're saying he's too short, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, yeah, left tackle is the highest paid on the O-line, but all of a sudden if you move to guard, you're also getting a $100 million deal. And we got highlights coming, too. Yeah. I and mean, you're out in space. Right. Like, there is a chance to make plays at guard. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, arms, arms measured a little too short. He had that AQ disease. Oh, no. That's Michelin man, the T Rex. They spread out your arms, sir, all the way. Spread them out, sir. Bag. Bag. The news the Packers fans have been waiting for. They've agreed to terms with all-pro kick returner and punt returner Keyshawn Nixon on a one-year deal worth a value of $6 million. This guy was a game changer. Hell yeah. Aaron Rodgers will come on this program and cut promos about how great this human was as an addition to the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. He said not only would they score, but it's really nice that whenever you're jogging on the field to take an offensive possession, that you don't have to run all the way back towards your end zone. You know, like that is something that happens. You always see the offense lined up. Uh, The offensive line, the quarterback, the wide they're all standing like near the 30 on the side in which the ball is getting kicked. You see them all out there. As a punter, my job is to make them have to fucking turn towards end zone Mm -hmm. whenever they are leaving that. And it's automatically, you see body, you see body language kind of like not exactly thrilled to go back to six, (laughs) go back to the five, go whenever you're going out to like the 40, Mm -hmm. when you're going out to the plus 25, it's just like an entire igniter for an entire team, an entire city. And this is exactly what Nixon was. Uh, Rich Basaccia came in, and at the beginning it was like, there's never going to be able to be fixed this fucking Packers special teams. They are doomed forever. If Basaccia can't turn them around, and he's literally had so much success that he's supposed to be a head coach as a special teams guy, every single player that's ever played for him said, I love this guy. I'd go into Baghdad with this guy. If he couldn't get the Packers special teams to go, nobody would be able to get him to go. Then towards the end of the season, it was the emergence of Nixon, and it was the emergence of that entire special teams. Mm-hmm. Congrats to you guys getting a weapon and keeping oh, a weapon. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, this actually is huge. I It seemed like a no-brainer with how good and how explosive he was in a year where there really weren't too many guys like that who really gave the team a spark. Like, it was like, okay, they'll get this done no matter what. And if you are to lose Rodgers, having a guy like that where you're going to have a a quarterback who hasn't really ever played before, like, not having to start at the 5 or the 10-yard line every Every single fucking possession like they have for the last 10 years, it seems like. Like, that's massive. See, but how nice is it as a defense to see the – Obviously a turn and then a flag on the field too. It's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. back the fuck up. We got like 90 yards now. We got like 95 yeah, yards. Huge. Every time I pin somebody though, or we pin somebody, felt like this dude got to pick six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when the eyes get big. You smell that end zone and then you know the offense, you know the asshole is tight because they, they don't want to fuck up because how close they are. They're just trying to get a first down a lot of the times. This is huge, man. You probably know the numbers better than I do, but like field position wise, where the offense starts, whether it's 15, 25, 
plus 35, like the numbers are, are Percentages crazy. are yeah. vastly different from starting at the 15 versus starting at the 32. Yeah, huge. Like two different, yeah. now, although that doesn't seem like much, like mm-hmm. uh, still backed up. It's like, no, I think like field goal percentage mm-hmm. changes like by 40%. I think touchdown crazy. changes by like 60 or 70%. Like it's a big yeah. deal. So this Nixon guy seemed like every time he got the ball, he gained a first down or two. And it's like that is massive whenever you look at the grand scheme of stats. What does stats mean for this particular drive? Nothing. Mm -hmm. But what does history tell us? That this could change completely. There was a point. Bag alert. Bag alert. The Falcons have agreed to terms with D-tackle David Anyamata. Source says reunites with defense coordinator Ryan Nielsen. Full numbers for D-tackle. The uh, Atlanta Falcons, three years, $35 million with $24.5 million fully guaranteed over the first two years of the deal. Uh, Congratulations to David Anyamata. Let's go, Dave. And a baby, Dave. Trenches. Uh, This is guards and tackles (laughs) getting paid right now. Yeah. To the point of what we were talking about just moments ago, the the emerge the reemergence of the run game, the yep. power run game, has really changed the way these contracts and rosters are going to be configured. I'm happy for these big fucks. These the, the big boys are getting paid right now. Trenches getting paid for. I guess the front office saying, "Hey, let's handle the trenches first, and then we'll deal with the skilled players and the other place uh, players around." But uh, it's good, good deal. Because you can get bullied. Yeah, money too. right now in this league, yeah, this is twenty four and a half million dollars. Congratulations! Yeah, come on, that changes your life. Twenty five yeah. or what? Thirty five guaranteed. I mean, no. 24 out of the 30. 24 and a yeah. half, yeah. Two years ago. Two years? I mean, that's that's life-changing money. Bro. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Everybody sees, obviously, the massive numbers for every other position. It's like, you get a million bucks. Imagine winning a scratch, like hitting a scratch off and getting a million dollars. You're like, holy fuck, life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. Now imagine doing that 24 times. And a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AQ then, Shipley said. Uh, Uncle Sam's going to come in. Yeah. yeah. AQ chimed in and said that Onyemata is one of the strongest guys he's played against. Just a stud on the oh. interior D-line. Okay. So that seems like people are putting a priority on that right now early into this tampering period that started an hour and six minutes ago. Joining us now is a man who uh, is college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion. He also is a father of 10. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Seeds just kept growing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's a video game shitster. You remember mm-hmm. he said, hey, what's the deal with, uh, and then just started some shit. Yeah, yeah. Pitted ninja against somebody. He's ah. an NBA pun. Opening night, Turner. Yep. Yep. Kicking off the NBA <laughs> season. Mm-hmm. Whose face? What, what's that Draymond Green punch in the face deal? <laughs> AJ Hawk's face. Yep. That's right. NBA pundit in this guy. Mm-hmm. AJ Hawk. Yeah. How you doing, AJ? Is that, is that what I said? The NBA, the TNT used that? What's, what's that Draymond? What's his deal? <laughs> deal. Basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think it was something along the I think you said, like, their relationship's going to be different yeah. now. Yeah, hard to get I wouldn't be his teammate. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, telling a story, you know. It was like a WWE promo video that they were weaving in the storylines going into the night. And all of a sudden, I'm just watching it. I'm like, yeah, pretty good tale of the tale. Because I'm trying to learn what they're talking about, too, because the season's kicking off. I feel like if I know what they're talking about at the beginning, I at least got the first few weeks down for sure. NBA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So right. I don't really have to pay attention much. And then all of a sudden, fucking AJ's, boom, face pops up. <laughs> like, well, Holy shit. my phone. This dude's an NBA pundit yeah, all of a sudden. Go. That's, that's a big deal. They win Emmys and shit on that yeah. show, AJ. Mm-hmm. That's you. You kicked off the season for them. You're all over the place. Now, tell us about the place that you're home. You know what I mean? Which is where your heart is. Which is around your family and your friends. 
Your inner circle <laughs> is really what it's all about to you. We know that. You like to keep a tight circle. A lot of kids. Okay, mm-hmm. big family. Yeah, of course. Tight circle. Mm-hmm. Very tight. Inner circle. Yes. No stuff that other people don't. You're in another person's inner circle as well. That's like when to become one. Two inner circles kind of collide. His circle colliding with your circle. And now we're the circle. And we're talking about stuff in this circle that these bigger circles, they don't get to fucking hear about. Mm -mm. Sounds like a little bit of an Illuminati type situation. But I know that's not the case. Because if it was, you would have a great time explaining to the world what your life is. Tell me, though, what's going on with your guy? Aaron Rodgers, because they've shown his face on, we got the TV right here, ESPN has had Aaron Rod, Aaron waiting, mm-hmm. Aaron waiting four or five different times in the last hour and a half. Oh, yeah. This is story of the day. There's been money handed out all over them. Denver's paid a guard. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's mm-hmm. paid a guard. That's right. Washington's paid a D tackle. I believe somebody just paid another Atlanta. D tackle. Atlanta, Atlanta paid another D tackle. There's all these storylines happening. Guess what? the fuck's Aaron Rodgers doing? AJ, now is the perfect time if there ever was. That's right. Spill the beans. Go ahead. Let everybody know about it. I like how you lay it all out and you do all this just for a big disappointment because you know, I do not know what's going to happen. Come on. Like I said before, if Aaron knows, don't you think he's going to tell us? He's going to tell everybody and let everyone know, right? For a good program. I think it starts with the inner circle. So what do you think he's going to do? I'm not in it. You see that what do you think I, he's going to do? I laid out your circle, his circle. Did you, yeah. see, did you listen to anything? You didn't. You were trying to figure out how you were going to. See, I, <laughs> I kept going because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to take every deflection you had out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, God, I got paid. Blah, blah, blah. Wanted to take it all. That Darren Payne guy, he's a monster. On your mother. I agree with him. Thank you. Like, if we took everything out of there, you know? You see, I mean? you see what Deron Payne got? That dude got yeah. paid, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. See, I try to take again. all that out of there. You're in the inner circle, bro. What do you think is going on? And do you. Do you find it hilarious that this is your, your like, one of your best friend's lives? Like, this is literally, his life is everything he thinks about, everything he does is speculated upon and hilariously ridiculed. Oh, yeah. Hila- I see a lot of it, you know, because I'm tagged into it now. I've been in his world much shorter time than you have. What a fucking existence this dude is. Is this what it always is like? And is this, like, just something he's just used to? And how do you uh, kind of view it all? Well, I don't think he – he honestly doesn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. He he gets asked questions about what's going on out there in the media and everything. I think that's what how he is kind of made aware of all of the stuff going on. He doesn't really probably know, like, the magnitude of it because he's been living it for so long. But Hilarious. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I was uh, – I was always hoping he was coming back to Green Bay. I don't know. Is that even a possibility anymore? Okay. Ooh, okay. Put it on the ticket. What? Yeah. That's the first the time this year. No, 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 no. Not That's the first time close. you've said that. You hear me? On Friday, I think I said that. I asked, do they even want him back in Green Bay? Yeah, but you didn't say, I want him. Yeah, different tone. Yeah, I do. I've said from day one, I've always wanted him back in Green Bay. No, no, no. Day one, last year. I want him to play. I don't want him to retire. I want him to play. I'd like That's to watch him play. In my there choice would be, if he if he does come back, I would love him to come play for the Packers. Okay, first time that has been said this cycle. That's right. You have to feel good. Okay, that does. Wow. That has to feel pretty good <laughs> yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Put it on the ticker. We've been watching. Hey, AJ, you know, I've been, I've been openly talking about us like, We've been listening to every word. I don't think you know this. We've been listening to every word that you say because we feel very wholeheartedly that you, uh, I never lied. 
Yeah, right? exactly. No. You, you always want to be able to do that. Because I'm not lying. That's, that's why I don't ask. Bingo. Bingo. I don't care to know because I don't have to lie when I don't know. Bing. Well, exactly. But everything, okay, well, we don't no, know. That. Exactly. So that might have been a lie right yeah. there. Yeah. That, right. Good lie. I thought we were lying. Well, too, so, yeah. yeah, but whenever we, f- we get around each other for a week, whenever those times happen, it's always amazing, like, just the way you... I never lied. I never... What I say? What I say? Like, mm-hmm. the way you handle situations. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, tell... I don't say anything often, Mike. It's the exact same when we're in person. You guys sit there and try to grill me like I know something. It's the exact same thing when we're hanging out wherever we may be, at the Super Bowl, wherever we are. Oh! Yeah, but your big answer is that you never lie, and we got to listen to every word that you say. Schefter is reporting the former mm-hmm. Eagles D-tackle. Javon Hargrave has reached an agreement on a four-year, $80 million deal with $40 million in guaranteed signing with the 49ers, per sources. Deal negotiated and confirmed by Drew Rosenhaus and Ryan Matha. $40 million deal for Javon Hargrave with the Niners. The Niners know. They get. (laughs) The Niners know what they need. The Niners know what it takes to win. And in the NFC right now, if you're looking at the Eagles and you're looking at the Niners – you're going to have to play some bully football yeah. in the yeah. NFC if yeah. you want to get going. You like this signing? I love it for the yeah. Niners. I love everything a great team does yeah. when they decide to get even better. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Har- Hargrave un- was unbelievable uh, last year and throughout his career. Um, yeah. A lot of money. A lot of money, obviously, knowing you got to pay Nick Bosa as well right down, right around the corner. So, But I like it. Love, love the deal. On a lot of uh, a lot of on a lot of the free agent rankings, they had Hargrave as the number one free agent. This, yeah. Yes, yeah. and him going to one of the best defenses and getting paid still. AJ, what are your yeah. thoughts? I mean, I didn't think the Niners were, would be in play for this. They already have so many studs on yeah. that defense. I feel like, like you said, with Bosa scheduled to get a monster deal. Yeah, they the rich get richer, don't they? Let's see what happens to the quarterback position, though. Anytime a great team decides I won't get better, I fucking love it. Yes, you know, because it just is. You would hope that that's how you would act. Like, you would hope that that's if we had a team, Mm -hmm. let's just say we fell into a team somehow, Mm -hmm. we would hope that, oh, we would give out a lot of these to maintain greatness. Diana Rossini is reporting the right tackle. Mike McGlinchey is expected to sign with the Denver Broncos. Per sources, congrats to the Broncos. Here we go. Seemingly attacking and trying to shore up an offensive line that I do believe Sean Payton thought to himself, we got to fix that. Everybody's worried about Russell Wilson. Okay, we can understand how you're worried. There was a couple times he was on everything DB Mm -hmm. where he was clearly making the wrong read for the particular defense that he was staring at, a read that he has made probably 50 to 60 times throughout his career and done successfully for whatever reason last year. He couldn't do it is maybe the reason why in Sean Payton's mind is because he was either running for his life or he didn't feel comfortable or shit was not getting blocked up right. Feels like that's the case with what Sean Payton's focusing on here early in his run with the Denver Broncos. Give me two fucking offensive line. I need maybe more, actually. Right now. Here's the deal. We need to be negotiating with every offensive lineman that is available because whoever it is, it's better than what we got. Mm -hmm. Is that what's going on over there in Denver, AJ? It sure seems like it. We know what uh, Sean Payton, he definitely values that O-line. And McGlinchey, I don't know if you've ever seen him in person. I saw him in Tahoe a couple years ago. I believe he was caddying for Robbie Gold. And I was talking to him for like 10 minutes, and then I realized who he was. And I was like, geez, man, like he, he looks like a basketball player. He's so tall, and he's so lean, and he's so athletic. He's an absolute freak. So this is a good signing, I think. Hold on. There was somebody this year that I had that happen at Tahoe. I think it was a Buffalo Beal offensive lineman. Who was with Josh, maybe? Uh, I don't know. It was definitely an offensive lineman that was caddying for somebody. Yeah. And it was just like, 
you're a Sasquatch, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you are. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to move like you do. We were talking about this in the first hour. Whenever we saw Darren Payne get paid, and also Anya Mata, Anya Mata, yep. and now Hargrave, Hargrave, Hargrave yeah. getting paid. Like you got to be born to be in some of those positions. Like you watch NBA games, and you see like, oh, that guy was six foot ten. Okay, he's either going to be a bouncer at a bar, or he's going to he's going to learn basketball. He's going to be a professional. He's going to be a, a professional basketball player. Those big guy positions, like the tackles you're speaking of, these are fucking avatars, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that they, dude, uh, we saw it, uh, the Peach Bowl, the tackle for Old State. Dewan Jones. Yeah, I think he's oh, like yeah. one of the top tackles in the draft this Huge. year, right? Huge. <laughs> Both they are. Yeah. Yeah, biggest like he, wingspan, right? Didn't he have the biggest wingspan yeah. at the combine ever? ever? Oh, yeah. He had the fucking, yeah. three and a half. Yeah. I remember the <laughs> What a! F- <laughs> Could you absurd. imagine like, like seven six? Like yeah. Imagine taking pounds. a commercial flight. If you're that guy. You can't. No Never. way, you dude. Physically can't. No way. Yeah. But I'm proud of these big guys getting paid right now. AJ, do you think this is the cycle of football here? Do you think everything's cyclical? That's what they say. Mm-hmm. In the NF- in football is cyclical because we saw the wide open spread offense happen. Now rest in peace to Mike Leach, but I believe he in the air raid offense of college really became a hit in a hot commodity. And then you see Sean McVay have success where he kind of matches NFL mindset uh, mindset and concepts with it, with also the air raid, and it changes offenses. Here we go. Fantasy football loves it. Gambling loves it. The fans love it because it's high paced. It's action. Let's change some rules. Let's get the tight end a little bit more involved. You know what they need? Another weapon. Let's go ahead and get that to happen. Then last year, it felt like there was a lot bigger focus on pounding the football, running the football. Defenses were playing a little bit stronger and more sturdy football against that spread out. It's almost like they caught on, not necessarily how to defend it, but the strategy against it is let them get their yards, then we'll get them down in the red zone, and we'll kind of tighten everything up. Do you think football's coming back around here? you think your style of Rydell right on the fucking, you know— Sorry, no head involved now. No. no. But do you no. think that style of football is coming all the way back? I think there's kind of indicators here that it is in a big way. I think it's definitely possible. It's, it's slowly might. I mean, it's not going to go back to old school where, like, your inside backers are lined up two and a half yards off the line of scrimmage. That's not going to – I don't think that's going to happen. It's not a whole lot of fun for most people to watch. But, yeah, especially with these sometimes smaller quarterbacks, shorter quarterbacks in the pocket, you want to make sure you shore up inside. You know, yeah, the guys on the edge are the ones usually who get paid the gigantic contracts. They're getting the stats. But those guys in the middle are the ones kind of doing the dirty work. And I think D-Butt said earlier, you got to get them off the spot. You can't let a quarterback yep. just sit there and observe the field and feel comfortable. And those guys interior, not only are they great run stoppers, but they're also like great pass rushers now. A lot of times run guys were like, hey, this is our run guy. You're, you're a space eater. You take up space. You, we want you to take two. Now it's like, yeah, you have to take up two, but if they throw, you got to transition into a nice pass rusher. Hey, and some of those tackles have, like, obviously Aaron Donald gets a spotlight on them and Darren Payne and Dexter Lawrence, but some of them have, like, rush move, like, DN moves. Oh, yeah. Like, All of them. You have to. You can't be like one dimensional now, bro. They're fucking like doing like oh. rush moves, pass moves on the inside to double teams. It's like yeah. it's really transformed oh, yeah. in there with the athleticism being raised. What tenfold? Probably. I, I don't even want to be that disrespectful, but it is. It feels like there's a little bit more space. Feels like for whenever they spread out, the offense spreads out. Defense has to spread out a little bit too. So there's a little bit more room for work. It used to be just fucking don't take your knee. Mm-hmm. Do not go to your knee. Well, what am I doing on this play? You're going to be in a three-point, three, three point, and then you're going to stand up, and you're just going to – this is what you're going to do. Oh. <laughs> Literally, and if you take a knee, you're, you're losing all leverage, and you look soft on film. 
Like, people used to get buried whenever they were down on a knee. And I'm like, they, what's that, 650 pounds? Mm -hmm. They just got to hold that? Crazy. That used to be the job. Now it's like, have to be able to do that, have to have grown man strength. But also, we need to see a fucking yeah. spin, yeah. something like that. Don't, don't just give up on the play now. It's yeah. like, whole different expectation level in this modern football. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, someone probably got a little more freedom, too, to get a little wiggle, do a little more pass rush. But uh, I... I don't. As far as the cycles going, I don't think it'll go all the way back just because of all the, you know, the rule changes to protect quarterbacks and these freak athletes that you still do have on the outside. I think you'll probably see less guys get these big deals as receivers because so many guys come in pro, pro ready, hit the ground running uh, on the outside on the edge. But uh, be interesting to see how it continues to evolve. I concur. I think the run game is going to become a more and more and more and more valued asset Huge. for every single team, if you got it or if you don't. And I think you can win games without it in a regular season. But whenever it gets to the time that matters, which oh, is the yeah. only time that matters for any of these guys, you're going to have to be able to run the ball. There's some bullies across the league. Yeah, and we talk about it being a copycat league. Like, at the end of the year, you look at the two teams that made the Super Bowl, and both those teams are, you know, centered around the O-line and the D-line. Like, both of them are stacked. The Chiefs used their first-round pick last year on Carl Loftus from Purdue, a D-lineman, and then, you know, they went out and got Orlando Brown. They beat, made Joe Tunley, Tooney, the highest-paid guard at the time two know, years ago. They drafted Creed oh, and Trey Smith at guard in – uh, center. So, like, both those teams, if you're a team evaluating how do we get to the Super Bowl and you're looking just at the Chiefs and the Eagles, yeah, you say O-line and D-line. And then what did Mahomes have? Less than 200 yards, but Pacheco had 80 yards. Like, yeah, like that run game is all the way back. We're getting McGlinchey's numbers. He's uh, five-year, 50 million guaranteed, 87 and a half total. Congrats to McGlinchey. That's right tackle. Whoa. That's right tackle. Yeah. There's a left tackle over there that gets paid more. Yeah, probably. If you're looking for money, hey, kids, start eating. Start yeah, kick yeah, right. yeah. And all, Drink well, milk. Also, check your family tree, though. Yeah, true. Okay, true. Check, yep. check the family tree, see how tall that thing stands. Let's make sure. You're 5'9, you're not going to be a right tackle in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, something to think about. You might be wasting your time with that hand in the dirt. You know, they might be able to teach you later in life, actually. In terms of like the running the ball and running backs in general, too, like guys obviously aren't getting paid like they, they used to, and there aren't really any like. There's maybe a handful of actual three down backs now, but like look at the Eagles. They they had three different guys that they yep. were comfortable giving ten carries a game to. So like while you know we're not we're not seeing as many you know, there's Derrick Henry and guys like that still who are gonna get, you know, twenty five, thirty carries a game. Like now teams are more susceptible to be like, Hey, we need to be three to four deep at running back because we're gonna we're gonna run it forty times a game and these guys each need to be okay with getting, you know, twelve carries a game. Yeah, you gotta have big boy ball. Speaking of Derrick Henry he did get a lion's share of that. He was that offense whenever he was on the field. Oh, yeah. And they just kept giving it to him, giving it to him, giving it to him. Brand new GM, and, uh, you know, they've cut and released the most amount of people, I think, in Massacre Week. And on their graphic, they have an entire column just of, hey, we're moving on from these old contracts from the previous GM. We are going to shape the team a little bit differently. How do you think those convos have gone with Rabel? Honestly, you know Vrabel a lot better than anybody. Do you think they're like reimagining what the team will look like? Do you think they're trying to figure out how to best win with this particular? Because they're cut, they cut a lot of people. Do you? Th and then we heard Derek was available. Yep. And then it was reported that he wasn't available. Mm -hmm. And then everybody was like, he's getting paid a lot of money. They're in the middle of a turnover. He is certainly available in reality. They might not say he's available, 
But teams will certainly think that they could call and get Derrick Henry right now around the GM was kind of what was being alluded to, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but it, like, not the, the Titans never said that, but it felt like that was what was being alluded to by everybody due to the contract that he is owed and the period in which they are in. How do you think that goes with Vrabel? You think, how, how's that whole convo go with the new GM? I mean, so Vrabel's obviously played for Bill Belichick for a long time, so I think he was around an organization that he, he saw, they, you know, the Patriots are known to, they moved on from Braves. He got traded on draft day to the Chiefs yep. when he was on the Patriots. So he's used to know, like, he understands the game and how it works. And I think he's even told me, like, how he talks to his players. Like, hey, your job, if you're drafted here, you, you need to make the team do whatever it takes. Try to earn that second, another big contract. But guess what? There's guys coming behind you that, that want that contract too. So you got to do whatever it takes to continue to stay on that cycle. And I think Braves played, what, 14, 15 years doing that. I think he explains it to him and, I think he also knows, like, hey, yeah, even though it's not personal, like, it's not supposed to feel personal. Yeah, it is, but he separates the business and, like, the personal feelings. I think he has, he does a good job of that, but it would be tough to try to adjust to a new GM and what they, what their vision might be. How do you mesh your visions together? Yeah, because I was thinking of the new GM. What's his name? Rand Carthon. Rand Carthon. I was thinking of him, former player, like, sitting down whenever he lays out all the people he's going to let go to Vrabes. And Braves being like, "Well, come on now." Yeah, <laughs> like uh, that, that is literally like it's like jur- it's like jury selection. You know, when they they argue over trying to cut jurors when the prosecution and defense like is it like that? Braves like, "Hey, I gotta these two gotta stay no matter what. You can't be touching these guys." That's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder how that goes because e- by all accounts, right? Everybody says Braves is like a football savant. Like, yeah, you would obviously would like to hear his input. You know, I would assume if you're the new GM, ran former player as well. I assume you'd be like, "How do we get to that?" And before he was probably hired, that was probably a conversation that already took place, you think? You like, would think, right? He'd be more involved. Yeah, well, how long he's been there, yeah. Yeah. You would hope. Especially, and- especially after what happened. Oh! Bag alert. Oh, no. The Lions are signing Cam Sutton Ooh. to a three-year deal worth $33 million and 22 and a half of it is guaranteed. Congratulations to Cam Sutton. Here we go. Sutton, baby, Cam. Brand new Lions. Yeah, brand new Lions. Shuring up that secondary. D-Bud, I'm assuming this guy's good because we were in the Jalen Ramsey mix and now we need more secondary help, which was a massive problem. Massive. No, no, we kind of turned around at the end of the season. No, yeah, not fucking Sorry, right. Tony. What's going on, Tony? What's wrong? Best, Tony wanted this guy. Steelers' best the goddamn corner. You was gonna play corner. You knew he was gone. <laughs> he, 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 he tweeted out. Junior. He tweeted out. He wanted to go somewhere where he, he felt wanted. And, he was wanted and respected. So no, you guys didn't want him enough. No, I promise you, he's wanted. No, you guys didn't want him enough. You didn't want him that much. The brand new Lions. Very but, good. Brand new Lions want him. Here very, we go. Very, very smart. He can play every. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's great. He's yeah, great. He was on everything DB a couple of times. Yeah. I, like, I like this deal. Uh, good deal too. Eleven a year and what twenty two and a half. Two and a half year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man. two year deal. Good deal. Yeah, another two year. Another two year deal, pretty much. All right, <laughs> JPZ Junior. I mean, just opens up a roster. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, you're gonna have to draft them and everything. A lot of things are gonna have to fall sure. in place, but sure. yeah. it'll he, all he, work he's out. He's not making the thirty two. Nah, he's making seventeen though. Oh. He's already have it all. He has it all figured Tony, out. Tony's done eight different drafts. Well, listen, right. all the mock drafts were right for the Steelers, what, two times in a row? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weren't they? Yeah. Uh, Najee and Kenny? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's been the Very mock, predictable organization. The Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> mock draft, as of late, has been pretty... Yeah, Pickens in the second round? Spot on. Yeah, what a draft. Everyone had. I feel like Tony was pounding the Pickens drum from day one, and then they got him in the second round. Listen, if they take a while, you guarantee that he's going to be good. That's well, all in this draft day, right? Any, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With, the ma- yep. with the mask on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that mask. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, happy to see everything's going good with Desmond Howard this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Teammate of mine on college say, game day. Did I missed that. What happened? No. He, he did the Oscars? So he had a he did not go to the Oscars, I don't think. Maybe he might have been heading to the Oscars. Yeah. I, missed, yeah. I, don't, I missed those, but yeah. I um Brendan Fraser won, I heard. That's all I really Hell heard. yeah, he did. Well the makeup crew for them did too or something like oh, that. Yeah. Obviously. Rightfully so. The, they did. I heard about that movie first here. The whale? Uh, yeah, it came from mm-hmm. Toxic. Anyone see it? Yeah, that was because The Rock and they were doing the whole thing. Yeah, that, there was a time where they were lying about that. We can no longer Speaking of the obviously Rock. do that because they're all the way back. But the Oscars, I don't think I fully am the demo. You know, I am yeah, worried. Who, who is the demo? That who is the demo? Question. Other my actors, wife, maybe? I mean, my wife loved it. She was, she was on a... She was like on a group text predicting who's going to win. Oh, okay. She was like, has oh. she seen the movies? Have she seen a lot of the movies? I don't think so. I mean, I, I have not <laughs> heard. Some good ones, though. Always somewhere, sometimes somewhere. Bingo. Yeah, that, that one's crushed. Best picture winner, yeah. And then uh, the so one in the West. The one in the West. That was yeah, actually. All yep. Quiet on the Western Front. That one did a bunch of yeah, stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. What did Maverick do? Top Gun made all the money. Avatar made all the money. They only win a couple each. What are we doing? What I don't. Is does, there an award for making fucking money? Does that not matter? Is that not what the business show business? business? It doesn't matter. What are we even doing? That's, that's, it doesn't matter. We were talking about this. They handpick all the movies that everyone saw and everyone loved, and they said, <laughs> "Fuck the general public. The Oscars are not f- for them." Okay, this is for us. This is for the Hollywood elites. So let's go through and. Let's give all these Oscars out to the movies that no one saw so we can pat ourselves on the back and say, you fucking uncultured swine wouldn't understand. No, no. That's, what's ha- that's what it Sounds felt like last accurate. night. Yeah. That's basically what the pretty Oscars accurate is time. now. Yeah. That's what I felt like. I'm like, come on, man. What are we doing? Yeah. And then I put out that tweet about Top Gun. Uh, yeah, then I had to ask my people, like, hey, you follow me. Give me a heads up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you watching the Oscars? <laughs> 70,000 votes, dude. Nine percent said yes. That's ten, seven thousand or so. Yeah, there you go. Seven thousand. Pretty, pretty good little crowd. Yeah. We kind of was Jimmy Kimmel the host? Jimmy yeah. Kimmel was the he host. Freaking crush, man. You have no That's idea. Cool. So <laughs> <laughs> it was sick. That's an I'll impo- take your word for it. It was sick. It's an impossible job. He uh, he and Malala. Yep. Who did some research on badass? Yeah, yeah. she's a beast. There was a joke that took place between he and her. And I think, it, as just following along on the internet, that was the moment it all changed for Jimmy last night. And mm-hmm. I, I don't keep up with the entertainment world enough. I would just, I'm speaking strictly about last night's operation with Jimmy Kimmel's name on Twitter as a whole, mm-hmm. not just my timeline. Sure. I'm talking about Twitter as a whole. And you can't really always judge that because it is a focus group. It's not everybody. Obviously, their numbers will be in the millions, and we're talking about thousands of tweets. So that is vastly different. But whenever it's a 90 10, situation 95 5 yeah. situation that's when you know like the focus group is feeling one particular way it does oh yeah like. yeah you know what, what I mean? you mean negative 95 5 negative to positive yeah or anything anyway at any time okay but if it's 95 positive though then you're like oh he's doing great yeah. Exactly. yeah 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 exactly that's what i'm saying like if it's 95 5 i think you just got to view twitter as like a focus group like that's how why are why are people upset at jimmy you said it's an impossible job well, he made just joke with Malala. You do not make a joke at M- Malala's expense well, ever. ever. And she crushed. We all know that. Yeah, we all know that. Who's Malala? Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay, so she's like hey, the mother Teresa, I believe, right now. She is the all good. Like we are. This is like what the best human on earth is. Legend. She's an actress. She, no. no, she's an advocate for peace. 
Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. She got shot. You got a problem with that? I believe she got shot by the Taliban. Oh, no yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she gave, I think he, jo- he made, a, he made a crude joke to her. It was just like, uh, did Harry Styles, he, he, big long lead up, pivot, you know, boom, you know, on the other yeah, side. Gotcha. Did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I, pretty good pop out of the theater. Theater, there was a little bit of a couple hundred people, I would say, probably popped there. Mm-hmm. He, he, big smile meaning lighthearted and she said i only want to talk about peace or something like that and he was like of course you that was the right answer and then everybody ah it was that point though on the internet i was like all right i'm excited to see how this one goes yes because i had to look up how malala who who malala was as well and then i looked it up and i'm like oh malala, malala ain't playing game they're no. not happy that she was chosen for that i don't know and she, I, he made a joke walking out too from malala to jessica chastain or to colin uh farrell actually was the next guy i didn't even see it but I, i'm just talking strictly from the internet and then they had the cocaine bear fake mauling malala yeah. Looked. That was at the end after the Jessica Chastain Are you question. Serious? Yeah, it, it was very, very bad. That part. Aside from that, Kimmel. Whose idea was this? Dang, I didn't even see Cocaine Bear. Who were the writers? And- uh-huh. Who's writing for the Oscars these days? Probably Jimmy, Stephen King. What channel? We got it? team. It was on we got ABC. Team of writers. Who the people who write his late night show? I mean, you yeah. could, were potentially the ones who wrote it. Probably if he was hosting. How does that all go? Like the presenters, who writes their stuff? Yeah, there there are like uh, usually like one or two people that will write the entire. People are hired to write. Yeah, people are hired to write all the jokes for the Oscars. And the presenters are allowed to say nah or they what? How's that go? Yeah, I think so. But I think it's pretty much hey, get up here. We're on a a tight time crunch. The show's nine hours. We don't need it to be fifteen hours. Read what's on the fucking cue cards in the prompter, and then get off the fucking (laughs) stage. Yeah, that's it. Pretty much it. That's pretty good speech. I saw Dwayne, though. I saw The Rock for a little bit. He, he killed it. He was wearing Did. a salmon jacket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is so shredded. He is. So jocked, so so jock, dude. So jocked. Yeah. I can't even fathom being that jocked every single day. No. Well, I, I mean, that's because we don't have unlimited mono. Well, <laughs> he might. he might actually become the richest human on earth. Oh, yeah, he's going to. Everything he does is successful. I wouldn't be surprised if that French toast that he was selling. You remember that, Zito? Yeah, that boxed French toast. I love that French toast. Did we ever buy it? I don't even think it was. I don't know you could buy it. Yeah, he he was thinking about selling it, though. He's, like, obviously teasing that this was going to become a business. I couldn't wait to fucking buy it. He cornered the market. Everyone wanted it, but he just held back. Well, then Nazoa came. Obviously. Genius. Terra Mana came. Yeah. Worth $8 billion now. He was asked about Black Adam last night. And mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Critics had to say. It's a great answer. Yeah, great answer. The tweet that I saw, the caption leading into it, like, let's set the environment here for what you're about to watch with The Rock, was like, Rock should have slapped this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is basically what the tweet said. So I went in there, and I'm like, all right, there must be some give or take or whatever. That seemed to be diffused very quickly. Oh, yeah. The Rock just diffused that yeah. thing. Does that lady uh, hate The Rock? Who? Uh, his co-host from Jungle Cruise? Emily Blunt? Yeah. No, she was it. a massive, she was a big part of his Instagram there for yeah. a bit. Oh, I don't yeah. know who that is, but she, when they, a lot of tension when they talk to Chris him. Jim's, Jim Halpert's wife. wife. Yep. Who's? Yeah. Jim Halpert's wife from The Office. She also made an incredible film with TC. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. And, and actually, there's a story about TC. I thought the guy her. from The Office married the secretary from The Office. Yes, in a lot show. of people think that. In the show, he does in <laughs> real life. Not so okay. much. R. Oh, R. see, R. for R. me, I thought kayfabe, yeah. reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. <laughs> that is not true, no. Oh, so you're telling me dude that always did the mm, yeah. face? Yeah. yeah. He's married to The Rock's co-star in the Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Ju- right. And Emily Blunt is a savage. Uh, Tom Cruise, there's a story about them being on the set of Edge of Tomorrow, and she wasn't really buying in. And Tom Cruise said, stop being such a pussy. And then she said, it made me a better actor. Oh, I th- she didn't say anything back? No, she Tom. was like, fuck yeah, when okay. Yeah. TC <laughs> gives you some advice, you listen. And yeah. then what happens? It's a fucking box office. That was a great what movie. Was the movie. Every time. Edge, Edge of, of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Great movie. About aliens. What so. a film. How Tom Cruise wasn't even there last night. No, neither. James Cameron not even there last night. Well, they what don't. are we doing? Those big, two biggest movies of all time. The guy who was being honored for a lot of it, Sp- Spielberg. Yeah, Steve. The guy that Scott. Steve. Steve. Steve Spielberg. Steve Spielberg. <laughs> Pat. Yeah, Scott. He goes Come by, on. He goes by Scott. Maybe sometimes. Scott. One of the greatest directors of all time. I agree, dude. He fucking makes <laughs> bangers, bro. I just don't know enough Scott about Spielberg. him. Scott Spielberg. Fableman's right. That yeah. thing yeah. he was a part of last night. Right. Didn't he tell Tom Cruise, hey, you saved all of our asses? Yeah, he yeah. did. And then he doesn't win any awards? TC and Cameron were actually just put all their money from those films and put into a pool, and they were just swimming around last night instead of watching or being at the Oscars. Yeah, John Moran times 50. <laughs> That's what they were doing. Oh, boy. That was a fascinating thing. It was. Kind of hit the internet there. It was. I would like to echo the sentiments that a lot of people said. I'm not sure a lot of people are going to be signing up to go to that place. No, that, that business. I feel like that was yeah, that uh, place is done. But were they forced to do it because of the investigation? Hmm, probably not. Probably just got a nice little. You think bag of cash from TMZ or whoever got? If it. they did not get a bag of cash, they should be coming out and saying that immediately. And I assume they know that. Um, John Morant. Is, what, so what's uh, <laughs> when's yeah, he coming back? I don't when know, dude. I don't know. But yeah, they're they're really. He's not living, sure. man. He was living. That was that was uh, night of game. I know they're. Recent. And then what? They got a game two days later. Uh huh. John Morant. <laughs> didn't give a fuck. Wait, How old was he drinking? The, wasn't drinking. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see any. Yeah, uh, the they, owner. That's what they said. Yeah, the owner came out came out of the of the club and was like, "This guy is one of the most like respectful. Wasn't drinking. Very nice." Kids they've ever had in their club. So he's going in there sober, dropping fifty thousand <laughs> yeah. in the uh, in a particular adult <laughs> establishment, mm-hmm. and then photos get leaked to the internet, and it just appears as if That's there's amazing. an actual flood of money in a place. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why, if a human was willing to, do, there's no way. How much money did they get for the picture? So, did they get fifty thousand well, dollars? Because no way, no way. I would assume Job might want to, uh, you know, Job's not the only they, human that's ever done this. Are they all going to scramble? This. Like, when, do, when are they going to collect all that money? They all, everyone comes out and scrambles also, and goes and grabs it. They, they do it after. Yeah, they do a vacuum. Yeah. yeah, they Put clean a vacuum and then suck it up. It's like some good food there, too. I'll tell you what, <laughs> the wings probably fantastic. He actually ordered mm-hmm. the wings, I do believe. It was on their, uh, their receipt or whatever. Some steak, I believe. There was a couple places that I um, was invited to. Um... That honestly, I was told we were going for food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually told, like, hey, we are going for food here. I may or may not have been the only Caucasian within <laughs> miles and miles. Sure. And I walk into this place, 
And the food was certainly fantastic, but it was definitely uh, we're a strip it was club. Second oh, yeah. fiddle. We're, we're a strip, but the food was like real deal. Oh, yeah. Chef, real deal. Food like award winning. Let's go. Like un- these right, fucking right. wings. That's why whenever it came out for um, Lou Williams, Lou Williams for the yep. bubble, he Lemon was pepper. Yeah, he was, yeah, neat. Like these aren't just like throwaway microwave. They're like some of the greatest fucking wings I've ever had in my life. And then on the side, it was like, oh yeah, normal, normal situation. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course, yeah, it's fucking. A lot, a lot of the establishments in these cities were, you know, strip like you know Miami, Atlanta, other places, Houston, like, Houston, like five five star type cuisine in there for sure. Didn't Club Z have a great late night buffet? Yeah, yeah, Club Z, not a strip club, but I'll tell you what, a lot of bodies hitting the floor. In there. <laughs> you know, that place was crazy. I, I believe how white folks view adult ballets. <laughs> and different cultures, I don't want to just say black people because I don't know how many other cultures. I've been very fortunate to experience both of those numerous times, vastly different operations. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. We're talking vastly different operations. In- <laughs> oh! It seems like these were dropped on both of them, though. They wow. both have that in common. Uh, Mike Garofalo is reporting that the Raiders are closing in on a deal with quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Sources say after six seasons and a Super Bowl appearance with the Niners, Jimmy G is on his way to Vegas to reunite with Josh McDaniels. And also the site of this season's Super Bowl would be a hell of a story for the Raiders as they have found a new home in the middle of the desert. Damn. Jimmy Garoppolo back with McDaniels so he doesn't have to relearn an entire offense. Obviously, he'll be able to just drop right in where Devontae already is and Darren Waller if he's back again. And obviously, Renfro, who is a dog. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs got the franchise tag. They have a great team. We all knew that they needed a quarterback. There was reports that they were in on the Atlanta, uh, I'm sorry, the Carolina-Chicago trade to be the number one overall pick. They must have liked somebody coming out of this draft class. Since they weren't able to get one, it appears if they said, okay, we'll go with Jimmy G. They were allegedly never in on the, (laughs) they were allegedly never in on the Aaron Rodgers. Our whole thing just crashed over Jimmy broke it. Yeah, just completely crashed right here out of nowhere. They were Allegedly never in on the Aaron Rodgers thing, but then they were in because it's Aaron Rodgers, so like they would listen if he wanted to come. They get Jimmy G. This seems like a massively great fit for all parties here, AJ. It does, but for the Raiders, like, what, I want to see what the deal looks like. Do they still draft a guy? What do they do? Yeah. Do they look at him. Is he the long-term yeah, option? Eight, like Two-year gap? Seven, what is he? Seven. Yeah, that, that's the most interesting thing because hearing that they're moving up to one or trying to was terrible for the Colts because if they weren't going to get one, maybe they would go to three. Do you think they still would? So I've tried not to think about that just strictly because <laughs> – like well, I mean, that's one of the first things I asked you. Like, hey, what are the Colts going to do? And yeah, because if we have to get, if we have to go get a quarterback that we know will still be there, we have to go to three. But it's not just like trading one spot. Now we're trading against everybody who's trying to get yeah. up to three. Yep. So although we're only moving one slot, we're going to have to give up the same amount that people who are moving up from fucking maybe fifteen yeah. or thirteen mm-hmm. want to kind of get up in there. Unless so they love Levis too. Yeah. True. Then you're good with whoever. When you're good, you know, whoever. And then, you know, who says the top three takes quarterback? Well, that's the thing. Like, if somebody is Cardinals, to trade. No. Cardinals, no. I'm going to take the Cardinals spot. That's, they're, yeah, they're they'll to trade to three. But we would have to negotiate against mm. three with somebody who's maybe in the teens. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? It's that one team we were just talking about that, you know, the Titans. They have guys they're trading. They might love somebody to start their new era with, with Carthon. Like, that's a simple what if, little. What if the Panthers um, take, what if the Texans only like one guy and the Panthers take that guy and then 
Texans stick with Dougie Mills. Yeah. Ugh. I do like the fact that Chris Ballard could be in a situation that Tom Telesco was in a couple years back yeah. mm-hmm. when Tua and Justin Herbert were going to be available for the Dolphins at five, Chargers at six. Everybody knew the Dolphins were going to go quarterback. Nobody knew which quarterback they were going to go with. Tannenbaum was on television with a noted relationship with the Dolphins Mm -hmm. and Dolphins ownership. (laughs) And he said, if you take two of top five, you're being, I forget the way he described it, but like reckless almost because of his injury history at college and everything like that. So we were all like, okay. So that means Herbert's going Mm -hmm. to the Dolphins just because we thought he wouldn't be given that take unless he had some information for it all. So I think Telesco was in an interesting spot, not because of that take, but he was like alongside us, not knowing what was going to happen. He told us, whatever the Dolphins did, we're good with. Mm -hmm. If they took Herbert, we'll take Tua. They take Tua, we take Herbert. You're saying Ballard might be in a position like, Whatever they do, we're cool. Hey, might might be, but Tua and Herbert, you know, they were, in my opinion, much much better prospects than Levis and and, uh, and Richardson. And uh, but going back to Jimmy G signing, I, I love that deal for the Raiders as well. He just got to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing for him. Oh, thank someone just fell off the roof. <laughs> is that why? What this was is, that? Did you hear that boom? It was that. Yes. Did Zito go on the roof? Zito's right over here. We're, okay. Check on Mitt. Someone check on Mitt. Where's, that? where's Tim? Did, did Bill kill somebody? No, your pops. Whoa, whoa, that's, that's probably New easy. Bill, new Bill. Bill. Yeah, new Bill. You're right, my bad. Yeah, new Bill. Three workouts. That could have been something blown up because we lost all these screens here, right? So yeah. these screens are out. Those screens no, are out. So I started thinking like, oh, oh maybe shit. this is the TV oh, cabling. No. But what could it? The power's still here, though. Yeah. Still got power. That boom would have been a power, though. You would think. Like some... Random wires like connecting to each other aren't going to make a boom. No. Power, though, Mm -hmm. would make boom. Yes. Mitch just came out of his hole, too, so it wasn't him falling off the roof. All right, Mitt. Thank you, Mitt. Happy to hear you're okay. All right. Happy to hear you're okay, Mitt. (laughs) Speaking of Mitt, if you want to call us, who knows if that works right now, you can call the Five Energy phone line. 1-833-432-3663 or 1-833-4-DEADOME. That's the Thunderdome we're in right now. I truly wonder what just happened there. AJ, you could hear that? Oh, yeah, I heard it. I, I It sounded like something fell off the desk that was big. Yeah, it was almost like you know when you lean a massive piece of wood against a house and then it slides down oh, one time, side man. or the other side? That's the sound of me. It sounded like a shotgun. Someone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Let's quit sugarcoating this, okay? <laughs> go do, a, go do a lap around the perimeter, Diggs. Go check it out. Was it the satellite? Well, my well, fucking firearm's in my car, so I'm going to need someone to cover me until I get out there. I, I don't understand why these TVs just stopped doing what they were doing, but if you want to go saddle that horse tone and check the perimeter, we'd I be might. very thankful. Please wow. send a camera. Send a, someone a video of that. That please. was bad. We do have cameras everywhere, but I, I fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I fear with what I'm seeing here. It's, it's snowing again? It is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is this thing third soft? Third There'll winter. be some sort of interference with uh, DirecTV because, you know, if someone sneezes within 10 miles of those, the fucking dishes go out for, you know, 15 minutes. Yeah. I don't think we have that, do we? Wait, oh, is Jimmy, what was is the, Jimmy the oldest quarterback? Count out so who, who are the Colts going to get if the oldest quarterback available is gone? <laughs> I think Ursay might suit up. I think he's been thinking about giving maybe, it a chance. Maybe kick the tires on Phil Rivers again. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe just run it back with Matt oh. Ryan. Give him 40 mil and just let the guy sling it. Nick just told me to look at my phone. There ain't nothing on the phone. What, what, what <laughs> Jimmy you, G. Terms. 
Yeah, dude, we got no power. Somebody just died. What are we? What are we even? <laughs> I thought the show's still going on. Literally, he was he was over. On, he was in the back going like this, and I'm like, okay, got to be an answer for whatever the fuck oh, just happened. Oh, we're back. We're back. back. Hey, hey. Oh, all right, we got comp update for Jimmy G oh, being. A brand new Raider. The Raiders are giving former 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo a three-year, $67.5 million deal, including $34 million guaranteed per source. Congratulations, Jimmy G. Getting another 34 mil. They win, which is what Jimmy G does. That goes up to $67.5 million. That's a lot of money to Jimmy G. Congratulations to him. Remember, he was obviously with the Patriots, backed up to Tom Brady. Then he gets traded to the Niners, and as soon as he gets there, they win. That's all they do. They were a bad, bad football team. Jimmy G gets there middle of the season, late end of the season. They just win, just all the way out. Then the next year, they win, go to the Super Bowl. Misses one throw. Emmanuel Sanders. One throw. One throw. Then it leads to speculation. Is this the quarterback of the future, this guy? Maybe that's why he was the backup. That literally starts happening, even though all he did was win whenever he was playing quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. He gets hurt a couple different times. They stink whenever he's hurt. The Niners decide to seemingly move on and trade all the way up to get Trey Lance. Trey Lance situation becomes what it is where he gets hurt. They bring Jimmy G back now. He's back home with McDaniels, getting potentially $67.5 million if they win probably five straight Super Bowls or three straight <laughs> Super Bowls or whatever, but I'm happy for Jimmy G. This is a good ending for him, and I hate the fact that you have a conversation with a team that maybe needed a quarterback like a week ago. You go, Jimmy G could be great. Jimmy G, what? They think he stinks, and I guess like if you look at his numbers, there's a valid argument for that whenever you compare it to everybody else. What is it about him that just makes him win all the time? I like winners, and that's what he does. Why is he good, and what do you think this is for him and the Raiders long term? I mean, it's, it's, it feels a little bit like Brock Purdy. What does Brock Purdy do? Whatever that it factor these guys have, yeah, they're, they're stats. You can try to compare them yeah. to other people, but they, they win, and they make everybody around them better players, and that's something you can't really measure. You can't put a stat to it, but it's a real thing, and I think when the quarterback is that guy and everyone feels that, it, you're going to win more games, and I think Jimmy G's that guy. And if he has 34 guaranteed, oh, oh, oh. Somebody else is getting paid. Former Chiefs right tackle Andrew Wiley plans to sign a three-year, $24 million deal with the Washington Commanders reuniting him with Eric Bieniemy. Wiley started 59 games in five years for Kansas City and had the game of his life in the Super Bowl against Philadelphia. Now he gets a $24 million payday. I assume we don't know the guarantees. That is the guarantee. We don't know how Ari Mirov reports these. Yeah, no. not sure. We don't know because different reporters report things differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't know what the $24 million is, if it's guaranteed or if they're going to cut into that. But congrats to Mr. Wiley. Yeah. Wiley. Oh, Andy. D, but another offensive lineman getting money here on the first day of uh, tampering period. Yeah, more trenches. I, I, I would expect they got to be more than 324. We'll see when the real numbers come out. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, get another, get another guy in the trenches paid. But uh, going back to Jimmy G, kind of yes. what AJ said. I feel like he is a good teammate. You've always heard that. And I feel like he's a good good player, especially in that short, intermediate window. Oh, pretty yeah. accurate. The biggest thing with him, just like Tool right now, is health. Can can you keep him upright? Can he stay healthy for a full season? I'm sure a lot of his um, you know, those incentives have a bunch of, you know, per game bonuses mm-hmm. tied in there. But he's going into a system, like you said, he doesn't have to relearn. He got great weapons around him. Can the yeah. O-line protect them, and then you have a run game to lean on? What a benefit that is not to have to relearn all that shit. Just yeah. think in your life right Big. now, uh-huh. having to stare something down and be like, 
all right, I got to digest all this. Even if you forget it for a time period, you're not around it for a while. At least the baselines there, the foundations. Oh, I re- a lot of. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Oh, I remember. And then you go into that. That's a daunting task. I think that is something that people sign up for whenever they sign up for these contracts and don't really think about while you're signing the contract. And then you got to do it, and it's like, damn, I forgot what <laughs> learning. Like learning is a. It's a commitment type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to be all in. Jimmy G walks into a spot he already knows, AJ. We take it for granted, I think. The fact that, oh, these guys are all elite performers. They're high performers. They're, they're just going to digest this in one day and figure it out. Like, no, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. And when you can step in and, and learn a new playbook, it just how many hundreds of hours of preparation do you have mm-hmm. to be able to take your, that first snap, the first game, when you do have a new scheme like that? Any scheme, really. But the quarterback, too, like, you can't just learn your job. You have to know what all ten, the 10 other guys are doing at the same time on every single play, too. That's what makes that position a lot different. Yeah, people in their first Texans. year, people in their first year, even Aaron in LaFleur's first year, mm-hmm. right? Your natural yeah. instinct is to do something different because in a previous scheme, whenever this happens, you do this. And if with this new and one... You've been like, doing for, with your old scheme, how long was he with McCarthy? 12 years? I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Like You've been doing that with this guy in your headset for that long, and then all of a sudden everything's different. He always describes it as like the West Coast offense versus like, he said it's like a painting, you know? Like things are happening for a reason. When you do this, this is happening. And it's like, you know, it's a little bit more. He said this new offense, like you just, th- you do this. That and guy's going to motion everywhere. Remember he said, I asked Matt, can we just run one play without pre-snap motion, please? <laughs> That's funny to think about because he's like old school almost, it sounds like, when yeah. it comes to an offense. With Hackett being over there, we just assume that if he was to go to the Jets, which, hey, what's he, is he? Any update? I don't know. If nothing, nothing's come across the wire. Uh, Rappaport doesn't have it. What about Another your wire? They, they better yeah. hope. They better hope because they wanted a veteran quarterback. And guess what? They're all gone now if Aaron doesn't go. Derek Carr, New Orleans Bakes. Saints. Baker's, Baker's getting some heat. Oh, I guess Baker. Baker allegedly was going to be signed to the Buccaneers by now mm-hmm. today yep. uh, is what the conversation was uh, this morning. If I was reading it all right, uh, Ian Rappaport reported this morning that the Bucs were expected to target ex-Rams quarterback Baker Mayfield as a potential starting quarterback option per Ian and Garofalo. This could be competition for Kyle Trask, their former second-round pick, who the team likes a lot as TB plots life without Tom Brady. When free agency begins, the Bucks are expected to target. And then he was allegedly going somewhere else, too. Where was it? Raiders? Texans? Uh, I thought it was the Rams and Niners who were both considered. Oh, yeah, the Rams because McVay and Jordan, but they still got Stafford. No, there was somebody else that was in contention, I think, from what I remember. Well, you got to assume Atlanta's in on it, right? Why wouldn't they, oh, they be? Don't. Especially if yeah. you know Tampa's looking, why wouldn't Atlanta? And also with that statement, guess what? Tampa isn't high on Kyle Trask. They're thinking about bringing in <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Just no, I think the contract, remember, in everything's fake. Yeah. Yes. But on the internet, there were some reports of him being like a $10 million a year contract or something like that. Like, Baker Mayfield's going to agree to a $10 million a year contract if there's what? three teams involved. I don't, I don't know. With how he played yeah. with the Rams last year, he was kind of reinvigorated almost. I mean, what, he, he was he looking played, like. He played. Oh, and I was high on Baker Mayfield coming into the year with Carolina, but he, I mean. It was it was ugly last year for the the a large chunk of it. What about for the Rams? <laughs> the Rams. He, he that first game, the, the that Thursday, first game for the Rams. Yeah, you know? the Thursday first night game. game. Yeah, first game special. You know, just numb out there slinging the Packers it. Too. But I mean, you, you know, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Whoa, Darius, this is a different tune. Oh, I mean, you learned a you lot. Know, you watch you watch film. You you, you 
Shit, shit, your opinion changed. They should, at least. Some people keep the same opinion about people or keep screaming it, regardless of what the tape tells them. But That is true, isn't it? Mm. Hey, that happens. Sometimes it changes. Who are you talking about? We don't like that that happens. You don't have yeah, to call who? anybody by name. No, I'm not thinking. Well, AJ certainly wanted to hear it. Did you hear him? I did, too. Darius, thank you for being Thank you for having some coos. <laughs> Darius said, I'm not saying AJ, so who? 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 Let me hear it. Bag alert. Uh, the Bills have agreed to terms with Guard. Another one. Connor McGovern on a three-year, $23 million deal. Source says former third-round pick of the Cowboys is heading to Buffalo. This means 50% of the Connor McGovern's available in free agency have agreed. Okay. 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 <laughs> There's 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 two of them? Yeah, I do believe there is, certainly, wow. if we start putting the math together. Um, this is another interior offensive lineman getting paid. This is, I think, a sign of the times. Congratulations to Connor McGovern. Yeah. A.J. Hall. You know what's weird, though? Because this is the legal tampering period, none of these guys can sign until Wednesday at what mm-hmm. time? Four. Four. Yeah, 401. So could Technically, these could some mm-hmm. of these could fall out, right? They're just a, this is just a we agree to terms. Do I remember... Has that happened? Does it ever happen? Yeah, does it happen? Because another team could come in and try to swipe. I remember something. Was it Demarcus Lawrence last year? Oh. Had a deal with. No, it was Randy Gregory. Uh, Gregory. Sorry, Randy Gregory. Gregory. Yeah, yeah, he had a deal. With it was the on Cowboys. like a Monday, right? Deal. Yeah. Cowboys, yeah. and then went to the yeah. Denver. Then went to Denver. Yeah. Oh, so this is almost like an open recruiting phase. Yeah. What if someone sees it? Like, what if a team sees a deal out there and you're like, "Hey, we we don't mind paying the dude that much. We'll give him a, we'll give him ten bucks more. A little bit more. A little <laughs> bit of a. How about that? Mm-hmm. Then the agent. That's a bad bad look on the agent, right? Yeah. Bad look on them. Yeah. Unless you got a better deal. Team, too, would be in an interesting spot. But we know that owners have said, so what? Yeah, <laughs> we don't care. You know what I mean? That is literally what owners have said. Are you guys not going to do business with us anymore? Oh, uh, okay. All right. Okay. That's what I thought. Let's move on. See you. Yeah, fucked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Face this kid. What do you want? Sorry. <laughs> you try being me real quick. We stink. Like, that it kind of happens in the NFL. You know, people lie. All the time. Yeah. That's why the Lamar Jackson deal that is imminent mm-hmm. is exciting to think about because there's going to be somebody that goes, so what? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Well, Haslam's allowed to do it. I'm not allowed to do it. I got to play him. I got to play this guy potentially if we got to do it. I think some team's going to pay Lamar. I honestly believe that. And I do th- like the f- the thought of teams hearing what's agreed to and being like, <laughs> we can double that, bro. Easy. Get mm-hmm. out of that deal. I need you to not sign to the school. Need you to give a verbal commitment. Let's public that thing and then let's start negotiating a little bit. That would be a, a fascinating business play. That would make these three days a lot a lot more exciting. A lot more entertaining. All of a sudden, the Arizona <laughs> oh. Cardinals have said, that's a terrible deal. And have offered them double what the other... That would be like auctioneer. Now we got your money. money, money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey! That would be a fantastic... Like the Colts. Bag alert. Wow. <laughs> Miami is giving former quarterback for the Jets, Mike White, a two-year deal worth up to $16 million per source. Mike White had that incredible run for the New York Jets. Mike fucking White was the shirt that some players were yeah. wearing. Mm-hmm. Mike White was the chant that was going on in the locker room while Zach Wilson was supposed to be the face of the franchise. He brought them plenty of joy. Jets fans loved Mike White. We thought we were potentially in the Mike White era a couple different times for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Now, the Miami Dolphins say, we fucking need you, bud. Mm-hmm. Right now. And the Jets say, get the fuck out. 
I guess. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I yes. love this move, though. A little tour insurance. You yeah. Know, coming yeah. back home. Uh, and obviously, Mike White is showing he's not, you know, scared to step up and, and, and play in a big moment. So, like this move for Miami. What'd you say, AJ? I think it's a good move, too. Mike White, for him, he knows, hey, we know Tua's missed some games in the past. So, if I do get thrust into the lineup, I have a great team around me, too, and a yep. coach. That is, is good for quarterbacks, so I think it's a good move for Mike White. So this is like when Hasselbeck came to the Colts, okay? Mm-hmm. We had Andrew Luck, obviously, and a veteran quarterback was like the perfect situation. If Andrew gets hurt, which Andrew was so freaking tough, so tough. Dog. Got hit so much. But if he gets hurt because the style in which he plays and we play, we need a good backup was the decision that they made. They bring in Matt Hasselbeck. That was the first time he was a backup quarterback. So he had to, like, come to grips with being a backup quarterback, he told us one time coming on the show. It was like, I got to the stage of my career where I was like, all right, it's my time. I am now a backup quarterback. I'm going to help the next generation. Mike White, like, already been a backup. Yeah. Doesn't have to make the switch to be – and he's proven that he can play great football, just like Hasselbeck proved that he can play some great football. Feels like a great signing. Yeah. If you're the, oh, yeah. That, that feels like an incredible mm-hmm. piece of insurance that can get you through a third or fourth quarter of a very important game mm-hmm. if something pops off late. He's proven that he's got the moxie to step in there. He already has the mentality of coming off the bench. He knows what it's like to be there, to have to cater to other people. It's a decent money too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It said, up to, it said two years up to sixteen mil. So that yeah. who knows Arson. what the the guaranteed is. Obviously, if he does play and he makes plays, he'll get more money. He can yeah. earn sixteen, but they're not on the hook for sixteen. It's great signing. I like this. Yeah, we just saw Stidham get two years ten, so it's probably what two years ten up to sixteen. But yeah, as a Patriots fan, now you're scared of the Dolphins because Tua, the whole entire thing, even with Ramsey yesterday, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, they have Tua, though, so who knows if Tua plays you know, two games yeah. or 16 games. Now that they have Mike White, look out. I, I would he can make the throws. Oh, yeah, and, he can. And he like you scared. said, it's Mike fucking White. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he rallies the troops. Yeah, He's also a tough son of a bitch. You yes. don't have to worry about that guy missing games. I mean, last year he got fucking sawed in half. Yeah. He went to 12 doctors to get cleared. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it was out of a movie. Right. Was it was a tough guy movie. Chopped him down. Mike White was living. The... Thought of the Dolphins having a guy, though, that just pops in on a track championship, just like, yeah, I'm racing, I decided, and then wins by 30 yards on a 60-yard dash. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be – that's something you should be scared of. Mm -hmm. Just need a quarterback that can get the ball to this fucking guy on the far left lane. I mean, how the fuck is this the Nationals? It's, it's not. It's not. They can say that. Who's on the, insta- who's on the inside? It's no, it's exactly. lane two. Lane two, AJ. Let's watch that from the beginning. We, these guys got dogged by an NFL guy. Okay, so We are proud. We are very proud of the NFL having guys like this that can just drop in in Louisville. We are this. All right, listen. I'm not a track expert, okay? Nobody. I've never... I've never done the track, okay? So it's not like I'm a track expert or anything like sure. that. Mm-hmm. But I've seen some fast motherfuckers run a lot. Yep. For a lot of money in a lot of different situations. If this is what we're relying upon to, to fill our Olympic roster. Uh-oh. I hope not. We are fucked, okay? It's not. And I, this guy, right, go back, go back. This guy's in the finals. <laughs> this guy's. How? Look at this guy. Oh, what are these guys? He goes sideways. Go back. <laughs> Go back. This this can't happen. Not in the championship. He goes sideways. No way. This what's this guy? No, Frank. What what are we doing? 
This guy's kidding me. No, 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 mm. no, 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 no. Dude, this is a 60 yard dash. They're not in the screen. That's not real. They would have caught him. They'd have kept, if, if it was 80 yards, they would have caught him for sure. Yeah, dude. 70% of the combine would have won this race. Yes. Bro, we're no experts, but we've watched the 40s. Yeah. This I don't know how this guy even makes Somebody should have told him to quit. Lanes one and two are running like they shit their pants right out of the blocks. Yeah. <laughs> they need to do they need to do cross country. Two needs two and yeah. one. Run the fifteen hundred. Yeah. What are we doing? Jeez Louise, dude. That's a bad look for tra- I mean, I understand how be. fast Tyreek is. That's a fucking terrible look. For track. Terrible. Mm-hmm. For track. You know who else? You know who else is a bad look for? And I don't want to pile on to the Olympic sports because we fucking love the Olympics. Yeah. Love, love them. We love the Olympics so much that we actually have these opinions because we watch the Olympics. Yeah. Come for pairs. We said if we had a four-by-one team, in the, I think we would do pretty good <laughs> in the Olympics. We've, okay. we've said that. We have said that a lot. We get attacked, bro. I, dis- I disagree with that. We Okay, okay, boom. I get attacked. I get attacked. I get attacked. I get attacked. I get killed. I get killed. I get killed. This handball sport <laughs> pops up. That's right. Of course. We love it, watching it. I'm like, if the NFL quarterbacks and a couple athletes that we have on in the NFL rosters mm-hmm. were to take one year and they did nothing else but play fucking handball. Every day of their lives. Hey, listen, you COVID again. You can't leave unless you're going to play handball. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do all day. We'd win the gold bang. Every single, I think every single tournament we would win. I think that whole thing. I get murdered, these handball people. You don't understand the intricacies. It's not just a sport that you can pick up or whatever. I'm getting killed. I'm getting killed. I'm getting killed. And I'm like, maybe you guys are right. Then I see this happen. <laughs> okay. Hey, J- hey Olympic well, sports, well, well. I see what you guys are doing. We have dogs in our league, dude. Tyreek beat that guy by 20 yards in a 60-yard dash, and that was a finals USA track and field in there. What the fuck are we doing over there? Are these college kids or what? What is this? So I just did some research into it. Uh, To qualify for this national championship, all you have to do is pay a coach (laughs) that is qualified with this track. The track meet. Oh Jesus! This is for games. It's got. Come on now. Then you can't call it the fucking USA, USA track, track and field, field finals. Yeah. Masters finals. You got official looking folks out there too, Red Jack. Look at those dudes. They look like they're the real dude. The guys wearing sweatpants in lane one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the fuck are we doing? First, they grabbed though. five slobs out of the stands who were just drinking beer and eating hot dogs. Come hey, you want to fucking race? Oh. Is Hill? this like a pink slips thing? Yeah. Uh, who, got, who just shows the best up? The part is Tyreek Hill's the tallest of them by far. How tall is Tyreek? Yeah. Five, nine. Uh, Hold on, though. Now, we did a little bit more research earlier. What was it? 43 high schoolers have a better 60-yard dash yeah. in America or something like that? At the time, wouldn't it that says top 200. Yeah. So maybe, I'm once again, I'm wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> we can't beat them. But still great race by Tyreek. I mean, still, he won. It was a good internet moment for yeah. my... my <laughs> mm-hmm. Former Jaguars offensive Ooh, tackle Jawan Taylor reached an agreement on a four-year deal worth $80 million, including $60 million actually going to him Jeez. with the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. per sources. Deal negotiated and confirmed by Drew Rosenhouse and Bob Bailey. Ooh. Drew's working with numerous people today. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got a deal, let me come in and help you out. You got a deal, let me come in and help you out. That's Drew Rosenhouse. I'm in a fucking sports center commercial. Been doing business a long time. Billions and billions of dollars probably negotiated with the NFL. Not a bad person to get in if you're looking for a couple hundred million dollar deal right now and not represented. Yep. You know, think about something it. to think about. Something to think about. Something to think about. Uh, but is this left or right? 
Because Orlando Brown, right? So in uh, 19, 20, and 21, he played right, but Wiley would just was their right tackle, and he went to the Commanders, so they need a right tackle and a left tackle. Yeah, Orlando Brown is a free agent right now. Yeah, yeah if they're spending that much on a right tackle, do they have enough for the left? That's kind of what I was thinking as soon as I was reading that. I don't know what goal. he played last year. I thought he played just, right because they tagged Cam Robinson Jr. Yeah, to true. play left. What Orlando? That's a good fucking dude. Is Orlando yes. unrestricted free yeah. agent? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah the tag uh, last how year. They, how do they keep him then? Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. Do. Yeah. I don't He's think it's gone. possible. They are um, coming to Colts. Too. Yeah. Which is there's been some trade cool. rumors with the Chiefs in the last couple minutes, but uh, just rumors. Just rumors. What's that? For who? Tunsil. I saw it. Oh, oh baby. How baby. much is Tunsil's cap hit? Oh, probably a good bit. I thought he uh, he's 23 a year. So the Chiefs, just so we get this right, the Kansas City fucking Chiefs <laughs> just won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to get Laramie Tunsil at left tackle? His, uh, and this shit. Jawan Taylor? His cap is listed at 35. And they're probably going to trade for D-Hop. But they can read. And how does – how? Why does Bullshit. that – Why does that it happen? It's not fair. I mean – It's not fair. I'm sick of it. They got rookie contracts. So. This is why they got people robbing banks to get to their games. That's right. Yeah. See it's Super Bowl. Could you? I heard he was able to make a family trip. I heard. <laughs> we don't know. We did not know if the wolf, who was also a bank robber, made it to the Super Bowl to watch his boys win a Super Bowl. We do know that he spent some time in jail because mm-hmm. he's sure certainly scared the shit out of some people. But the Chiefs are always trying to get better. Veach is a dog, bro. Mm -hmm. He was on the show a couple weeks ago. Just the way they view the whole operation and what they need to do, how they need to do it. We got Patrick Mahomes right now, okay? They don't. We do. Let's Just like Joe Burrow said, my window is my whole career. Everybody that's ever watched Patrick Mahomes play (laughs) knows that his window is his entire fucking career. He was tossed into GOAT conversations after like his third year in the NFL. Oh, this guy's like greatest of all time. And then he hasn't come down from that (laughs) at all. Like, it's just like, yeah, he's being talked about. Not even talked about with current quarterbacks, really. Mm -mm. He's always compared to people that are now retired. That's who Patrick Mahomes is compared to. And Veach over there goes, we got to take advantage of this. And they do. They are not scared at all to fucking turn over and get the team better and better and better. They lose Tyreek. The offense somehow gets better. They trade for the next Tyreek Hill. He has a massive punt return Mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl that helps them win the game. They draft a guy in the seventh round who turns out to be the fucking hardest running running back in the NFL. It seems like they can do no wrong over there in Kansas City. It seems like he has no ego when it comes, like you see some of these GMs who it's kind of like they have their guys, whether they draft them themselves or like they bring in a guy in free agency and you can maybe tell like, Hey, this isn't working out anymore for whatever reason. Like, this guy, he just needs a fresh start. He needs to go elsewhere. But they don't do it because, like, their legacy is kind of tied with those guys. Seems like he has no ego. He's like, hey, listen, yeah, we won the Super Bowl. We need to get better. So, like, it it doesn't matter. I don't have guys that I need to keep here because I brought them in. Like, it, this is all about winning. It's all about the team. We have a massive window, and I'm going to do whatever I can to capitalize on that. And I don't know how, but for the players, I see, it seems like they always – put together great fucking deals, too. This is a four-year deal with 75% of the money guaranteed. We just saw another $80 million deal with only 40 guaranteed. Right. This one was 60 guaranteed. Like, Hargrave was man. there. Yeah. Yeah, Hargrave, yeah, fucking damn near all pro. Should have been all pro last year, but good deal. Right tackle at that? Good money. Yeah. And then Laramie Tunzel's coming in? 
It m- like, might be. Yeah. Allegedly? Allegedly? When Rap Sheet tweeted the news of Jawan Taylor, he quote tweeted it and said the Chiefs are moving on from Orlando Brown. I don't know if that's pundit rap or if that's... No, that would be because of that deal, yeah. but yeah. That, then Laramie Tunzel's able to come in, so they got to have some yeah. money. Yeah, they, or they or still is he can... going to left? He's going to left and you bring in a right, someone else to play right. Yeah, because they well, just lost Wiley. Well, like the reason they can do this is what they had five guys in the secondary who are rookies who were starting, and then their center, their guard, running backs, a starter. Like they don't have many huge deals on the roster They're aside not from yeah, yeah, Chris Jones, Kelsey, and Mahomes. And Kelsey and Mahomes have already showed, hey, we'll re- restructure our deal every damn year if we have to. Wow, Chiefs! Congratulations! <laughs> it has to be so much fun to be a fan of. Unreal. Yeah. Laramie Tunzel put out a tweet that said LMAO man. Yeah. When there was just a bunch of like speculation that he was going to get traded today, I think, is why he he said that. He's very good at the football, right? Yeah, yes. why would he I, I feel as though he'd be pumped because he uh, yep. every good team is going to want him and he's not on the worst team in the league. He probably renegotiate the deal as soon as he gets to wherever he yep. gets to. Gets money right up front too, signing bonus, here you go. Yep. Kick the can down the road. If you're an NFL team, don't let the fucking Chiefs get this guy. Please. This is like when the <laughs> Patriots were doing their thing. Yeah, yes. please. When somebody would end up at the Patriots, it's like, who? Randy Moss? Mm-hmm. Is oh, where? For a fourth-round hey, pick? Come oh, on, dude. Okay. What are we doing? Okay. How's he good enough to be for fucking Patriots, but he's not good enough to be on our team? What the fuck? What are we even? Oh, he only caught 20 touchdowns the next year. Okay. No, he's washed. He's washed. Mm-hmm. Oh, Darrell uh, Revis? Oh. Like, oh, we can't. Oh, he's commanding too much money. Then he goes up to New England, and one Bill's year. like, you got 25 fucking million, dude, wherever you want. Yeah. Fuck it. You want more? Are one, you surprised in Jalen's deal? In Jalen getting, uh, and they didn't, like, what they had to trade to get Jalen? Jalen. Third, third rounder? Jalen Ramsey. Sorry, like a third round pick? What oh, was it? A tight end, I think. Yeah, a player and a third rounder, but they're also picking up. His contract, which is like twenty, yeah, took all yeah. of it, twenty five yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. That was a hundred percent a contract yeah. from the Rams side. The fact that they got anything, I think they were probably happy about, just because they needed to move on from the contract because they obviously went all in, and then it did not work. No, other than the year they get a the Super Bowl, Bowl, yes, and it's not sustained at all. Same players playing though, right? Which was kind of surprised all of us. Mm-hmm. I was let, I was let down by that Rams team. <laughs> A little bit. I right, was right off the bat. Yeah, week they one, sold, they sold his soul for that uh, for that bowl. Now they got to just. Stafford was hurt. He just didn't stay healthy. Yeah, Stafford yeah. was hurt. Yeah, but Aaron even Donald that, was hurt. Aaron Donald banged the Cooper Cup. Cooper the Cup was hurt. Offensive yeah. player of the year. Yeah, hurt. but yeah. remember, one. beginning of the can year, happen quick, yeah. man. Yeah. It can happen quick. Killed. Beginning of the year, they had a lot of people healthy, and they did kind of look like shit from the jump. Thirty-one to ten. Terrible. The line was bad. Oh yeah. Big whip. I was disappointed. I lost a lot of money early on that Rams team. <laughs> a lot. Because I like, hey, you're great. Hell yeah. You're going to continue to be great. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's why you got fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, I'm betting on you just continuing to be you. Keep Good luck going. out there. <laughs> they did not, bro. Not that offensive line, you're right. That was the problem. Yeah. Whitworth retires. Yeah. Goes to Amazon, does a great job. Great job. Great job. Has that hoodie underneath the fucking suit every week. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Just look. kills it over there. And then their offensive line just doesn't know how to play football. Nope. Right? Is that what happened? Yeah, basically. Alan got Robinson. Stafford killed. Yeah, Allen Robinson stunk. Targets. It was a cam yeah. maker. Stunk. He, I don't good. even think he got a ball thrown no. down. But in the offseason. What are they going to look like this stick. year? Oh, they're going to be bad. Yeah. No, yeah. Stafford's still playing. Is he? <laughs> got a fucking paper clip holding his neck together. Jesus. It does seem like he's in an interesting <laughs> spot. Very much yeah. so. Especially for when you hear AQ talk about it. The paperclip is a little thin, isn't it? That's why, that's that's why it's a real problem. It feel safe. <laughs> yeah, it's a little thin. Well, when are they picking in the first round? 
Who? They're not. Oh, they're not. 2027? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why they're doing that is because you weren't allowed to give any more yep. first in the future away. Uh, their right. Lions got their pick at like number five, whatever yep. the fuck you're at. Hey, and they have six. The, they, they won have, a Super Bowl. Yeah, they got a, they got a, they won got a Super Bowl. Bar. They won a Super Bowl. That was a hell of a year. Yeah, most, most dead cap by like $20 million in the league this year. So that's the thing about the cheating on the, uh, the salary cap. Yep. Is if your guys that you still have on the team don't play good, you're fucked. You are screwed. You, if everybody plays good that you give and, and stays healthy, that's the biggest thing too. Mm -hmm. Yes, plays and plays good. Sorry, I got to say that. Plays and plays good. You're in a good spot. Mm -hmm. But if gets hurt or doesn't play for whatever reason as good as normal because everybody else around them potentially stinks, then you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. Then you're completely fucked. Yeah, kind of like the Colts. Yeah. yeah, boom. There it is. We're fucked, bro. Yep. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. We're, I got faith. Yeah. Who's going to be a quarterback? I promised myself that I was going to remain positive this yeah. weekend. And then right. first time I got a chance to address it, we're fucked. I don't – you know, with the Carolina <laughs> Panthers making the trade that they made to the Chicago yep. Bears, like, first of all, I think Ryan Pohl has made a great deal. He gets another wide receiver. You got Chase Claypool over there. You got – Darnell Mooney. Mooney. Mooney is a dog. Cole Komet. Yeah, mm. and Justin Fields is a legit threat on the ground. Even yeah. in losing efforts, he would have 80, 90 yards on the ground. And we've seen a lot of success in that style of offense as of late. So good pick up there. A first this year, first next year, pick number 61. It's just like, um, I think it was also a good move for Carolina. As somebody who's sitting on a, in a fan base that doesn't have a quarterback, Carolina getting to one, having whatever they want to do, all available, that has to be a much better feeling than we have sitting at four with no quarterback yeah. and a lot of money everywhere else on the roster. Mm. You know? So like I don't if, know. I might feel a little better. If Carolina gets their guy that they think is going to be a fucking – do you even – does the trade it even matter? matter. Does the trade even matter? Nope. Not, a, not, a, not a great supporting cast either. I mean, which, Especially whatever, if you trade away DJ. Which, yeah, yeah, whatever quarterback comes in there. I mean, it, uh, they hit with the left tackle last year. I think the O-line is pretty solid. Decent backs, yeah, but weapons on the outside. Good defense as well. Weapons on the outside. Chosen's available. Yeah, he's available. He could go back. Sure. Stride is the one that uh, his odds jumped. He's minus three hundred to go one. Bet him? No, no, no. So right after the uh, combine, Bryce Young was minus two something to go number one overall. Yeah. And then soon as the Panthers traded up to one, uh, CJ Stroud went to minus three hundred. Yeah. So like. Didn't Frank Reich, didn't it come out? Because Dan Orlovsky, mm -hmm. on the internet, we had to piece some things together. Yep. We had to blues clues some things together. Because mm -hmm. we hadn't followed the rumor mill enough with Dan Orlovsky's head coaching or coaching opportunities. Right. But we knew that he had a couple. We didn't know exactly. Yes. Remember, he said, I was real close with the team because I like where they're at. I like the head coach. I trust mm -hmm. the head coach. I like the setup and everything like that. And I said, where? Where was that? We said, where was that? And he said, it's out there, whatever he moved. That was the Panthers. Yes. Okay. So allegedly that was the Panthers. In that same thing, he said, I love Anthony Richardson. Mm -hmm. Then he? he said, like, mm -hmm. I love everything about Anthony Richardson. Then there's other reports coming out that allegedly, this is all alleged, it's the internet, so who knows what's real and what isn't. Even people that potentially could have an actual source will say stuff that's not right. So we're trying. But allegedly, Frank Reich loves Anthony Richardson. Tapper loves Bryce Young. Yeah. So this is maybe a Chris Ballard, Jim Irsay, you know, mm -hmm. oh. Jim Irsay at the press conference 
that guy in Alabama looks real good, brother. <laughs> and Chris Bauer's like, well, they might trade back too, man. You know what I mean? And yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like That's what Jim Irsay's saying. I wonder if that's true, like how enamored the actual owners are with Bryce Young or everybody's still working at this particular point. And maybe they're leaking that information on purpose because then maybe somebody – because then it was being talked about like – the Panthers could trade out a one if somebody makes them a better offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's so much bullshit out there right now. I would assume they know who they want. Is that not an accurate thought there? To, to jump up and take the number one pick, I would assume, yeah, they're leaning heavy somewhere, but they're still going to go to the pro days and figure it all out over the next month. Because if you didn't, like, I guess you could just fall. To, why would you give up? At, I don't. I mean, they were at nine, so unless, they, unless they're really playing chess and like, all right, we're going to trade up to one. And then we're going to trade back to, to, you know, two, three, four, whatever, because we like multiple quarterbacks and we go recoup some of that draft capital. Um, then it'll make sense. But jumping up to one, giving all that up and not knowing for sure, like, yeah. hey, we're going to take a shot on Anthony Richardson. Let's, let's you know, this Carolina, let's Cam 2.0 or fucking Jalen Hurts, what he just did in Philly. Let's try to recreate that here. Or I, I personally don't see Bryce Young going one. I think it's going to be either CJ or Richardson, in my opinion. Yeah, like CJ's a guy, bro. Watching him go. live down there, oh. yeah, he was fantastic to watch in person, AJ. And I think, obviously, at the semifinals in the national championship, which Ohio State was not a part of, oh, so close, though. Mm-hmm. So, that so, field goal. Marvin so, Harrison stays healthy. That would have been an impossible yeah. if Jackson Smith and Jigba stays healthy, too. Yeah. I mean, did you <laughs> see him healthy. catching huh. balls? He was healthy. Yeah, if it was unbelievable. But a lot of people <laughs> were... Butt. Yep. I'm sorry to cut you off, Pat. Is this the dumbest thing when we just show him run, throw it, go, go, like oh. throw this go route right there? Like, what do you mean? I mean, Pat and go. You can't really tell anything. For, you can't really tell. He's doing Pat and go. That's what you do to warm up. Like, it's not really a thing. No, yeah. no, no. He can do it good, though. You know, he can warm up good. Yeah, throw, throwing these. Now, I think you can get some. That one. Yeah, yeah. yeah right there, routes, yeah. You throwing the receivers you aren't used to, you know, practicing with. It's not like the pro day where it's all scripted. See, that route. guy cut his route very yeah. sharp. Yeah. Yeah, but you're still mm. putting it there. Still yeah. ball. Nice Beautiful ball, ball yeah. Daniel Jeremiah. Like, that ball. I like CJ, man. And then uh, I remember AJ was talking about it a lot in the, during the Peach mm. Bowl about him not using his legs a ton during the season. But you saw in this kind of playoff time, you saw that on display, escaping the pocket, making throws, running. Uh, I personally love CJ. Wish we can get him at the Colts, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I don't think we have a shot at four. Yeah. Is that why the Panthers jumped up, up to one? Because they like two guys, and it was like, hey, we can try to go to the Panthers at or with the Cardinals at three, or we could just trade up to one and know that we're going to get one of the yeah, two Yeah, two guys. is probably going to be tough to get yeah. for a quarterback needy mm-hmm. team, if I had to guess negotiation-wise. The Bears having Justin Fields is an incredible play for the rest of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Poles had, was sitting in a great spot oh, there. Yeah. He took advantage of it. You saw who they were giving credit to over the weekend, Colts though, right? Colts got to move up. To three, right? Yeah, yeah, have to. But if we're going up to three, we have to negotiate against anybody else that's trying to get to three. True. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like we're moving up one spot. It's like we have to be able to present compensation that's the same as whoever else is trying to get to three. But like you were saying, you know, like with where they're at, like are you thinking that, hey, we might we might be in the same spot next year? Like it doesn't matter. You have to find your quarterback. You have to find that guy because – if you do, then it doesn't fucking matter what you give up because then you have your guy for the next 10 to 15 years, hopefully. Like, you can't assume, especially Ballard. It's like, hey, guess what? If the Colts are drafting in the top five again next year, he's going to get fired. Yeah, and Ballard sure. has earned a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, does he potentially – he's been through a lot here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big, <laughs> he's been through time. a lot here in Indy. I don't want to say, like, he will certainly care if he gets fired. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is not a good thing. 
But I'm sure there's been multiple times now where Bar- Ballard thought he was getting fired. I'm not just fucking retire. No, no, not retire. <laughs> I assume he maybe, but tough for you. I assume he knew that he. I, yeah. He probably thought he was a when when Wright got fired, a lame got duck fired, yeah. a couple different times. You know, through his, mm-hmm. this entire tenure. So I'm sure he stared down that thought before. So I'm not 100 sure that's necessarily going to change how he views things. And Jim Mercy said he has all the faith in the world in Chris Ballard. But if this doesn't work, we all know. We all know how it's going to go. Remember last time it played out too. These quarterbacks was a one two. What if three? he likes Will? You said right. You what said if he likes? What if he likes Will? And then what if these those guys up there don't take quarterbacks? You know, Will Anderson or one of these other guys go. Well, Houston the last would have time, to do that, but then we or not Houston. Um, Cardinals. Arizona. Ca- Arizona would have to do that at three. But we're assuming that there's a chance that somebody quarterback needy is going to get excited and be able to trade to three. Have to. Like the Lions, for instance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just Falcons. Make- well, no. Tall. Yeah, Remember, every, Everybody yeah. thought. Anybody. Like Lawrence, this. Wilson, Lance, that draft. Is Tannehill still on the roster? I don't know. Now You're the- saying these guys potentially stink? I mean, it's always that's always a chance. But, I mean, it's just not a lock that it goes one, two, three, four quarterbacks off the board. Well, I agree, but the the fucking it's a, we're in a weird world right yeah, now. True. Now that, I mean we're in a whole different world right this now. This will be a fun draft, honestly. I, I think, think so too. Be. Draft spectacular, by the way. Let's go. Here we yeah. go. Hey, let's get excited. <laughs> let's get excited Kansas for the City. draft spectacular. Okay. Hell yeah, let's take a break because we're we're on the uh oh, we're not we're in the hole almost. Uh we're on deck. Hmm, probably in the hole for March Madness. When's it start? Uh, technically tomorrow. Oh, so we're on deck. 16, 16 games are on Thursday. We got two playing games tomorrow. One of which you can, you know, it's the sixteen seeds. We are on the eve of March Madness. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the Ides of March. Let's go. Are damn near upon us. Mm-hmm. That too. Brute. Yep. That too. Brute. Hey. Okay. We're right. cultured. People don't know that. Mm-hmm. Reese Davis, the voice of College Game Day, both football and basketball, will join us on the other side to give us all the talking points. About this March Madness that we definitely know about. Oh, sure. Definitely know about. So Reese Davis will be on the other side with some March Madness, you know, betting tips. We're having another bracket bonanza if you'd like to join us. Come on. We have not set it up yet. As soon as we will, we will let you know. We know it should have been set up already. There's a lot to go into it. There's a lot that goes into it. We'll be all right. Like, what are we giving away? We gave away a Bitcoin a couple years ago. Well, sorry. Whoops. We almost hurt some people. Yeah, you you don't. Hold it. Hold it. D-butt. Yeah, D-butt is just yeah, still... Might as well hold it now. Hold it. What's the point of giving it up now? Agreed. Now is not the time. Probably not huh? going down to zero. What is that? Right? So are you banking with Silicon Valley Bank, too? Well, I mean, actually... Hey, that's a real deal. It was a good... Not huge. Bitcoin actually bounced a little bit since that whole fiasco because they showed their stability in the volatility in the crypto world as being the only true stable coin. But... It's not financial advice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. right. That is not advice. (laughs) By the dip, by the dip. No, 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 no. (laughs) You got it. You got it. Keep it. I'm not telling you to buy it. That SVP thing happened. Wow. Like in our world, it entered our world with somebody that we we do we do business with on their side. They're in a they're in a bind. Yeah, they're so fucked. They are in quite a bind. It's interesting. This is everybody's world. Sorry, buy gold, okay? Gold Not ain't my going world. nowhere. Oh, deep, but that sounds like a very deep thought. It, it, Why is it in everybody's world? In everybody's world. I don't think it's in mine. Yeah. You talking recession in general, or are you just talking bank? Whoa, 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 Sorry. What, are you walking right up to a craps table? Seven, 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 seven. What was that all about? No, I mean, it's a conversation. We got March Madness coming up. You're damn right. We're not the people to have it, but this guy does do a little finance. He, like, sits in on stuff. 
So you saying it's in everybody's world. I was excited to hear if there was a very zoomed out, high level sentence of what that means. What does that mean? I mean, I feel like banking, as which obviously is huge, it's in everybody's world. I was well, most of our world. Um, you just came in. You know, FDIC is insured up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That bank that crashed, only three percent of their deposits were two fifty and under. So Yikes. the government had to step in and basically backstop it, so that it's not a tri- trickle down effect for all the banks. And there still will be some. Somebody had three billion with them. Someone had three bill yep. with them. Wow. Some company. I lost all that. <laughs> <laughs> Ten losses, Ferrari. <laughs> Thanks for letting me borrow it that one time. No problem. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll continue to do exactly what we did yesterday. There you go. We'll probably do tomorrow. That's right. We're just going to keep living, huh? <laughs> yeah. Just right. keep living. That's all you can do. Keep Good living. Days, baby. A couple punters got signed to some deals. Sam Martin signed back with the Buffalo Bills. Congrats to Sam Payne. And 10 years he's played. Proud of him out of App State. Damn. Loved watching his game grow and him as a human. And then also congrats to Bradley Pinion, who just re-signed with the Falcons for like $8.65 million or something. There you go. Uh, Congratulations to Pinion for the brand. Guys getting paid. I'm happy for them. I hope they continue to bomb balls and make all the cash. Speaking of making all the cash, this guy's on TV all year round. Right. Not just during football season as the face of college game day. The man who hosts every single Saturday morning live from a college town's parking lot normally. In a beautiful fashion, looking wildly dapper. Yes. Best fits. Wildly fucking dapper. Mm-hmm. The custom suits that are pieced together are certifiably fine, for oh, sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's a stud in basketball as well. His college game day for college basketball. Obviously, March Madness tips off tomorrow. We are on the eve of it. Ladies and gentlemen, the legend, Reese Davis. Yeah. What's up, pal? It is good to see you guys, man. Uh, you guys are killing it, as always. Pat, you've been traveling all over the place. AJ, I don't see where you go. Where, where have, you, have you been traveling to or not? No, I, I went out with the boys out uh, doing some college football, but that's about it. I stay in Ohio when, uh, when I'm not. Nope, that's not true, yeah. Reese. He was on a cruise, went to yeah. five different islands. Oh, there yeah. was no cucking on the cruise. <laughs> it was 10 thing. days. I mean, that's not, Reese. That's a lie. That's a bold face. Just like he's doing with Aaron Rodgers right now, Reese. You yep. can sense it. You're a good host. You yep. know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you? How are you doing? You're traveling more than anybody. You so you go every Saturday. You guys do, go to a college. Obviously, I caught a few episodes of the basketball game day. I enjoy you on there. I think you're a great host. I've told you that numerous times in person. It's a real thing. So you're on the road every single Saturday. How many Saturdays have you been on the road uh, in a row here? Kind of. Uh, oh man, I mean, we do we do six in bat or seven counting championship week in basketball, but it's okay. not as long as football. But um, we have a couple of weeks right after football where we do the shows in studio in Bristol, and then we start traveling for seven weeks. And then because CBS has the tournament, CBS and Turner, and we don't really have access to the arenas, and we do some shows from Bristol for the next couple of weeks. Okay, so last night, yesterday, Selection Sunday was obviously massive. The storylines mm-hmm. this year are what, Reese? What do we need? have? The teams that have been great since the beginning are they still great now, or how are how has this field kind of come together, Reese? Uh, there's been some change, Pat. I mean, I think there's some teams that are a little better than anticipated. I think everyone knew Alabama would be good, but maybe not number one overall seed in the tournament good. So they probably exceeded expectations a little bit. Uh, Purdue's number one seed. They were unranked in the preseason, but they've got, you know, the most, yeah, you got Big Edie, the most dominant uh, interior force in the game. So I think there's been a little bit of a mixed bag, but, um, you know, Houston, 
Kansas lost 75% of its scoring, reigning national champions, but here they are one seed again. And it's sort of a mix of teams exceeding expectations and then some, some staples like Kansas, Texas, uh, despite their coaching change situation midseason, wow. uh, was expected to be really good. Hell yeah, there's a lot of good basketball happening right oh, now. Yeah. Go ahead, AJ. Reese, the old cliche question I'm sure people ask you because you are an expert on this. Like, What are you looking for in the first round as far as any kind of possible upsets out there? Mid-majors. Oh. You know, I, I, I think I've got a few that I like. I'm going to take a peek at the bracket here. I actually like in the south bracket, which is the one that Alabama's the one seed. I like Charleston and I like Furman, the 12 and 13s. Now you say, why? It's mostly because... I like scoring in basketball. I don't like, I don't, if I want to watch Greco Roman wrestling, I'll turn it to the Olympic channel. Now, I don't mind people playing defense, but I want people that can score. And Charleston scores and San Diego State plays slower. Virginia, I got all the respect in the world for Tony Benton, one of the nicest, best people in coaching. They play slow. Hank Furman can score on them. So those are a couple. And okay. uh, this might not be as Ooh. this might not be as popular where you guys are, but I think Indiana better watch out. Mm-hmm. Oh. Indiana, Indiana's got oh. Kent State. Indiana's probably capable of going to, you know, at least the Elite Eight, but I think they I think they may have their hands full in that four thirteen matchup with Kent State. You think the Golden Flashes are a lot better than anybody thinks? Yeah. Indiana boys play tough. Indiana women. Yeah, I mean, this is the time. Indiana Hoosier basketball is all the way back, and you're like, no, no, first round exit. Sorry uh-huh. about it, Reese. No, 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 I'm just saying, I, I, I picked it. I'm not backing away from it, but I can under, I can understand a team like I, I, I was on with your guy, the authority, Pete Thamel. We did podcast last night, <laughs> and I think Thamel's either got Indiana to the eight or to the final four, and and I could, I could see it. But oh. you got to get out of that first round first. Hey, Thamel was breaking news on college basketball, too. He, he sent me a text out of nowhere the other day, and it was like a breaking news story in college basketball. I'm like, how's the authority got time to be the authority on everything? <laughs> yeah. Is he just always on his phone, that guy? You, you know him better it, than I do. This is unbelievable. It, it, it is impossible, Pat, to have dinner with that guy. I can imagine. I mean, I, here's the best thing you can do because people look at you weird if you go and have dinner by yourself, but if you sort of feel like having dinner by yourself and just looking at the phone and maybe being alone with your thoughts, you can pretend to go to dinner with a friend by going to dinner with family because he'll just leave the table like eight times to take calls anyway. So okay, good. good. That's great news. I, yeah. I at least have that yeah. in the back pocket whenever we're on the yeah. road. I, Fam, I won't be a loser all by myself, but also yeah. I'm not looking for a lot of conversation. Just wondering if we could go reserve a table for two. Tone Diggs has a gambling question for you, I assume. Yeah, and I want to know about a longer shot. Like, is there a guy, is there a guy like, I think it's almost 10 years since Kemba took six seed UConn uh, to the national championship. Is there a guy in this tournament who could take um, like a lower seed like that potentially all the way? uh, I don't know that I know anyone comes to mind with a lower seed like Kemba. The guy that can take over games is, you know, the guy at Alabama, Brandon Miller. He's He's the best player. And so he would be the first guy to come to mind, but that doesn't fit your description being a lower seed. Brandon um, Miller is the best player in all of college basketball. I think so. Uh, he'll be the wow. first. He'll be the first college player drafted in the NBA draft. There will be a couple of G League international guys that go before him, but he'll he'll be the first college player taken. Wow! Yeah, the best in the entire country. Oh yeah, I think no. so. Yeah. He's, he's and, okay. and he's got that he's got that knack, Pat. He can go he can go the first half, 
get his teammates involved. Defense is making a concerted effort to keep him from scoring. He goes to halftime, he gets, he has six. You know, second half, they need him. Boom. You know, three, three, dunk, rebound, follow, assist, and all of a sudden they're up 15, and it's all because of him. You know, I mean, now they've got a good team. They've got a deep team and a, and a bunch of, uh, a bunch of answers. They've got, uh, my buddy Seth Greenberg says they've got two of everything. They're, they're the deepest team in the country, but they've also got the guy that's the ultimate difference maker. So he's the guy that can load them up if they're having a, uh, having a bad shooting night and say, just hop on my back, fellas. You know, I'll, I'll carry you home here. That was a, um, that was an interesting predicament. What was that? A couple, that was yeah. like a month ago, probably? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a month ago. Yeah, it's almost two months ago since the incident occurred. We were on vacation, yeah. I think, yeah. right? Yeah. We we're on yeah. vacation. Exactly. So I was just kind of like keeping up with it sporadically, like just checking in, like, what, what, what? Came out of nowhere. And then our vacation had ended. And it was still kind of talked about, but it wasn't. He's the best player in the country. I didn't know that. I don't, I don't think I knew. Yeah. I knew, I knew that was the case. Holy shit. College basketball had quite a, Oh yeah! Oh my God! That that that's a big. That was a big story. That the right. Huge. That was oh, yeah. huge the story. story. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. very best player in the country. Holy shit! I did not know that. Darius, your question for Reese Davis. Hey, Reese, you know every time I get you on, I gotta ask you about UConn over there in that <laughs> West region with KU, uh, Gonzaga, UCLA. What are the chances? I know we started off hot, top five in the country, kind of you know whittled down a little bit. What are the chances we can make a run in that Final Four? I've got him in the national championship game. Oh, I, fucking go! I, I think, what, dude? I think, How is that yeah, even? I, the natty? You heard what the man said. It sounds like a lie to Darius's face. You know, it, it, we, hey, Darius, make it take sound it. good. Look here. Oh, here it is. Whoa. Wow. Right there. Roll, motherfucking tag. Roll tag. I mean, I don't think, Darius, I don't think they played – to their capabilities all season. Uh, I mean, consistently is what I mean. There's certainly been moments in which they have. Um, but I think that they, they're the type of team that can get it together for the tournament. Uh, they've got size. They've got a, you know, they've got a couple of great shooters that yeah. uh, didn't have the greatest performance in the, in the Big East tournament. But I think they're a team. Uh, I really think they're a team that can go to the national championship and potentially win it. Um, you know, Jordan Hawkins is a guy who can really, you know, get hot and carry a team. And Sonogo's huge inside. You know, they've got they've got a they've got a lot of answers as well. I like I like UConn coming out of that bracket. Let's go. That sounded Reese, like what? a staged. No, that's, I don't know. UConn. Too, so. Is that the women's bracket? Was that the? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually a two seed in the women's bracket, which I don't think I've ever seen us be a two seed. Oh no! Is they falling off? Two seed. Is she still Oh no! Sorry about it. Hey, congrats to UConn having a team. Yeah, I didn't know that. We're back. We're back. You knew that? Uh, yeah, I knew. It. We, we were like top two, three for a little minute. There. Okay. Early on. Yeah. I did not oh, know that. Okay, mm-hmm. UConn. Way to go. AJ, sorry about it, pal. Reese, for someone that didn't watch a whole lot of college basketball this year and they're wondering what the hell happened in North Carolina, I just saw they turned down their NIT bid. They're not even playing that. Like, what happened this year? Preseason. Preseason number one. A couple of things. I think there were on-the-court problems that were simply they don't shoot it well. Um, they have guys, everybody remembers, um, you know, Caleb Love and R.J. Davis making big shots last year when they made it to the national championship game. They didn't shoot a high percentage. So on the floor, losing Brady Manick hurt them in terms of having a really dependable guy to stretch the floor. 
But that that was the lesser of two problems. They just they just never had good chemistry there. I think there was some some strife between the guards. I think when you have the success that they've had, oh, and you on, come boys. back and try to do it again, <laughs> sometimes things just don't fit together. And then you go through a period where the harder you try, the worse it gets. And then and then it really it sort of came unraveled. They you know they never really lost to any bad teams, and they never really got trounced. You know maybe once. They just got close enough to be frustrating and lose games. And it was, I think it's just a chemistry thing. I think it's a situation where sometimes guys have been together a little too long. And uh, Hubert Davis, who's the coach there, is a, one of my closest friends. I, I think it'll do them all some good to, you know, maybe shake up the, shake up the mix there a little bit. I thought the one and Duns were the problem. Now I'm hearing you could be around each other too long. <laughs> it's too yeah. much. Yeah. I don't know how that, I, that is uh, – that is a wild predicament. That is a wild predicament. Yeah, we actually. Hey, you made it. You know how it is, man. You guys know how it is. I mean, chemistry yeah. is a fragile thing. You can't always. You can't always explain why it catches fire and why sometimes, no matter what you try, Hubert even tried something for a while. He didn't tell them why he did this, but he would make different guys wear a weighted vest in practice when they were struggling. Wear a weighted vest and go through practice. Had to take it off. And then finally, at the end, he said to them, he said, did you play your vet, your best when you were wearing the vest? He goes, no, I couldn't move. I had all this weight on me. He goes, get rid of the weight. Stop oh. worrying about all the other stuff. Just go play. You know, and it, I think it helped them some, but they just, they just, it just never clicked for Carolina this yeah, year. Yeah, that guy obviously passed out because he was so exhausted. <laughs> everybody, else, everybody else was able to, everybody else was able to rally around it. The chemistry thing in all team sports, man, trying to bottle it, and if you have it, let's keep it forever. Once you mm. lose it, though. Oh, Man, see you. it is a yeah. it is a tough thing to get yeah. back. I like the thought of a little freshman freshness coming in and doing well because I watched them. I think it was last weekend I watched one game and they got beat. And he was talking about how mm-hmm. disappointing this team mm-hmm. is. I'm like, damn, North Carolina. Yeah. That's not supposed to happen in college basketball. Ty has a question for you, Reese. Reese, we know the 8-9 matchups are usually Power 5 conference teams who either are just inconsistent or you know kind of underachieved during the regular season. of. And we got some juicy matchups this year in mm-hmm. those games. Yeah. Uh, which one seed do you think is susceptible to getting beat by one of those teams, and why do you think Iowa is going to make it to the Sweet Sixteen against Drake? <laughs> I think uh, I I do have Drake going there, but I don't have Iowa going there. Iowa's going to play a de facto road game, playing Auburn and Birmingham. That's really it's an interesting matchup because everything Auburn can't do, Iowa's great at, namely putting the ball inside the basket. Auburn doesn't do that very well. But Iowa's not a great defensive team, and Auburn certainly is. So that, And Auburn's going to have the home crowd there. That was, that was the big screw-up by the committee. Oh, if Auburn were to win that game, they basically gave the number one seed in that region a road game, which is you, that should not happen. Someone should have How's caught it. How's it happen, Reese? How's it happen? I don't know. Reese, I, come on. Type of investigation, but uh, but, uh, but that assumes that Auburn gets past Iowa, and I'm not convinced that they can uh, because of, because Iowa scores it so well. That's right. So I, I think Iowa's got a shot at Houston, especially if Marcus Sasser from Houston's hurt because they, you know, they can do things that a lot of teams in college ball struggle with, namely score. But Iowa, if you're an Iowa fan, and I sort of deduce that you might be, <laughs> you know that they're, they've had some uh, – 
a, a checkered past when it comes to tournament success. So oh, both sport football be, oh, be wary. Not nah, fo- football. You win the bowl games that you go to. Now they might not be great bowl games, but basketball. <laughs> Iowa does not play well on the road. They do not shoot well on the road, and they cannot defend anybody. Oh. So it's kind of hopes are high. Hopes are high. You're, you're hoping that <laughs> hopes are high. Yeah, Auburn's got to shoot twenty percent from the field. Reese, well, that's po- let me tell you, that's possible. Hell yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah, sounds like you got a little optimism. Mm-hmm. Go. Yeah, but but Iowa Iowa doesn't really help teams shoot twenty percent from the field. How did the committee like- get it wrong? How did they get it wrong? Do you get the chance to chat with them after they make their decisions? Like yeah, football? yeah. I th- I talked to uh, talked to Chris Reynolds, who's the chair of the selection committee, former Indiana basketball player, really yeah. you know smart guy. the The biggest thing I thought that where the misseeding happened to me is I thought Duke was underseeded. I really thought that they would be probably the last three seed, potentially a four. Instead, they're a five. But the good news for them is that they got a path where they match up extraordinarily well with everyone they would face. There, there's really only one team with anything that approximates the size to deal with Zach Eady. It's Duke. And Duke would have, if they, if, if they win and Purdue wins, they would get Purdue in the Sweet 16. Um, Duke has enough length to handle him or to at least, you know, make it more difficult for him. Maybe it's a better way to put it because I'm not sure anyone handles Zach Eady. So I think Duke's got a great path to the Final Four, but I also think that they were, they were underseated. I thought that was a mistake. You know, you quibble at the end of the line. I would not have put Arizona State in the field. I would have put Clemson in. I thought Clemson, uh, just watching them play and some of the wins they had, had a terrible non-conference schedule and they had a couple of really bad losses. But they also, uh, they put NC State in as an 11 seed and Clemson beat the brakes off NC State three times. I mean, it blew them out by 26 and 25. uh, Mm. Twice within the last, with the last two weeks. And, you know, they didn't make it. So I thought, you know, that was a minor quibble. But, you know, I do understand the non-conference schedule and some of the bad losses Clemson had. But no big issues. The the misplacement of um, a potential uh, Houston opponent in the next round. Duke a little bit underseeded, but some of that was mitigated by the fact that I think Duke's got really good matchups. You're always going to quibble at the end of the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Whenever yeah. you're selecting a certain number of people and there's obviously an abundance more that are certainly capable, you're going to have to have a couple minor quibbles down there. Yeah, so, it works. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit of the dribble is going to run off, and mm-hmm. they're obviously going to be pretty pissed <laughs> off. But when you're talking about a minor quibble, it is. Everybody's going to have those. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Of what course. a line out of you, Reese. That was fantastic. Just in the middle of a sentence, and you just kept going to the next one. Didn't even allow us to respond to you saying, you quibble at the end of the line a little bit. That's advanced. That's an advanced <laughs> line. You know, that, that's that's a very. In my time working with you, I've learned this. 0.0% of anything gets by you. Not, not 0.0. Now, you guys all know this. I learned this very quickly. He, he hears and sees everything, Matt. I try. I try. That's how it's I learn. It's a gift. That's how I learn. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I try to – I'm trying to take everything in. you got a big brain, too. So whenever you're speaking, I am certainly – let me listen to this this guy. Let me, I would like to listen to his thoughts because they these thoughts will help – me shape my thoughts, so I would like to hear yep. what these are. You were incredibly kind to me. I talked about Herb Street 
And we sat down in the corner in those, uh, in those production meetings, you know. He was coming out of his Thursday night game. I was just trying to stay the hell out of the way. That room is the first time I've ever been in, like, that type of situation, that type of, like, kind of the way it all went. Fascinating stuff, man. You're a great host, dude. You should know that. You are. You're too kind. I appreciate you're that. You're a solid leader, bro. You're a good leader. I do. I do what I can. I, you've got to uh, show some talent where you can. I was. I tell people I was a. Uh, uh, I was a terrible player, so I got. I get to talk about it. So you know, you get to. You get to do that, and I try to try to acquiesce to you guys and know where my uh, where my limitations Oof. are. You I try to yield. I try to yield to you guys where I should. Yeah, there, there it is. All of it. Everything you're doing right now yeah. is scratching us right where we're itching. Mm-hmm. And I'm picking up everything <laughs> you're putting down. Connor has a question for you, Reese. I appreciate you, though. Yeah, I restarted the question, but I figure I'll quibble a little myself. Obviously, because I know <laughs> what that means. Are you then going to acquiesce after you quibble? Sure. If I knew how to say that okay. word, I'd throw you know a dart at the board, but I actually don't know how it ends, really. To be Is it acquiesce? With a C, at I the think end. that's Q. Yeah, it's from Pirates of the yeah. Caribbean. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's parlay, Tony. No, we the asked their request. Anyways, anyways, quibble, minor quibble, acquiesce. Fuck it. Uh, I was told <laughs> that uh, Duke would stop getting all the good calls, and turns out since Coach K left, they're still getting all these bullshit calls, and Duke is still going to be a good team. Is there a chance that we're seeing kind of a new era of college basketball with the teams like acquiesce with the CE? Okay, with it's to with accept, the- <laughs> comply, or submit tactically or passively, often used oh, look with at that. or two. Yeah, we acquiesced. We acquiesced. We acquiesced all the time. Yes. Yeah, those shoes. You would love those, Connor. They look like ass. Yeah, I would definitely acquiesce some of those shoes. Yeah, you would. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But are some of the blue blood teams going to acquiesce? Now I know what it means. Uh, Like Kentucky or Villanova for some of these new teams like Houston, Bama. Like, is there a new era of college basketball coming that we don't really see? Or at least I don't really see because I don't watch college basketball in North Carolina. Carolina, NIL, NIL. I, I don't changing, think, yeah, with our team, our college kids getting paid more. There, there. I think there is something to that uh, because it's going to it's going to spread out some of the talent. In previous years, you probably wouldn't see some of the guys playing in Alabama this year. Friends, they have fantastic freshman class. You probably wouldn't see that. They would have been at. Um, you know, it would have been at Kentucky or wherever. Maybe not Brandon Miller. His dad played football at Alabama, and he sort of grew up doing that, so he might have been the exception to the rule. But there are a couple other guys that probably would have wound up elsewhere in a different era. So I think the NIL uh, aspect for schools and programs that are committed to it will allow them to get more of the top-flight players that some of them have. That said, Duke's not going anywhere. Carolina's not going anywhere. I think Villanova's going to be fine uh, as well. All of these, all of these programs are still going to be great because they care. Kentucky and they care more than anybody else because it's part of the DNA. So I, I understand what you're saying. You may see a little bit wider net. You may see teams step up every now and then uh, to that level, but I don't think we're reaching an era where the Blue Bloods are going to take a major step back. One thing I know you guys will like, you mentioned about all the calls and all of that nonsense. Duke was the victim of the worst call of the season, one that the ACC admitted they blew at the end of the Virginia game in Charlottesville. And foul call, went to the monitor, they screwed up the rule, 
put it to overtime and Virginia won in overtime and Duke should have been at the line shooting two in a tie game with a chance to walk off with a win. Wow. Since that point, since that point, the Blue Devils haven't lost. And if you like a good conspiracy theory, what? and I oh, hate those. to bring this up, but I Birds, know you guys are going to find this entertaining. <laughs> the first game after that is the only game all season that Mike Krzyzewski was in attendance uh, in person. Well, he, came, uh, he came to see Mike Bray of Notre Dame in the final trip to Cameron Indoor. Sat down in the corner quietly, just watched the game with his wife. Hair. And yeah. since that yeah. moment, Duke hasn't lost. Coincidence? I Probably. Think not. But maybe not. <laughs> no, I think not, pal. Uh-uh. We're all, isn't it named after him, that place? Yeah, Coach K. The court. The court, the mm-hmm. court is, yeah. The, it's Coach K Court in Cameron Indoor. Yeah, so like him obviously saying, I'm not going back to that fucking place. I hate that place. You know, and then mm-hmm. deciding to finally come mm-hmm. back, yep. show his face t- to talk to the other coach. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, good vibes came in oh, there. Oh, well. Well, well congratulations to the yeah. Dukies. Nice. Did he smack, <laughs> smack the court? sent his mana right to it. <laughs> Much yeah. mana. Yeah, exactly. Much mana. Yep. Hey, mana. Yep. Shout out to Will Sasso. <laughs> all right. I'm happy we learned that. Thank you for all the information. Duke's winning. Yeah, in Charleston. can't believe they were a five seed. That was disgusting. Yeah, that they had what him as a five seed. I gotta stop you there. He actually said UConn was winner. He did. No, yeah, no. that's on his thing. But no, that was for the women's. Bama no, right. Bama, Bama. 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 Yeah. Fucking tied. Yeah, come on, we don't have to redo this whole conversation. <laughs> <We don't. laughs> All right, I'm just trying to put a bow on it. Right. Yeah, no point to quibble here, boys. All I know is Charleston and Furman. They put balls in the bucket. Yeah, bingo. Mm-hmm. And in a sport that revolves around balls in buckets, they do it well. Look for them to potentially upset some people. Speaking of upset, what about the Golden Flashes Ooh. over Indiana? Whoa. Keep an eye on those boys out of Ohio in the MAC. We appreciate the hell out of you, Reese. You're the man. All right, Pat. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you all. Hey, just real quick, Reese. Real quick. Yeah. How many of those yeah. fucking trophies you got? <laughs> what, Jeez. How many? I mean, they were for both shoulders at one point, weren't they? I've only got two of them, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful because those are the team awards. I'm always, uh, I'm, I'm always among those also receiving votes when it comes to the individuals. Oh, 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 got it, got it, got it. Always the bridesmaid. These are all team (laughs) awards here. Okay, well, you deserve them all, pal. You're incredible at what you do. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen, Reese Davis. Guy knows everything about everything. Of course I'm going to listen whenever he speaks. Mm -hmm. You get one of those for being on game day? I don't know. Have we won anything? I don't know, team. I'm pretty sure you would. And then you can melt it down. You will. Got to win one. When is the war? Show? I would assume they've won a bunch of Emmys, right? Game Day has. There's. That's a great question. Yes, they've won like uh, 27 or 30 or something like that in the last 20 years. I forget what it was. I was doing my research as the deal was coming together. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I joining here? How am I joining it? Yeah, you'll get one. Unfortunately, get that sure. WTA4 bottle might have to be replaced. No. What are you ne- talking about? Never. Speaking of. What the hell is that? Oh, miss you, yep. Joe. I have an idea. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. What's this mean? What's he doing? Oh, you'll, you'll see. see. You'll see. Just be patient Just for shut one up, time Hawk. in your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. My bad. I, Everyone I, loves dead air. How about <laughs> talking? <laughs> well, why don't you tell us where Rogers is going then? Tell us the truth. I'm trying to ask a question. Well, on, around the internet, it's going around, huh? Oh, oh yeah. Hey. Hey. I have this hoodie. Oh, oh my you, God. I have this hoodie and you don't. You don't. Just know that. <laughs> Holy okay? shit. If I wanted to right now. I could have the greatest hoodie in the history of hoodies on air, but it's hot in here right now, mm-hmm. and I don't want to sweat through Joe Nardo's face. Rest in peace, Joe. We miss you, Joe. Miss, miss you, Joe. Joe. Love what? you, Joe. Weather dog. Doppler dog. The king.
Hell right. Joe Norris. All right, a couple more news around the NFL before we get out of here. Big thanks to Reese Davis for joining us. His brain's so large, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, so large. When he's speaking, I am trying to listen to what he's saying. Yeah. Because he knows people and he knows stuff. I would like to know that stuff without having to meet those people or study that stuff. Smart. So when he's speaking, I'm like, oh, he's done the research. Look at this. This is great. This guy's done a lot of in-person meetings and research for this. Now it's in my brain. Very thankful. Thank you, Reese. You're the man. Uh, let's go back to the NFL a little bit. Austin Eckler has allegedly seeked to trade. Whoa. What? This came out like a few hours ago. The tweet didn't come through on my phone, though, that I was looking down in the group text, so I had no idea what it was. We didn't get a chance to cover it. Allegedly, it's being reported that Austin Eckler is seeking a trade, wanting to go to a new team. All he does is score touchdowns. <laughs> yep. yeah. I have no idea why or how the Chargers will be like, yep, go ahead and get on out of here if that's what you need to do. That's a fascinating move out of nowhere here on this tampering period Monday. How many touchdowns did he have this past season? All of them. Yeah, 19, yeah. I thought. I mean, Come yeah. on. that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine teams would be absolutely actively going after Austin Eckler, right? I didn't get to read the whole thing. It kind of just showed up in my life here relatively. They're, um, apparently that he was looking for an extension and hadn't got done yet, so he then requested a trade. So he's only due $6.25 million in 2023, last year of his contract. He wanted an extension, which most people do going into the last year of their contract. Mm -hmm. That is a terrible deal to do business on if you're a player, especially one at a position that gets tackled and hit a lot. Mm -hmm. You would like to at least get another year of employment or salary before you potentially jeopardize everything going forward. Normally a re configuration or an extension of a contract could be done, especially with your leading scorer, a guy who always does stuff. Yeah. But apparently they weren't able to come to an agreement, and now he's looking to go to another team. Is this all posturing? This feels like this is posturing maybe, could but be. I don't know. I mean, also, gotta pay, pay, if I'm the charger, I got to pay this dude. Like, I mean, he's obviously a weapon in the past game. There were certain games where I don't know why, but they would just go away from handing the ball in the run game. But he's an absolute weapon. I would definitely do everything I could to keep him in L.A. Pass pro, too. Yeah. yeah. He's good at pass protection as well. Knows the game, understands the game. Not scared to, you know, get up underneath somebody's jaw mm -hmm. and really make a play, which I respect and appreciate. But it's all those things. I don't know why you'd let him out of the building. Let's get him another year on his deal. Yeah. Let's get him another year on the deal. Maybe get another year. I wonder if he's asking for longer and they just can't do that. Like, they have to pay their franchise left tackle, who's going to, you know, probably reset that market. And have, have to pay to the quarterback. And they have to pay Herbert. Nobody wants to pay but, running back. But Herbert's next year. Yeah, but, I mean, he's going to get his salary cap's going up. Slater is, what, the left tackle is probably two years away, maybe? Dave, we agree. You can pay anybody yeah. anything that you yeah. want to do. Yeah. This is weird that this is happening publicly at this point. I wonder, AJ, and you know what I'm going to bring up? You know what I'm going to bring up? What are you bringing up? Austin Eckler was an injury expert. Boom. <laughs> exactly. That one oh, week. No. That was a big yep. deal. You remember that one week? That's right. <laughs> and then it never happened again. I wonder Who if Who was Austin he talking about again, too? I don't Keenan know. Keenan Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah Keenan. Yep. He was talking about Herbert's ribs as well. I don't uh, remember. I, no, no. I'm not anyway. saying that. I'm saying I feel like there was probably a conversation that took place where Austin Eckler was – I'm sure there was something, but maybe not in this point. This is just theory. I'm conspiracizing here why he'd be asking to be traded. That means that something isn't good, right? You would, you would think. Probably just money. Yeah, Man. contract. He wants an extension. I don't know if they said, hey, you're not a fucking injury expert ever again. Mm. Okay, Shut the fuck up, boy. They might have. Yeah, turn your Twitch off. Yeah, I've been said that. <laughs> People told me that it rubbed me the wrong way, and I retired relatively quickly. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm not saying that happened, but when did this take place? Did we see this coming? No. No. No clue. I would like to know what happened, how this all came about. He probably assumed, he probably felt like talks were going okay, 
And then all of a sudden they're not. And he's thinking, hey, these guys are not going to give me what I'm asking for. Or maybe they're not even giving him remotely close to what he wants. So he's requesting a trade. What are you shaking your hand for? This is all posh. I mean, it's tough, but like, it, if you're a running back, you're just not going to get paid. Yeah. I'm sorry, but look it's at true. all the guys who are available in free agency. Yeah, he does. 19 touchdowns? He, absolutely, he scores touchdowns. Like, what gets a deal done right here, you think? Like, two years, 20 million, 18 million here? That'd be a much better deal for him than what he's currently staring down. Somebody could go get That'd him. That'd be over 10 for him, I would think. Oh, but man. maybe not. If who's like, doing that? I was gonna, the, yeah, if they, they definitely aren't. If there's a list of free agent running backs right now, pull it up because it's unbelievable. And look at all the running backs that would have been available. All of them got franchise tag. Yeah, just because they don't want to give them a long term deal. Yeah. So like the running back position is the perfect position oh. to give the franchise tag to because the salaries are not as high as other positions as you probably have warranted because you are incredible. Best Saquon could have got paid. Josh Jacobs could have got paid. Yep. A lot of guys that are running backs could have got paid. Got long term deals if they were in other positions and they had a year that they had, they probably would have got paid at least a three-year deal with two years' worth of cash. But the running back position, everybody's scared to death to give money to. And do they think that, like, okay, well, we can just go find a guy who has a similar skill set in the fourth round. Now, he's not going to be the same person, obviously, but, like, you know, guess what? Eckler's a dog, bro. He is. is. I I think Eckler's one-on-one. Anytime TD... Great, great. Uh, every time, yeah. Maybe anytime too. Yeah, he had two touchdowns in the first. What you say? I played every every game last two years. You know, as a running back, that's tough. He's going to be what twenty eight next season. So it's not like Dang, he's only twenty eight. That's yeah. a big deal too. He played every game the last two every, seasons. Yeah. I think running back position being a very physical runner. He's yeah. thinking I did what I want, right? Yeah. I held yeah. up my end of the bargain here. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand. So I respect it too. But it's like, what will the market say? You know, whoever trades for him, they're going to have to pay him. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm excited to see who it is. They yeah, paid a lot of. We got Bosa, Mac, Derwin. What? They paid JC Jackson. What? Um, fucking center. They just drafted and paid Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Both paid. Yeah, yeah, paid a lot of people. A lot of money to pay in a lot of places. A guy who scores touchdowns in a sport that <laughs> touchdowns are worth six points and other points are worth less. Yeah, seems like a good signing. I hope it works out for Austin, and I hope maybe they're able to get a deal. Done. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're able to get a deal done. Figure yeah. it out. Kick can down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got information on a Lamar Jackson offer that came last year uh, via Sarah Ellison's Twitter. Adam Schefter said it on his show, though I do believe mm-hmm. uh, Adam Schefter gives the most details yet on Ravens' offer to Lamar Jackson, fully guaranteed at signing 130. 30, 133 million injury guaranteed 175 million total guaranteed 200 million those guarantees were made way more than what Kyler Murray got in Arizona and way more than Russell Wilson but obviously the first one fully guaranteed at signing is 97 million dollars less than what Deshaun Watson got in his own division accomplishing less now the injury guarantee 175 and then total guaranteed being 200 million I think that's an interesting. What does that mean? Very is that the? How does year, that work? I don't understand. Yeah, would that be the year two thing, the year three, where that second uh, guarantee kicks in, like we saw with Derek Carr. So what was that? That was being described as like so, conceivably guaranteed, yeah. or like what was the word they were using? Uh, Danny Dyer. Oh, apparently, virtually, virtually, virtually guaranteed. Mm-hmm. If he was to be on the roster the next year, yeah. the next league year starting, another bonus kicks in. A sixty-seven million dollar bonus is that what it was that kicks in? The next year, if he was still on the roster, yeah, because Dimes was twelve million. Sixty-seven would be a lot more. How would that work? What's the how's the total guarantees and the fully guaranteed at signing different? Yeah, and was this reported because the number we heard was the one thirty-three, yeah. and we assumed it was coming from Baltimore. And if it was, 
why would you put 133 yeah. out there and not 200 if 200 is what, what the guarantee is? Yeah, that's yeah. A PR-wise, it doesn't make any sense because no. as soon as we heard 133, we're like, he can't sign it. They're like, well, him and his mom doing bad business. He needs a representation. It's like, well, if he gets an agent and the agent says, yeah, this is what we're going to take. Agents doing bad business, yeah. too. There's a lot of people that make bad deals that are agents as well as players that potentially represent themselves. But 133 is vastly different than <laughs> yeah. 200. Yeah. 200, I think you would have got a lot of us going like, it's not two thirty. Just take the dick. Not two thirty. Two hundred million dollars, yeah. though. That's kind of been a number most people have been kind of. Yeah. Yes. Like, you threw it out there. Yeah, I think. I'm, Four years. Two hundred million. Yep. And I mean, I, like you said, Baltimore put it out. Why wouldn't you put that number out? Yeah. So to if you look at like Spotrack, uh, who does contracts, um, Russell or Kyler Murray was one hundred and thirty, one hundred and three million guaranteed at signing. 189 practical guarantees. Practical guarantees potentially what? I don't know. Like, 200 years? I'll tell you what. I'm signing a deal worth a couple hundred million. I want to know practical, conceivably. <laughs> yeah. I would like to know what the fuck. What are these guarantees? What are these mock guarantees that are happening now? This is a very new, isn't it? What's this, a guarantee then? What does guarantee even mean then? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, this is different layers of like the blue check mark on Twitter. Like boom, 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 boom. It's like maybe we're dumb. We're dumb. But this yeah. sounds like a new way to say – this also, yeah. you know, it sounds like that's kind of this is this is very new. I don't think this feels like over the last like year or two. Yeah, this started coming in. We're also not talking about a couple hundred thousand dollars. Here. That's <laughs> no. an eighty-six million dollar difference. Like that's this a is big a sixty-seven million dollar swing. Yeah, that's, that's a huge a, deal. That's a lot of money, bro. Yeah. And then the last when that tweet how it was worded that last sentence with uh you know the quote I forgot exactly what Schefter or Sarah said. Way more than. Way more than Kyler and Russell Wilson, like yeah, they're afraid they, yeah. they are shaping this. Like, look what we did! Look yeah. what we did! But if it's one eighty nine for Kyler, I mean, it's not way more than what Kyler got. True. Yeah, it's eleven. Yeah, more. Somebody's lying. What's real? What isn't? <laughs> AJ, Ridiculous. that's what we're gonna have to continue to try to do. We'll be back tomorrow with a big time Tuesday. Hell yeah! There's rumors floating around the internet right now. AJ, I source know. off people. Thing- People refuting those rumors, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there? Is that yeah. what's going on? Oh, yeah. What's going on? Trey Wingo, who broke the news that New York was flying out to meet Aaron Rodgers, he tweets at 252. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is done. History about to repeat itself between New York and Green Bay. Time is indeed a flat circle. 1.2 million impressions, 2,900 quote tweets, 3,400 retweets. That is a great tweet by all accounts doing damage. Obviously, people would want to hear this news, especially because Wingo got the Jets traveling to California information right. There's refuting reports at this point. Ian Rappaport says, in an answer to Aaron Lemming, Aaron, let me report on NFL Network that nothing has happened as of now between Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Ian Rapport after Trey Wingo's tweet, 304, <laughs> says, I wish it did. I wish something had happened, but nothing has happened. So Ian Rapport is catching it on the shins because Trey Wingo has broken his news, and he has been right in the past, recent past with the New York Jets. And Ian Rapport's like, I would uh, I don't know what to tell you guys. Marcus Mosher says, Adam Schefter talking on Aaron Rodgers. The Jets are cautiously optimistic. All right, AJ, why don't you go ahead and just put a bow on this whole thing? <laughs> what what do mean? you know? Do it. Come on. What is it? Why is, why do you think Shefty's coming back at him? What? Ref, she's yeah. always Cause he's got to stand by his word. Not Shefty. I mean, Ian, why is Ian coming out and saying, I wish something had happened? Like what did Trey here happen? Who is Trey's source? Somebody within the Jets oh, organization. Yeah. Probably you. 
Maybe you. I'm a fan of Trey Wingo, but no. It's not me. Knows. Somebody in the Jets organization has to be. Well, yeah, a lot of the players. Gary Wilson, Woody Johnson circle. Yeah, probably right. Mm. So AJ, you're in the other team circle. It's uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Wayne Corbett, maybe he's a great Jet. Oh, oh yeah. Wayne Corbett, I've heard, Ooh. I've heard, I've heard a lot about Wayne Corbett. Yeah, could be. Oh, I haven't. I just watched him play. I haven't heard anything about him. What? That's what I'm talking about. He was a dog on a football field. Yeah, big time. Garrett knows. I, I heard a lot of things. Garrett Wilson. I can finally enjoy my vacay now. He's down there in Saint Bartholomew. <laughs> Y'all should see this smile on me right now. He said. Could have took a picture. I mean, a lot of yeah. If he's able to tweet, <laughs> right. if he was able to tweet from the phone that he's using, probably able to go ahead and also send a photo. Saint Bartholomew. Do you know this place? Bartholomew. Saint Bart's. Saint Bart's. Bart's? Yeah. I've never been. Never been either. Where is it? AJ. Assume it's Saint Bart's. I don't know where. Saint Bart's has got to be one of those islands. Virgin Island area. Is that where you hang out? I don't down there somewhere. There's islands. I don't know what's the Virgin Islands and what's not. Not the one you've been on. <laughs> you know the area? What is that where is that where you guys go? You Are you trying to say that's where Epstein's spot is? A little Saint Whoa! Oh, It's for sale. I thought hey, you have a large you have a big bank account. It's for sale. This is or disgusting. I, I am so You're sick of wrong with you. I just wanted to know where Garrett Wilson was. Because if he was there and he wasn't able to smile, like I'd like that's I'm not, not going. Yeah, I'm trapped? not going. Okay. I'm not going if he's not smiling. Seems like he's having an absolute blast right now. Is that even a real island? St. Lucia. St. Bart's? I've definitely heard of it. Yeah, right by sure. St. Kitts. Where's that at? Fucking Donner and Kirby. That's Phillipsburg? That's St. Bart's? Jeez. Man. That's St. Martin, it appears. That's the mountain? I don't know. There was basically the red arrow pointed here. Oh, wait, it is. This? No, that's in Dog Island. Dang Dog yeah. Island up there. Yeah, Top left, Dog Island looks cool. Dog, Dog Island. Sweet. Yeah. You don't just fucking land a plane on Dog Island. You got to earn your way there. You got to swim there from other yeah. places. Go zoom in. That's where it says St. Bart's is. So the bottom, or that's Netherlands there. That's Aruba, Oranjestad there. Zion Williamson, too. Dude, he's is this a, a real place? What's your living always? Zion playing or? No, 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 no. What? Yeah. No, Zion's career is over. I wish. What? It, I wish it wasn't. What? Allegedly, I mean, please. He's played, he's played like what? Guys missed 185 games in the Triple last two double, years. Triple double though. Every Lose time. 60 fucking pounds, Zion. What is and your fault? Come We're back. back. We, we gotta do the whole song right, and dance right, again. Let's get out of here. Take the weight. Jesus, that's disgusting. I'm so sick of the negativity towards. Bring the bumpus Hans back. He was walking his dogs at that dog store that hopped upon that guy's shoulders. He's never played better. He's All there. right, we'll keep an eye to the ground here Yep. about what's going on. All around, we're looking for scoops that are dropping mm-hmm. because the only guy that we know that certainly has the answer refuses. Fucking prick. Hey, you know when you point one finger, there's three pointing back? AJ, we want to let you know. Look at this. Son yeah. of a bitch. It's fucking you, I'm dude. Not, I respect I'm you, not AJ. pointing any fingers. Loyalty. I respect He's talking about us, dickhead. There you go. We're not pointing any back because you know yeah. and we don't. Dip yeah, it is, it is, really it is you're not admirable. Really when you're doing that. This fucking guy. <laughs> right here. You don't think this is a point? Yeah. This fucking guy. You're getting close to something very bad. Yeah, I don't know, Tony. You might want to. Oh, Tony. AJ. Oh, wow. Tony. Oh. Tony. Tony, especially you. Come on, Tony. Come on. Relax. Everybody relax. AJ, what do you know? Don't be trying to go as toxic as possible with this whole thing. What do you know? Please. 
Do you know anything? Nothing. No. I honestly don't, but I am getting texts from people asking me. Yeah. Oh, he is an insider. All right, I'm sick of it. Let's get the hell out of here on this. Let's get a uh, let's get a winner. Yeah. How long has Trey Wingo been an insider? Have you FaceTime with Greeny yet? Trey Wingo's an insider. I think every media member is potentially an insider with the relationships that they have if news is needed. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But there's been some news that we've had that we've decided not to drop because we didn't want to be insiders. Right, plenty. Like, there's a lot of people, I think, like, itching. Like, there's a lot of people like, oh, he, what do you know? When are you going to say it? I had some Jets fan that I blocked. That's a shame because there's probably going to be a lot coming from our account about the Jets over the next, yep. you know, couple years or whatever. Don't tweet unless you know what Aaron Rodgers is doing, this guy said. Oh. So I, I put the Snoop Dogg, uh, bitch, shut the fuck up, uh, gif. Sure. And, uh, sure. and then I blocked the guy. But that is what it is. People think like, I know. I would like to reiterate once again, I do not know. This guy is who you should be tweeting at. That man knows. This guy, official AJ Hawk, knows the answer. Always had. So this is where you need to point. I'll get you. back to you. Tweet at me. I'll get back to you. Loyal to the soil. I regret. I, I, I respect it. I have no desire to be an insider. I don't care to break anything first. Who cares who is first? It doesn't Bingo. change my life. Well. That's my world as well. I got everybody, oh, he's going to do it. I'm like, yo, I don't. Hey, when the news comes, we're going to have a great discussion about it. Yeah. Yep. Whatever the news is, excited to chat about it, but we, I'm not anywhere near the person that has that info. Anyone who's ever been on AJ Hawk's Twitter knows that if one man tweets at him and asks, then he will quote tweet it and respond, and that's Gary V. Uh-huh. So if you really want answers, tweet uh-huh. at Gary Which, V. Let him know, hey, you need to just, ask AJ. He's where, Jets where owner, right? Partial. Future. Uh, yeah. Eventually. Soon enough. So you were retweeting him. Oh. That was just inspiration. Oh. Oh. What do you know? Huh? <laughs> what do you know? What Gary is an inspiration master. That's all I'm doing. Exhibit A. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Bam. <laughs> I love Fridays. This guy's the worst. <laughs> why didn't you wish, why don't you wish him a happy Friday back? <laughs> yeah. Because I think the prayer hands say enough. What is that? Is that high five in your eyes or is it like amen is what no, you're saying? I do, I do scroll through a lot of the emojis and that one seems to always be the one I choose. Yeah. And why are you choosing it? Is it because amen, brother? Like that's what you covers you're... everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Keep doing your thing, Gary. You got it. <laughs> oh, so it's like, uh, a, and I love it's, like, uh, it's like a, it's kind of like a much mono. Yeah, it is. <laughs> free, free, like, uh, that's yeah. what you got there. Is that what this is? We yep. need to see that as a motion. It, it actually, it, you can, you can kind of take it however you want. It works for kind of everything, really. Yeah. But we want to know in this particular case, mm-hmm. what was oh, it? Oh, this one is like, yeah, I agree, Gary. Let's all have a nice Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm happy you and Gary V putting good vibes on. Awesome. Speaking of good Positive. vibes. Gary's all about positivity. Hell yeah. Five time, five, five time. time. Five time, five time, five time. New York Times bestseller. Looking to become a six whenever he writes his next one. You know it's going to happen. Yeah, bingo. He's got his NFT Super Bowl right here in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah AJ's coming for it. Do you know that, Darius? Are you speaking at it with your? Absolutely not. I never got NFTs. He's he's all the way in, right? He's got an NFT Super it's Bowl. Like the Godfather. Yeah. You got yeah, something to say about problem. Gary? Absolutely not. I saw him on the show too. Crushed it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Killed. Twice. Yeah. Saw him yeah. twice. I think. Yeah, he was all right. <laughs> He did, he did dunk on you, yeah. yeah he well, said, he did. what do he say? Like, the people I feel worst about. Fucking Patriots fans think that they fucking won a Is Super that a response Bowl. to AJ? What? Oh, no my God. What? Oh, my is God. It really? I thought, AJ, is that no. what he responded? Smiley no. face, old school? I'm going to have to check my, no, my feed, but I don't think he was talking to me. Oh. He knows the deal's done. Oh, yeah, it's today. Oh, shit. He knows. Oh, no. Gary. Oh. Was he on the flight? Did he fly out to Malibu? It was his plane. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness! Flew it. No, yeah, Aaron flew him out tomorrow. I think he gifted Aaron a. All right, everybody. All right, everybody taking their shots. Nice. Nice we don't know what's real and what's not real is what we're trying to say. And the only person that does is never going to say it. And it's an admirable situation because he's being incredibly loyal. That's right. Tomorrow we'll be back, hopefully, with some more news about everything going on around the beautiful NFL. We have a man in here who's one of the greatest athletes of all time. That's right. Bar none. Yeah. 37 years old fucking dunking on people I at LA Fitnesses. Yeah. No you more, see that? Said no more layups. Guy said, show me something. The guy told you no more layups? Well, we were playing King of Court, and I think I had five at that point. I just scored a layup, and I was like, all right, no more layups, guys. And then, oh, no, no, show me something. Just to- so he dunked on a guy. Thank you. So get off. We'll see the next guy. How you doing? Yeah. Keep moving. Incredible mm-hmm. athlete. Is he athletic enough on oh, this shit. particular tampering uh-huh. Monday oh. got- to win 10 people, $500, who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and also ask A.J. Hawk what Aaron Rodgers is doing? That's Boom. Right. Boom. Darius, what do you want to do? You want to putt some balls? You want to throw some balls? You want to shoot some balls? What, what? do you want to do, Darius, to win ten people five hundred? AJ, what are your thoughts on what Darius should maybe do? I like. To, I mean, he, Darius is—he's a grown-up. He could do whatever he wants. But I'd like to see him putt. I'm going to see him drain some. Yeah, he is a good putter. I mean, that is certainly something that he can do well. He's also a great shooter. Yeah, he is. Great shooter, thrower too. I mean, he can throw the oh, football. Literally spinning. everything he has succeeded at. He said golf. Oh, no problem. Oh, Darius wow. said, I am okay. not afraid. Yeah, He's got it. Darius did take the Bud Light chain off. Uh, obviously, yeah. it was heavy and weighing him down. He always dresses incredibly cool. Always. The freshest of fresh Air Force Ones with the mm-hmm. cleanest of clean white T-shirt <laughs> that fits perfectly. The dude is an absolute dog. And he eats French toast, too. Those people that look at this yeah. man and yep. say, oh, he's on steroids, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Darius, how many putts do you have to make here? One? Two? Okay. Okay. Two. Two putts to win 10 people, $500. Darius rolls one. Ooh. Debo is on fire. CFO Phil's in the corner trying to put his bad mana and bad juice on everything. I don't think it matters with Darius being this locked in. To win Ooh. 10 people, 500. Pulls to the left. Uh-oh. Seen him on the range every morning. I watched Scotty Scheffler dominate a yeah. tournament. Yeah. Man. Wasn't even close. He is... A stone cold killer. That He's a machine. Guy. He's awesome. Yeah, well, there are some people that aren't fans of greatness in here, yeah. which is a shame. Really? Oh, ah, need you to <laughs> more mono. need you to Sorry. dial in everything that Scotty Scheffler has into your bones right now. That's right. And make this for ten people. Maybe get him a glass of Tamana. Ooh. Oh uh-oh. no. Uh oh. It all comes down to this. Uh-oh. First one was center cup. Then he had three misses, two left, one right. Last putt here was CFO Phil looking on. If this goes in, 10 people win $500. Darius Butler. Oh, 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 oh my God. Oh. Good effort. Wow. Good attempt. No mana. I think you should have maybe picked a different sport. Personally, sure. you were kind of open with anything. This green has been kicking people's ass. It has. It has been. No one's won on a long time. On the green. Has mm-hmm. not. Your first putt was beautiful. Oh, Bucket. Man. That was Damn awesome. it. That Funny. was fantastic to watch. It was. We got a couple footballs over here. You want to throw a football? You want to a couple? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Hold oh. one. Absolutely. Hey. Fire that pigskin. I'm sure Phil doesn't go knock Hold it down. on, though. Hold on, though. CFO Phil is lurking center field. He could potentially want to <laughs> run out and affect these things. You're going for the trash can right there next to Cocaine Bear? Nice. And Bear Bear. I'm going to tell you that the uh, the top of the trash can, the lid, 
is facing you a little bit more now than it was in the past. Yeah. Because the thing that was wedged in holding it up has fallen and nobody has fixed it. Mm-mm. Not even a thought of fixing it, actually. Nope. If that thing was to close completely, we'd be okay with it. So this is one of the last times probably that this trash can mm-hmm. will be thrown at. Why don't we go ahead and put one away for 10 people to yeah. win $500? If they retweet this video... Ooh. Touch! Oh, oh my. So close. My Hard to imagine oh, so getting closer my. than that. Oh, my. All you got to do is make one. And it bounce. Oh. Oh. What a counted. What a counted. Darius just got to make it into the oh. trash can. Oh. Oh. Yep. Ten people. $500 who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and ask AJ Hawk, at official <laughs> AJ Hawk, what the hell Aaron Rodgers is going to do. And hopefully he'll give us an answer before tomorrow. Or we'll hear from Aaron whenever the hell Aaron wants to say whatever the hell he wants to do. All eyes are on him and everybody else around the NFL as this tampering period continues. We'll see you tomorrow, AJ. Anything to say to the beautiful people? No, I hope they have a great Monday. Oh, fuck. You got to go to the fence. <laughs> what happened? Well, I said call. There's people. We'll do two phone calls randomly. Uh, this one. Ronnie in Jersey. What's going on, 500 phone line? What's up, pal? Hey, Pat. I'm a big fan of the show. Hell Just yeah. wanted to say before I ask my question that you guys are fucking awesome and you guys kill it every day. Not every day. But uh, anyway. Thank uh, you, Ronnie. What do you guys think of Miami and all the fucking moves that we're making with Jalen? I see Mike White now. What? 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 Yeah, big moves down there in Miami. This continues from last offseason when they were willing to pay Tyreek Hill more than anybody on earth. Chris Greer. When two is playing, and Chris Greer is making a lot of plays down there. When two was playing, they were winning. Oh, yeah. Everything was paying off. Then it all kind of turned after a back spasm. Yeah, that's what they say. Then four days later, a concussion, and then, you know, everything kind of unfolds for them. They think that they can win now. They're making plays as if that's the case. And this is just a couple years after they were allegedly uh, trying to lose. AJ, this has got to be a great time to be the Dolphins. Yeah, it is. It turned, it's turned around quick down there. And they, uh, they know, hey, Tua's on his rookie contract. Here we go. If we can keep him healthy and we surround him with even more talent, let's make a run at this thing. Yeah, last year, this year, till fifth-year option next year. I mean, it was 34-31 with Skyler fucking Thompson in Buffalo. So, yeah, Mike White might help if he's playing a playoff game. Speaking of Buffalo, let's go to Ray in Buffalo in the 500 phone line. What's going on, Ray? Yo, Pat, remember we opened some cards, Radio Row, Ray from Buffalo? Hell yeah, hell yeah, I remember that. What is that? It's some. It's like Dave and Buster's collectible. What was it? What? Ooh. No, hold on, bro. Hold on. David out of Card World. There it is. <laughs> I know something. That's 100% on me. Hey, what is David S. Card World? No, no, no. Dave and Adam. Dave World. and Adam Cardwell. I remember. I saw all the clips, too. I never get to do that. That was my first time doing it. I don't think I pulled shit, but I had a blast. You were a great time, Ray. You were a good person. Listen, if you ever want to do it again, you know who to call. Come on. Hell Let's yeah. Dave and Mark's card world. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Ray. Yeah. You're the best. Hell yeah. What, Dave and Buster's card world would have been, would have been so a lot cooler. cooler. Hate to say it. I will say, the first time it was pitched to me, day one, that's what I heard. Dave and. And you said, boom, I'm in. I'm I love in. Dave and Buster's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I am in. Yep. So, like, Radio Row Week is fascinating for me. And, um, this is like even annoying to talk about, but it's annoying to hear people say this. I get asked to do every single show in the United States of America, Radio Row. It's a compliment. It's cool. I'm very thankful that it happens. University podcasts, uh, team podcasts, team stuff, radio shows. Like, it is – I'm honored to get asked, and I'm terrible at saying no. So I always say, like, 
uh, Thursday or Friday, I'm going out there. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. This this week, this year was supposed to be Thursday. Then we had to do that uh, that golf thing. Oh yeah. Yep. Supposed to go- had to do that golf thing. So then it got moved to Friday. So this the the card thing was pitched Tuesday, I think, when we were down there, and I heard Dave and Buster's card collectibles, <laughs> and I said. Yeah, hundred yes. percent. And the energy that Ray had right there was in real life too. The energy was great. I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah, let's do this. It was the first thing I did on Friday. I found out quickly it was not that, <laughs> and I opened like ten cards. No good cards, but their vibes were immaculate. I will say the entire time. That was when the Drew Brees situation popped off. Ah, yeah, because there's a lot of hey, hey, you said you do yeah. our, hey, you said oh, you do sorry. our, hey, you said you do our. So I'm just trying to like fucking literally make everybody happy. And then Drew Brees is standing there two feet away from me, and I don't even hear him, oh. and I look like a terrible person. I felt terrible about that. Still do. Have not heard from Drew since. No, but I'm sure he'll reach out when he's ready. I hope so. I did <laughs> not see him. I had some people coming after me for being, like, arrogant and overlooking Drew. It was like, no. Like, I'm, no offense. There's a lot of people saying my name at this particular time, and I promised everybody I would do everything. So mm-hmm. it's like, got to do it at that case. You'll probably see him right. at the Pickleball Finals. He own, pretty sure he owns a team. Yes. Drew will be all right. He's probably big time a few people. Yeah, I'd say. Easy. A few people. <laughs> Easy. At least you didn't elbow him in the head. And I didn't yeah, big time him, though. I, I, exactly. I, wanna, I did not know. He was dressed very standard, common, he was. normal. He was. I was very – I respect that. Mm-hmm. Darius, have you been on this court yet? Not yet. I was just thinking about it. Can't wait. How do you think you're going to be? It's a completely different game, uh, singles. Thunderdome pickleball is a little bit different than Arizona pickleball. Yeah. little different. This is the Thunderdome. He's, the wood, a little faster, too. Mm-hmm. Ball's skipping off oh, of this yeah. wood. Oh, yeah. It's coming quick. I think it's a little bit smaller. I heard the morning crew is like, that's like the the big leagues. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to fuck around in the morning. crew is kind of like, ah. Yeah. yeah, people keep saying morning crew, but it's Pat. That's just and then what? it's everyone losing to Pat. And then it's oh. the oh. Whoa! Watch your mouth, wow. all right? Wow, that's oh, not oh. exactly Is that, is that right, Fox? Who's the only one in the office that has beat Pat best of three? Let's name that person right now, Ty. everyone. Me. Ty. I didn't beat him. No. Well, Foxy, I mean, look, if you play him 20 times and you don't win once. <laughs> Have you beat him yeah. before? I know, but I've only played him like Bingo, three times. Bingo, Con. I will say Thunderdome Pickleball really um, acquiesces my strengths. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I guess we could quibble at the end of the line that it's a little bit unfair maybe to play me in Thunderdome Pickleball. No, it's not. AJ, come in It here. is not unfair to play you. A- AJ, you're going to be very good in this Thunderdome Pickleball. This thing is going to... It's gonna one-on-one su- on one is what's going to be weird to me. It's going to suit... I've never done that. It's going to suit your, um, your strengths, though. Because if okay. you can... If you... You played ping pong? Diva? Not really. Not really. Oh. No. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh-oh, dude. That was one of the games I just couldn't get into. How did, I understand. How did Pac do? How did Pac-Man do out there? He played ping pong. So, like, as soon as he oh, picked shit. up the paddle, he yeah. picked it up as if it was a ping pong paddle. And he was hitting the ball like it was like he had played ping pong. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time in the facility. It seemed like he played a lot of ping pong. Just kind of passed the time. So he picked up pickleball like game two. Yeah, he, he picked it up a little bit. I think it's going to take you a few games if you haven't picked up if you're not a ping ponger. But boy, this sport is a good fucking time. Oh yeah, we're playing it every day, AJ. We're committed. No, I see it. I see your post. It looks awesome. It's a good little workout, isn't it? Yeah, I'm waking up for it. That's like a good month. You guys been locked in. Yeah, we've been doing it, man. It's awesome. Got the dims out here. So much fun. Good dims. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dims are a little smaller, I think, than what they use in the pros. Dims. But, but our dims are suited for the thunder. Yeah. 
We got good dims. We're gonna start streaming these games though. That'll yeah, happen. Too. A lot of people won't you stream? I, I've got. I did one of those Instagram questions things. The amount of you're leaving good content on the table, not streaming. It's like <laughs> let us all learn what the fuck we're doing first. Mm-hmm. Okay, not everything just needs to be out there. I don't need you know Bill McComas coming out and just hitting 14 balls over Phil Maines hitting a ball over that wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. up there, up into the. That's probably what. Into the furnace. He had a ball up into the furnace this morning. Could have been. Might have exploded it, yeah. <laughs> well, Bill beat Phil this morning, right? No, 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 no. Phil beat Bill. He would be. Oh. Phil's actually probably pretty pissed that you even said that because Bill, normally photographer of pickleball, oh. this morning saw how Phil played, went to the locker room, put his shit on. Wow. Said he'd like to play Phil. Oh, Bill. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. William. Yeah, it was pretty sad. It, it was awesome. And then Phil won like 11-6, 11-5 or whatever. But Bill even was like, I'm going to put the camera down for this one. I think I got a guy. Bill. Yeah, Phil almost broke the glass a couple times. It was classic. Yeah. All hey, over. You know I feel was going to give it all effort, baby. <laughs> all over yep. the top five. CFO Phil, top oh, yeah. place. Before we get out of here, Zito said there is some breaking. Adam Schefter has left the set. Oh, something's happening. Something's happening. That was 10 minutes ago. He's on the phone. Oh, no, he left the set. Ian left the set this morning. Oh, my God. His mic's on. Trey Wingo talking to him. If I say it's fucking done, it's fucking done. (laughs) Dude, okay, here we go. The insiders are – this is their Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Yes. Especially this one. I sent Rap Sheet a motivational text this morning. (laughs) I said, pal, you prepared for this. All of those late nights boozing. What? Schmoozing. What? Working. What? On your phone, away from your family, with your family, checked out of your family. All of these fake combos that you've had to have with everybody all year. Everybody. Today's the day. You're a rap. This is your time, rap. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Relish it. What? And showcase your hard work. He said, oh, I hope. It's like, rap. I just want it to be over. What's his deal, dude? Why don't they... Zito is also telling us only information we could have. Really? Zito has texted Rap Sheet numerous times over the last like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. No response at all. Not normal what? from Rap. Not yeah. normal at all. What? Oh, Rap's working. Is he okay? Shefty left the set. Rap's working. There's big news coming probably as soon as we end the show. With that being said, we're doing it now. <laughs> Darius. Thank you for winning 10 people 500 bucks early. Hey, baby, thank you, thank you for being back on the stage. Thanks, thank you for man. coming to Diaper Party. Thank you, man. Oh, yeah. Missed it, boys. We missed you, too. Good luck with everything as you continue to kill it and come back whenever, however. Uh, shout out to Blake Shelton making our life yep. better. Love you, Blake. And shout out to the NFL being the greatest league on earth. March yeah. Madness and Reese Davis was great, mm-hmm. AJ. Anything I'm missing? I don't think so. Reese was awesome, though. Reese was great when I got to come do game day with you, and obviously the guys that. He's a true professional. Yeah, he's he's legit. He's uh, he's a fucking stud. He likes me too, which is very nice. I assumed he would be the type that does not like me as a person, and that was a grossly wrong assumption. He was very very cool and fun to me. Very cool. Yeah, Oscars in um, Scott Sheffler. Scott Sheffler, there it is. We talked about both of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, just shout out to him. Yeah, we give a shout out to Sheffler whenever he was. Oh playing. yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. You couldn't dial in to Sheffler, but I who can? No one. No one. Five straight birdies whenever he's like, is this guy going to crumble? Nope. No. No, no. Five birdies. No chance. Watch something else. You're good. He's so good, AJ. The last, like, they were saying something yesterday. His first 60-some events, he didn't win, and now he's won six times over the last 18 months, I think. Yep. They said he did the same thing in juniors as well. It was like, 
What a run. Figured it out. Might be juicing. Uh, Looks like yeah. it. I can see that. All-American, you know, hey, everybody, I'm such a good guy. I don't swear. Test that man. Make sure he's not juicing. <laughs> Ty's obviously heartbroken because whoever he picked to win did not. And uh, <laughs> Moo Win Lee? Mm-hmm. Was that? Min Woo, I believe. Min Woo Lee? Out of Australia, mustache dog. He's a wild card. Absolute weapon. Absolute weapon. Love this wild guy. Card. He's a player. Yeah. He's a stick. Mm-hmm. I, I thought there was a chance he was going to go. Here we go. We're going to talk about this guy forever. And Scotty Scheffler just continued to drive and fall down. Yep. Yeah. Hit the ball right where he needed it. Mm-mm. Oh, he gets in a little bit of trouble. Let me just figure this thing out. What do I got to do? Oh, I got to choke down half the club. It's staring me in my face. I got to take it that way. All right, no problem. I'll just smoothest swing of all time. Yeah. Let me put it up there at three feet. Tap in. Thank you. Let me get out of here. He's unbelievable to watch. There's people that think he's not good for the sport. Foxy, go ahead and explain yourself. Well, I don't like Scotty <laughs> Scheffler because, A, he's too good, and, B, he's too boring. So I don't Whoa. think it's good for golf. He just wins. No one even wanted to watch that uh, last nine holes yesterday because he was up so much. He doesn't even fist pump, shows no emotion, no nothing, and just wins golf tournaments. That's not good for the sport, in my opinion. See, I think it's great for the sport because hmm. you got you got a great right now. You got an absolute dog. Who's going to go get him? I don't think anybody. I need a fist bump. I need something. Yeah, I, 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 feel you. I mean, I like him. I like winning. I like greatness. But uh, I feel you, Fox. It's already kind of a boring sport. Whoa. Uh, so you're going with the guy who thinks Posner's better than Blake Shelton? Uh, smart. I said not like Mark Scotty because he's a great Mark. Good to see you, Good to see you. But a little bit. Talk a couple clips from that baseball shit. World baseball. A lot of, right? juice. A lot of fucking well, juice. If you had so. that juice in the MLB, I probably Yeah, watch. the Italians are crushing, yeah. Or <laughs> in uh, Venezuela. Venezuela. Hey, the, the Italians are doing this celebrations with Nespresso in the dugout. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of that. And Italian horns on their shoes. Yeah. <laughs> the Italian team is all in. <laughs> That's going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah. I thought they were out already. No. no they're not. They advanced, I believe. Oh. What are you talking about? Play. A guy hit like a game winning single or whatever and does this as he's. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Sweet. Let's go, boys. Hey, Paisanos. Keep going. Mike we Piazza. Our, we got our asses beat by Mexico last night, so I'm I'm done. Hey, United States? Yeah, stayed up. Game started at fucking 1030. Stayed up, watched it. Jeez. We got our asses beat. I'm done. Yeah, look at these guys. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Where's Ireland at? Hey, hey. I don't they don't fucking team. What? Me? <laughs> what? We don't play baseball. They don't have a team yeah. in any sport. No, uh, yeah, that uh, that one. Uh, I like lacrosse. No, no, not hurling. Hurley. Hurling. Curling. Hurling. Hurling. Yeah, they that's they do this thing and yep. they actually hit people with the sticks. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's a badass sport. Yeah, so. There ain't a lot of this going on because there's a lot of. Like they're actually playing baseball with each other's chests. Yeah, they're fighting. Saw a paddleball highlight this weekend. That's too much. Too much running? It's too much. Too much. Pickleball is right in our yeah, uh, yeah. bread basket. Yeah. Pickleball's too much. All right, we're back tomorrow, hopefully with more news. You all are the best. AJ, take care. We miss you, pal. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend to say something nice to somebody. You know, the world has a bunch of shit going on. We got snow coming again here in Indiana. Something crashed in the middle of our show that could be literally anything. Yeah. Have no idea what took place. We got. They're saying that there's some uh, asteroid coming to Earth. Valentine's Day 2046. Yep. Oh, yeah, just heads Ooh. up. February 14th. 2046 or something like yeah. that. Yep. There's an asteroid coming that's going to take out the whole world. Yep. Okay, thanks for the heads up. Is this like a movie? Is this real life? I have no idea. But we need to enjoy life and we need to be nice to people. Mm-hmm. Say something nice to somebody. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.